says, yeah, you Number one. On the second one, you timed it perfectly. Uh, PKA yeah. episode 313 with our je- our guest, Josh Olin. Kyle? Yeah, a few sponsors tonight. Tracker, Nature Box, Stance, and Movement Watch is returning again. We'll talk more about uh, each of those later on in the show. And there are, of course, links down in the description below. Check those things out. Buy them. Enjoy their services and products. But, yeah, let's get into the show. I think most people know Josh Olin. He was the community manager for Treyarch for quite some time. World at War, uh, Black Ops 1, and maybe 2? Yeah, the first half of 2. All right. The good half of 2. The good half. (laughs) The first half is always the good half. Yeah, before it was the worst thing ever to happen to mankind, right? I mean, that's the that's the cycle of of the Call of Duty year, right? Is like when it comes out, it's the worst thing ever, and then when the next one comes out, it's like the savior. It's the perfect game ever. I used the to, last generation. I, I, and and yeah, and, and before it comes out, it's at least as good, right? The excitement right, comes, right, right. And, and that's faded a little bit now. I think when new CODs are coming out, people say this is going to suck. Like, you know, it, it's gone all the way to some sort of inverse situation. CODs used to be great. For for a year, then for six months, then for three months. Now they suck before they even come out because they didn't meet some weird expectation. Heck, as a metric, I could point to the dislike ratio on this one, right? No, they, were not... mad, they were mad at COD before it was even released. Did you notice, like, patterns? Like, after the release, you'd see, like, you know, the January happiness, and every year around, like, March 15th you started to get like a chill like you could feel the hate incoming like oh people are starting to really dislike this game like did you yeah. peg that down to a part of the year like oh it's march get ready for for it all to go to shit i think reddit even had uh, this really funny infographic that they circulated which was just the circle of the call of duty life and it was spot on i mean it was exactly the way that uh that that whole system works and you're not wrong at all woody either like lately especially like it came sort of to a, a fever pitch with infinite warfare it, it's sort of been flipped upside down and now the, the the lead up hype is almost uh you know they don't give the game the benefit of the doubt anymore and i actually talked to charlie intel a little bit about this um a few weeks ago they had me on the show uh, pd had me on his show and it was uh you know i had mentioned that i think part of that is just the the Activision hype machine uh, in the marketing machine even where it's like, you know, for a long time, Call of Duty had this perfect formula and, and it worked great and it it really did maximize that hype train buildup for a long period of time. But then that became so the norm, I think, that for a lot of people, they started to tune out that message a little bit or they started to just not believe it as much anymore. So I think that what you're probably going to see moving forward is a, a bit of a change up with how even just how the games are being marketed and, and the, the various release cadence and hype cadence that they use um, during the pre-release. I feel like you predict them to keep going along this like space night trail where eventually they're not going to be like we We watched I think Kyle and I, we watched some clip together while we were talking about <coughs> playing Astrid and the victory screen. The last Call of Duty was there was a couple people and then you could be a robot character. So every once in a while, a robot would be in their little triangle of victory. In this one, it's all robots. They've done away with humans of any kind. Like, do you see them eventually being like, you know what? World War II kind of stuck for a reason. People are getting a little <laughs> bit sick of, of this uh, this jumping around. It, it, but it's basically Halo. Like, do you think or do you think they're done with that? Like enough? World no, they're War going II. back. They're definitely hope, going back, I and I want them to. Uh, you see, I, th- I'm sure. I'm sure they saw the success of Battlefield this year, going to World War One, a conflict that they've never made a video game about, as far as I'm aware. At least not a big blockbuster game, a AAA title. So maybe they look at something else, some war that hasn't been gone to. Maybe Vietnam. 
uh, would be really cool. I, I'd buy Call of Duty Vietnam. I might even get excited about it. Uh, Black Ops, of course, hit on a lot of Vietnam stuff, but they were jumping around in the timeline so much. Right. It wasn't a pure Vietnam ground troop kind of kind of game, which I'd be up for. You know That'd what be the fun. challenges in my head? In, in terms of weaponry, I feel like COD 4 you know, to Black Ops 3 had the weapons that interest me the most. If you go back too far and they get real slow and the reloads take forever or too much bolt action stuff... I stop enjoying the weapons as much, and that's what turns off certain wars. Like, if I were to exaggerate and be like, let's make this Roman, and they have shields and spears, like, that's not COD, right? <laughs> yeah. it, Ballista I, noob! I didn't like <laughs> um, the World of War weapons very much. Like, there was a really? whole lot of bolt-action things. Now, I don't have a ton of time in that game, but yeah, I, I well, it, a lot of iron sights and, you know... Oh, the one that you just had, like, a discus for the magazine and you'd like take it off and throw it away and then this dude would just appear another discus and slap it on top directly <laughs> on top of the sights the dp uh, 100 28 or something that was an yeah i don't know i kind of like that too because i like variety in games because it's call of duty it's this is not going to be like a sieve that's like oh you better get it right a hundred percent right every fucking detail because i'm gonna be playing this shit for the next seven years I'm going to mod this 20 times. It's Call of Duty. So it's just got to last for the year. So if they go back and the weapons are a little clunky, all right, well, maybe next year we'll, we'll do Call of Duty Korea, you know, and, and, keep, and we'll, do, we'll do that. That's an interesting idea, Korea. Standards keep going up, though, right? Like, like when COD 4 came out, everyone loved it, even though the weapons were wildly unbalanced. You know, the Scorpion is hard to do well with, in my hands anyway. They did that tiny clip that shoots like... It, it, not only is it 20 rounds, but it's like one second. You know, like in all 20 rounds are just... And the iron sight is just flat. Yeah. It's it, just got a little, little clit on it. So, you know, but but people didn't rant and rave in COD 4 about how bad the Scorpion was. Whereas they would pick like the worst SMG in Black Ops 3 and be like, this game is horrific. This gun is bad. Well, so I have a theory about this. I, you know, I think that because you're right, people want more. They want they, they they need to see more and more and more something. Right. And and traditionally what that's been is the guns have gotten more lethal. The core movements gotten way faster and it's gotten more airborne. And so the the direction or the 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 ingredients for making more every year have sort of always skewed to this 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 area of design that makes the game a little bit less accessible and also a little bit less, a little bit more chaotic. You know, you hear a lot of the pros in the Call of Duty scene talking about it right now where it's like, the game, it's not as much about skill as in like who outgun played the other person. It's more about, well, who was lucky enough to just see the other person first because the guns are so damn lethal that, you know, when it, when when one gun isn't, a two-shot kill, it's insane, immediately just an underpowered gun that's been nerfed too much, right? Um, so I think that it's gotten to this point where you're just splitting hairs uh, with, with with how you can innovate in those gameplay areas. And COD 4, it was, it was not that way. When you think back to the original Modern Warfare 1, and we're kind of rediscovering it with Remastered a little bit, you know, that game, like, take Perks, for example. You know, Perks were a, a gameplay design, a system that really only added something to your experience and then coupled with create a class you could run any loadout any type of perk in an order order a combination you want but now when you talk about rigs or you talk about specialists 
these are basically at their essence just classes that the, the franchise has brought back into the mix. So, and, and they're asking now players who have who were sort of born on the COD Four era, who were used to all that personalization, all that freedom, and only ever adding to the experience with perks, never removing an element away or making themselves weaker. Now you're asking them to make this sort of front-loaded decision by saying you have to pick a class, essentially, a specialist or a rig, and then you are put in a box in that type of gameplay as long as you're using that particular class. So it's, you know, it's sort of going backwards and trying to shoehorn in a system that... Um, kind of removes certain experiences or removes certain abilities from people and makes them play a role and it's just it's just different and it's not something that I think the the Call of Duty community knew that they weren't used to or ready for. Yeah, they're going to have to do something different because now that they've they they're writing their own stories right now, right? You know, it's World War II, you've already got that narrative there to like pick and choose your great amazing stories and events from and and reenact those. When they were just writing their own like random space drama battle, like I don't give a shit about that. It's not even based on a movie franchise that I care about. You know, <laughs> if it was Call of Duty, fucking Star Wars, like I'm, I that might. Oh, really? Call of Duty, Star Wars? Okay, I know what that's about. But instead, yes, like the, the Westworld conundrum, nothing's at yeah, stake. Yeah. It, nothing really is at stake because it's like I think the the story of the of Infinite Warfare is that uh, the colon the space colonies are rebelling against Earth. When I hear that, I'm like, well, which side am I on? You know, like, like I don't fuck. It, am I a rebel or am I protecting the homeland? Yeah. Like, that's like, how like I feel about real life conflicts. Like, I, I, it's like just... watching just lesbian porn. Like, you can't put yourself in it. Like, it's <laughs> there's no. You're in the same seat as you are currently if you're in that room because they have no interest. I, They're just, into clam. You know? Just recently, the Syrian government pushed out the rebels of Aleppo, and I'm like, mm -hmm. um. Yay or boo? I'm not even quite sure. Yeah, I'm thinking like, oh, wait, who, it's, it's, but who's calling them the rebels? You know? like, yeah. I guess if they're the rebels, we're, we're rooting for them, because otherwise they'd be terrorists. Right? So that it, must be boo. No. No? It, it's a boo. It's a boo. But all right, so I that's, know it. That, that's Al-Assad the, and, the, uh, and, and the Russians and, right. the, and the Iraqi and the Iranian militias which normally we call terrorists <laughs> fighting against ISIS all at the same time. But yeah, that's a boo for us as Americans. That's a yay for Russians and probably a yay for some Iranians and Iraqis, but it's a big fucking clusterfuck. That's why, uh, you know, it was so scary when Hillary wanted to impose her no flies on over there. It seemed like Russia, well, Russia won, which I guess is a boo, until January 20th, at which point it will be a yay. But ISIS lost, which is consistently a yay. So the whole is, situation is very hard for me to follow. Yeah, every, I think everyone's on the same page with ISIS. We need to come together more on that. Nobody likes them. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do, I, they're very short on allies. Happen. Yeah, yeah, that, that's for sure. Uh I think we're definitely supporting people who are allies of ISIS because ISIS is kind of like the supreme command over there for the militias. So we're supporting people who are who are like hopping in the vehicle with ISIS and then going to fight these people. So it's a real clusterfuck. Well, over like, we're yeah, definitely we indirectly supporting ISIS. We almost well, yeah, indirectly like through countries like Qatar and Saudi Arabia, I think, where we um, no, we're, we're, we're giving to ISIS. And I we're, guess we do it directly too. 
Yeah, Maybe. well, not not directly. We're not saying, "Hey, Mr. ISIS, here's your money," but we're we're supporting those militia groups who are just as good as ISIS, who are right there with them, alongside them, taking orders from them, taking taking the orders from there. Of course, the hey. Russians are the ones doing all of the uh, the intelligence work. All of the uh, they're the ones directing the munitions that are falling on those cities and stuff. Um, you see in Aleppo where they're saying fifty thousand um, uh, people, civilians, are just stuck in there, but they don't know how many. There's no way of counting. Uh, that's a rough fucking. Uh, it's never a good conflict. When, like, both sides are, like, cutting people's hands off. Like, you don't, like, like, usually when something's on TV, you're like, oh, you can tell they're kind of the good guys in this turkey thing or whatever. See, they've got blankets and cocoa for the people who are afraid. (laughs) 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 Oh, those people are sawing noses and ears off. They're the bad guys. And this one, you know, I just was reading an article today that was so sad. And it was just pictures of two poor Iraqi boys who I guess got on the wrong side of ISIS or whatever little caliphate is running that neighborhood. And they just lopped their hands off for, and it's... Oh, Both hands. You know, dumb. you know what the no, best part hands. of this conversation is? That's not so bad. It's After bad. that Sterling thing, Josh it's has fucking close. nothing to say on this topic. <laughs> <laughs> he won't even knock no, no, ISIS. No. <laughs> He's like, "Yo, mom's the word, I, I, baby." I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how we got on ISIS so quickly. <laughs> that, that's the fastest. Everything of a comes podcast. back to ISIS. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all I'm sitting here. I'm just trying to trace it back. Like, wait, and so how China. did we get here? I think it was me. I forget. I I made some comparison, but yeah, we're just all like, I think ISIS is bad, and Josh is like, you know what? I don't even have an opinion on that. I don't have have no public opinion on this ISIS you speak of. Uh, I can't make a definitive stance. I don't think there's anybody. They don't have an ally. I don't think there's anybody who could who who would who would have a different position than their than their strongly anti-ISIS. I know that. They don't have any allies who's buying all that oil. Well, you don't have to like them to buy their oil. You just need their oil. Yeah. It's, <laughs> oh, no, we're just buying their oil. You know, we give them money for oil. We don't know about anything about terror. Saudi CGP Arabia, Gray, Turkey, just, you guys Pakistan. Know you guys know who CGP Grey is, right? YouTuber? Yes, yes. If people don't know, he's a popular YouTuber. He makes I don't know, informative videos. Pretty damn popular. He, he has a podcast, too, called Hello Internet that's mm-hmm. really entertaining. But his most recent video is something about, like... Uh, like you know the the rules of a the, the rules keys of the, to the kingdom or something like that yeah yeah right. and and, and they, they talk a lot about this about some of the worst dictatorships or some of the worst like places to live can be built on just these these unbelievable um riches right some natural resource or some commodity that the whole world needs and and so those do do best and democracies do best and everything else in between sort of sucks and his his video it's a lot it's like a 15 minute video where he just deconstructs all the rules and the pieces to setting up an empire or building um building like the ruling class and it's pretty fascinating it mostly focuses on dictatorships but it talks about democracies too and that was super interesting because um dictatorship or democracy they're like why are there so many like children that succeed their parents which we've seen with bush and almost with clinton and you know why is this happen why is that happen and it just turns out that like the people right underneath the top leader the people who are the the key holders to power are trying to keep themselves in that position but so by having a ready-made like a known quantity to replace the previous guy at top you know they can support them and it Dude, CPG Gray makes great videos, and it was eye-opening to me, and he made them during the election cycle, and it was like, oh, I totally see how this is applicable to what we have now. Well, you don't have to worry about any uh, nepotism with Donald Trump. There, he won't have that problem with his family. You, <laughs> they, he, you they, certainly won't 
He doesn't operate that way. Uh-uh. No, <laughs> no, no. He I love that. Bring, bring I like it. I'm glad it's, he's doing it. It's a complete meritocracy over there. He hires nobody <laughs> but the most qualified for the given position. <laughs> I hope didn't have to look far this time. I'm, Oh no! I I really think he should hit up more Dancing with the Stars contestants <laughs> for cabinet positions. If you don't know, Rick Perry, Rick Perry was on Dancing. With oh, the Stars. okay, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. I was like, who did he fucking get that was on Dancing with the Stars? Okay, good, Rick Perry. All right. Well, he was already kind of embarrassing enough as is. That's actually a a gold star on his record. Once he forgot the he forgot the fucking energy department. If you if you haven't seen now this he leads Rick it. Perry, I'm sure. It's Anybody really who's into politics has seen it and heard it, but the deal is, back when he was running for president, he had, he was like, there are three government agencies that are going to be fucking nixed, gone out of here when I'm president. He was like, ah, whatever, education, um, department EPA. of douchebags and bitches, and uh, 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 he forgets. Right, He's there, like looking to Ron, state, Ron Paul Talking for to Ron help. Paul. Yeah, Ron, <laughs> and, and Ron Paul gets his little... Oh, he just goes silent. He just hangs himself. Yeah, he, yeah. Didn't, he didn't say, a, he didn't say shit. shit. He's not filling that air. He's leaving Rick out there, and he's just like, I, I, I can't come up with it. I forgot. Oops. And then and it's just somebody else told him. There was one of his competitors eventually threw him a lifeline, and the answer, energy. of course, yeah, Department of Energy. And he's like, right, right, that's the one. And <laughs> imagine if he said like. No, because he didn't want to admit that. <laughs> it just changed you know, it. If he was smooth, he'd have been, you see how forgettable a department, the energy department is? Mm. I can't even keep it straight. That's one that definitely needs to be gone. If we can't remember it, right, folks? You might have gotten a laugh. I'm sure he had these, like, shower George Costanza moments where the, <laughs> the next day he's like, the jerk store ran out of you. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to set that up. He's trying to set that same scenario up, like, in, in like, regular social situations. <laughs> but it just doesn't come off Never the Never pans out. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> and now he leads the Department of Energy. I would have never saw that coming. I would have. I would have never seen that coming. I hope that That's he's great. Although nuclear I... waste, that would. I, that would. I want to see us move towards that. Nuclear. Like we start getting into nuclear more and see what kind of power we can generate. You no, know, that one. Did bugs you see me. what the Germans did? Mm -mm. Dude, I don't the Germans. Know, I yeah. News. The German made. The Germans made a fucking fusion reactor that works. They've got this three-dimensional magnetic field that's 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 that, that's the real part of it that was hard to do. This like sphere of magnetism that's compressing this ball of um, hydrogen until it fucking until fusion happens until the nuclei of these atoms start fusing fusing together. The uh, the fuel is seawater, of course. That's how you're going to get your hydrogen, and the the excess is helium gas, which we don't have a whole lot of anyway. Well, yeah, the planet needs that. Need more helium. And the thing is, this thing is a small sun that they've created. They, they're they compressing that gas. Very small. A hundred million degrees. A little bitty sun. A safe sun. A million degrees. The, the reason they're using this magnetic field and why it's so important is they can't contain it with anything else. You put a steel yeah. wall, aluminum, whatever, it just melts right through it. It's, it's a little artificial sun that the Germans have cooking over there right freaking now. They've got well, it, and it what, works. What I think the problem is, I haven't read the report, and I'm, I'm certainly not scientifically minded enough to, to know for sure, but what I suspect the problem is, because it's still a, a great scientific breakthrough, but I suspect the problem is, of course, scalability in that yeah, you, you can get that, that, that much pressure and force out of magnetic fields at a small scale, but if you try to scale that up to a level that would be able to power the planet or, or continents, it's probably going to be a pretty big challenge. I, I Maybe you like have to nobody... make like a bunch of little suns. 
<laughs> right. Everyone seems <laughs> to know them in parallel or in series. Yeah. The answer is to take all these new technologies and sort of use them together, right? Like I get that. A little solar, a little wind power, which is just a kind of solar really, and uh, a little hydroelectric, a little nuclear, etc. But I don't understand why. And God, I, I don't even know how to say this without starting to fight, but it seems to be a Republican thing in particular. They just fucking hate solar. They hate like windmills. Oh, windmills are a terrible thing. They're never windmills are one of the cheapest renewables there are. It's so just like common eagles. sense. The wind will always blow. You know, like why wouldn't you want to? Why, what what could you possibly have against this? That's right? one of the things they say. Well, it's not always windy, so therefore it's a bad idea. And it's like, no, it yeah. really seems like piece of the puzzle to me. And um, uh, solar, I, I have my number wrong. I can't remember if in the last fifteen years. It got 99.7% better or 97% better. But by some, like, enormous number, the trajectory of improvement on solar is incredibly good. Yeah. Yet the enthusiasm amongst Republicans, it seems, is still around, like, coal and nuclear and the, the ones that I'm not more excited about. Well, I, I can't speak to partisanship of like just people, but I know that for for the, the party, it's just it's just lobby, it's just corruption. You know, it's just there's so much big oil interest in the Republican Party, specifically funding Republican candidates and Republican policies that they won't want any alternative energy source other than oil, 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 oil. Which again, to me, seems really short-sighted. Of course, I would think that if I were running a big oil company, that I would just be, I would be parlaying my my positions with these renewable sources. I got a ton of money right now, so let's go ahead and start getting into solar. Let's start getting into this alternate, you know, energy uh, fuel sources. But the the point is, I, I think that's what it is at like a policy level. And um, you know, to me, I, I don't really identify as Democrat or Republican. I identify as like a pragmatic thinker. And I just realized that like I like Elon Musk's sort of basis on this. Now, of course. He owns a solar company, so of course he's going to say solar's the future. Like that, mm -hmm. he, if there's no one more biased than that. But he's also a very smart and visionary sort of scientific mind. And so I think that, you know, the way he breaks it down, it's just very simple. It's like, well, eventually, you know, short of creating our own sun, <laughs> eventually we will run out of oil. Like we just will, and it's it's a finite commodity that's not being replenished at the rate it's being consumed. always finding so more though. We, we have to, yeah, but the yeah. planet's only so big, so Musk we, we has, have to eventually rely on, on solar. Right? Musk has smartly said, like, my plan is to make solar the, economic, the economically viable alternative, right? Like, he's not trying to get people to adopt solar against their own, like, personal best interests, which I think is smart, you know? There are a lot of people, especially people with good money. I know the Scott Adams from Dilbert did this. He bought solar and made his whole house energy independent and stuff like that, and he's like, you know, when you're rich... Like, it's almost your obligation to lead the way on this thing. But I think solar makes a lot more sense than wind. Oh, yeah. yeah. It just seems like wind is a huge amount. It seemed like that was step one in the right direction of like, hey, all this, or I guess dams still, hydroelectric still can produce a lot of power. But wind, it just, it just seems like you could, couldn't you repurpose all that and... Well, spend that money on it, a solar panel or something that's more efficient. There's like a trade-off. There's a trade-off of wind because it doesn't matter how fast the wind is blowing, there is a limit to how fast the turbines will spin. You'll never see a wind turbine spinning like a motherfucker, right? So um, th there's a there's a there's always this sort of lost or, or diminished rate on efficiency. With, but what with, they do is they increase the resistance of the like the alternator that it's turning. Yeah. So they don't have to increase the speed to increase the power. They just increase the the, the magnetic field that it's turning. So it requires more tor torque to get it going. 
But there's still only so much of the wind that you're going to be capturing with a single windmill. Whereas the sun, that's a much, you could scale that a lot better than wind. And with solar, there's a like a huge misperception. Again, in, 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 the, in the party side, it's just corruption, which is why the, 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 uh, the Republicans in, pol- in politics resist it. But, but I think there's also a, there's a malleability of the public that doesn't come fully understand it so that when, when a politician does say something like, well, the sun doesn't always shine. What happens when the sun goes down? What happens at night? Your, your house just turns off, right? They, they don't, or, or what, what happens when you're living in an area that's covered by clouds 60% of the year, right? They, they don't understand that, or, or what they're not explaining is this, the distributed solar grid that Solar City and Elon Musk wants to build out so that they will be able to route areas with surplus solar coverage like California, and they'll be able to route a lot of that power over to the parts of the country that don't get as much sun um, and, and to make up that difference so that at scale, it's, it's really just math. It's not like a, it's not a theory. You just do the math for what the efficiency of solar is and how many square feet of these, these panels you'll need and where you need to route it. And you could just do it on a pen and paper and figure out, yeah, this would work. Like there's, it would work. It just would. And that's using today's efficiency, not even taking into consideration where that technology is going to scale and continue to improve. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, to me, it's just, it's, it's obvious. It's not a Democrat. There's challenges with transporting electricity though, right? Like you can't just put it on a wire and send it across the nation. It, 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 uh, there's losses there. Like entropy or not entropy. That's not the word for it. Or like where it, loses certain amount of power however long it travels yeah there's de- well, i learned about this uh, you know back when electricity was new <laughs> and uh um when i was in college there were just you know fucking keys and kites and shit but uh there's something to do with pumping up the voltage allows it to travel over the lines better than they turn down the voltage and send it to houses and i forget exactly how it works but i remember um, driving through kentucky one mm. time and the power poles were all leaning toward the road from the tension of the line and they were like crisscrossing the road and my cousin was like, Jesus Christ, that's, a, that's ridiculous. I was like, oh, don't judge them too harshly, Scott. They've only got electricity a couple years ago around here. Like, <laughs> this, this is pretty good for these folks. It's, it was rough. One. This is Gen 1 of their technology. We, yeah, we let yeah them... they started off. They, they had oil lanterns burning whale oil just, a, just six months back. I have a completely different topic. As oh. of today, Jackie has approved the purchase of a motorcycle for me. So that is a thing that is likely oh, to happen. I, well, we all knew that would happen. That is not a step up from a flying contraption. That is, a, <laughs> that is five or six steps down. She's relieved let us, when let she sees when you she leave the house on that motorcycle. Let us know when she co-signs on like a nitro-fueled drag car. Because that'll <laughs> be surprising. But motorcycle seems right on, on the same page as flying contraption. Well, last time that I was on the show, you had just gone on some flying contraption mm-hmm. little adventure, and you were talking about wanting to get a motorcycle, but that she would never approve such a dangerous <laughs> thing for you. <laughs> so something's changed, though. She's come around. She's yeah, turned the corner. I, sometimes people who only see the end of my little you know, successes feel like I'm very impulsive, but that's not the case. A lot of times these things are brewing for you know, months or years before they, they come to fruition. And uh, yeah, the flying contraption was, I, I had eyes on that for over a decade. The uh, the motorcycle, this is actually my fourth one, but she was really not down for it. And it, it took some, you know, convincing. And it, it and in the end, it came down to sort of a, honey, this is something I really want. Like this is a key to happiness. 
I had a motorcycle when you met me, and it doesn't seem right that you have, like, the power to sort of just change who I am and say, like, this hope and dream is crazy. Baby, I was born to ride. It's in my blood. Yeah, it, like, <laughs> I feel like you signed up for this. I had a motorcycle when you met me. I rode a motorcycle for the next nine years, you know? Like, it, it like, you shouldn't just get to say, now you're a non-rider. And, well, what uh, are you getting? What's your bike? So, uh, tomorrow I'm looking at a bike. It's a BMW G650GS. It's like a, it's a street bike with a little bit of a like dual sport flair to it. Um, it's not super fast, but it's not meant to be like a highway cruiser type thing. It's meant to like burn around the farm roads to the east of me and maybe on trails to the south. Okay. Of me. So that's the idea. <clears throat> I am. Now are you gonna are you gonna ride around like is that gonna be like your day mode of transportation or is this just gonna be like a fun weekend thing? A fun thing, but every day's a weekend to me, so it, it could be any day. <laughs> Living the dream, living the life. Like, yeah. So uh, I guess just yeah, that's you know, for his non-flight days. You <laughs> when just the, go to the store, right? right? When the weather's right or something, and I just feel like going by motorcycle instead, I might do some moto vlogs. Um, that could be a thing. You, you probably don't watch my channel, but I've been doing these para vlogs where I go up in a, the flying contraption, the paramotor, and just talk about stuff like I used to do over gameplay. Now nice. I do it over like flight footage but in real time like while i'm up there um, how many people on youtube do this you, you've got to be in like a what upper one percent oh, there are half six dozens of us yes are there really <laughs> no yeah. go up and vlog about it like just while they're flying so, around so there's a lot of people who make videos but all they do is like put it to music and i am passionately enthusiastic about paramotors and i think it's boring you know i i can't watch too many people just sit in a fucking sky chair to music like it, it and you won't find people more interested than me but there are other guys who vlog and as a vlog background like it it's at least as interesting as motorcycles or gameplay or anything else like I, you know yeah. it it's pretty cool and um but there's not many people who bothered to do it right you know to get like half decent audio and such right. so um so yeah but but you know there are a lot of days when it's not appropriate to fly so adding a motorcycle. What do you, what do, you do about the audio problem? Because like that, what do you, do you, it can't just be like a windsock of doom that you're putting on this thing. Like how do you solve that issue? Well, there's a, of course there's, um, you know, the foam thing over the mic and that handles yeah. a lot of the wind. Uh, the bigger issue is the motor noise. And I tend to gain uh, yeah. altitude. <laughs> what I do is I, I gain altitude, then I talk on the descent as the motor runs slower. And then I gain altitude and talk on the next descent. And I kind of repeat that process. And it also leads to a nice like collection of thoughts. If I were to just put a mic in front of you and say, go for 16 minutes and be interesting and intelligent, after a couple, you might lose steam. But if you got a break to regather your thoughts every so often, which is the natural thing that happens on a paramotor, because you have to gain altitude and it's noisy. So anyway, I am very excited about this idea. I'm going to see the motorcycle tomorrow, and uh, I hope that it's I hope it's everything that it should be. I think it's a go. The, the Craigslist ad, people are going to find it. But the Craigslist ad had like, I don't know, 20, 30 pictures to it. Like all these clothes. Like, I don't think I'm going to go there tomorrow and be like, this is nothing like I imagined. No, he, he, <laughs> he took a picture and then he rotated like 10 degrees and took another picture. And then so nice. you see it from like 300 and then like close-ups of the instrument panel and things like that. So, um so well, I you better pull the trigger on that. You don't want to miss out on motorcycle season coming <laughs> yeah. up. 
in December, January, February. Uh, you know. You know, the, on on the contrary, though, this very well could be motorcycle buying season, right? Yeah, right. Could. You know, right. this yep. might be when the the deals exist. Yep. I bet Kyle bought his boat in December. Absolutely. <laughs> and. And uh, well, maybe not a great example. Yeah, maybe I have <laughs> the SS YouTube money was the greatest name of a boat ever. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, that's what it was. Yeah. The um. Well, I'm excited you got a motorcycle. That's kind of cool. What are you? Yeah, that's awesome. Are you are you gonna putt around in it, or is this the kind that you could potentially take on one of those like Pacific Highway cruises? <sighs> you know, it's an interesting question. So obviously, it does highway speeds and stuff. But it's not so fast that 50 and 70 miles, like 70 miles an hour is kind of the top end of, of where it wants to be. It goes 100, 105 oh, okay. or something. So, and I did that kind of intentionally. Like I, I don't want, say, 40 to feel like it sucks, right? You know, because if 40 sucks, then you got to go 110 to do the, like, the cool stuff. And I've been there. Uh, I, had a, I had a leader bike, a Ducati 907IE. And um, nice. that, that's a it's like a, a race car of a motorcycle and um you know that's cool i've had it and i liked it but this time around i'm looking for something that's fun when the speed limit is 50. so that's that's the target josh it seems like you know a good bit about motorcycles do you ride one no i don't ride one i never would i'm too much of a, of a pussy to ride a motorcycle hey, it's more like boat. Yeah, okay, well, it's more like I just don't, like, I trust my ability to ride a bike and ride a motorcycle. I just don't trust all the other idiots on the road to not kill me, and that's, that's the that, I can't, thing, I can't yeah. get over that. Is yeah, that I think I'd like that, to... That 16, like, like, someone hopes age could just completely crush you between well, just a median and Whoops. their car as they're like, Oh, let's watch some motorcycle I, crashes. I couldn't <laughs> yeah. stick a out of my dad's place, but I'm on the way. Listen, like, my, 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 my mom was a registered nurse for 14 years and I'm growing up. She's seen all of them. Her, she, her, 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 my stepdad was an EMT. So he's responded to these things. So I'm getting the stories and the pictures all growing up. And then, you know, again, I, I have a dash cam like mounted in my in my car mm -hmm. and I, I wanted to at one point just put a montage together. I just didn't have time, didn't have the energy to do it of all the near misses that I've had on that thing. And I'm just thinking if I was on a bike, I wouldn't have been able to break that hard. I would have died. I, I wouldn't have been able to swerve the way I just swerved in my car. Like, I, I just think like, man, all these things would have been, uh, you know, could have just been bad but maybe i i also just have really bad luck too i've got like notoriously bad shitty luck because I, I want a dash cam for the same reason like to catch all the interesting things that happen yeah like i don't know 25 years of driving nothing interesting so far like yeah i can't imagine what? being like man i can't wait to compile all that foot i can't wait to relive my drive home from work <laughs> again in slow motion and go oh was that super have... guy being a dick a little bit but not enough to include in the video so fucking awful <laughs> i wish that i had a camera going at my dash all these years i have seen some shit yeah. There's been some crazy shit happen in front of me. I've seen cars spin and, and people swerve and people who were just couldn't keep their cars on the on the road. And I've had people try to run me off the road and all kinds of crazy stuff. The I, I wish especially I if you're in an area with like snow. I mean, it's even you know you're almost guaranteed to see some some stuff if you're in an area with snow. The best I see with any ever, consistency is poorly secured loads, like pickup trucks that are over full or trailers without proper tie downs and stuff like that. Like, mm -hmm. sure. Woody, I, I know you grew up somewhere with a lot of snow. Josh, I don't know where you grew up, but New York. New York. Okay, so you did too. Did 
Kyle, maybe, I don't know. I'm sure in Georgia, people really struggle if there's a lot of snow on the ground. Maybe not. I don't know. I, oh, they all have if there's an inch of snow on the ground, the whole state <laughs> yeah. shuts down. It was so <laughs> embarrassing like two years ago where, um, you know, it snowed a minuscule amount, just enough so that you could see it. And it really locked Atlanta down. And they took these <laughs> photographs of it and they were compa- they were like overlaying it with the Walking Dead photographs. And it's like, yeah. That's the whole, it, they, they, whole they freeway. Did you see cars abandoned? People leaving their cars. That, that was North Carolina. That was between the two houses that I have now. There's like yeah. trucks on the side of the road. There's a fire. Fire. People started like photoshopping it to make it even more extreme. But but yeah, North yeah, Carolina yeah, yeah. snow. Let me see if I can find Godzilla's in it and have you guys ever had the thing though where you go? I saw one. There was a clip that got went really viral with a Comcast truck that was on the road and they Just, didn't put enough hey. cones out. Yeah, JD knows what I'm talking about. Have you ever had that where you come over a hill in the snow and you do exactly what happens in those videos and you try and break and you just start sliding completely sideways down the road? That moment of I've, panic. Uh, of sh- my, my car's rear-wheel drive, so this happens twice a winter where I'm just in a blind panic. Like, oh, 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 yeah, I should have bought an SUV. Was it worth it, Taylor, your life? Was it worth it not to just buy a fucking Highlander before the season? Like, no. <laughs> it's the most unsettling feeling ever. I've never went sideways, but I've, I've had the wheels, you know, just lock up, and you, you can feel you're just skidding, and you're just thinking, it's just unbelievable. It's so scary when, when you have that I really happen. hope they, they catch soon, and you get that traction back, and you can feel it again. And thankfully, so, I always have, but yeah, I mean, that that's uh, that's not a good feeling. I've had it where the I was sliding, the guy in front of me was sliding, and the guy behind me was sliding. I'm like, if I escape this without an accident, it's going to be a real miracle. Last and, time we were in Colorado, I told I told you guys like as soon as I pull out of the the rental car place, there is an upended car right there, an upside down fucking vehicle going sliding at like three miles per hour down the road, and I'm just like, okay, you're just like, well, oh, you don't see that every day. They'll be okay, and then we just continued on our path, driving right through the ice that they had just wrecked in. <laughs> the, thing, <laughs> the fucking like Enterprise or Hertz guys, just like, God damn it, you know. <laughs> the thing about ice though is sometimes there's no talent that saves you, right? Like in snow, I got to generalize. So I learned to drive in a snowy place, and you know, if I come into a red light, sometimes I just maintain a couple miles an hour, so I never had to go to a dead stop or start from a dead stop. You know, and I'm, I'm aware of you know what downhill does and what turns do, and stuff. like yeah, I get it. But when it's icy 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 and it's just a sheet of slipperiness like all you can really do is not take that road like i don't blame people too much i saw something on youtube just recently guy slides down then a bus slides down and hits him then a truck slides down and hits the bus then another bus comes in and sandwiches the two and then a cop then a (laughs) a policeman comes and he slides down and it's like you know and then hang on the finale is then it was a it was a it was a uh, snow plow that was <laughs> yes, salting right. the road slides down and hits the cop car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And thank the, you, the thank you. It falls in a sideways way, so it's falling down, sliding, not helping. But you can see the salt spinner on the back. Still the guy just cranks it up, like, please, just get as much salt on this as I can. We'll make the most of this. We're going to make the most of this crash. Get all the salt out that we can. Yeah, yeah, you guys are right. And the only those people were just in the wrong spot. You know, it, I um, I considered myself at one point, probably not now, like a good snow driver because I did it all the time. And uh, But if it's just ice, there was an intersection in Jersey where the whole intersection, like the center of it, and then all four ways were ice for like, I don't know, 30 feet away from the stoplight. And there was nothing people could do. Like they just had to shut down the intersection and close the road because 
it was it was it it's not about talent if, it's, if, uh, if there's no traction if chiz ever comes on the show again i'll let him tell the tale of me driving us up and down those fucking mountains in colorado you well? because you wouldn't believe it if i told it god damn it <laughs> <laughs> i did things that day you've never seen before <laughs> what kind of car were you? that was when you were in the explorer we were right? in that ford explorer and i pressed snowflake mode and prayed for six and a half hours it was so terrifying you we were behind the I did that in Vermont in a Toyota Yaris. <laughs> <laughs> he was coming up that hill. The, the wheels were spinning 60 and the car was doing 30. <laughs> it was screaming. Oh, that was so bad. Yeah, I, uh, I want to go back to Colorado. That was the fuck. That, that, that drive, though. I, I don't want to get there in the middle of a blizzard and then drive through a blizzard in a rental car for six and a half hours, though. That was not fun. Almost wreck a few times, like for real. Oh, yeah. I swear, so it was like full concentration, 100% intensity for six hours. When I got done, it was just such a huge emotional relief because for hours it was just 100% like fighter pilot concentration because the ti- the tiniest little, yeah. you'd feel the ice and you'd have to be, you'd have to be ready. You can't make a, a, a thing like this. You've got to slowly steer out of it back into That's, the dry parts of the road. My experience was whole, the opposite. Like, like <laughs> the tires are like, what? And I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> going eight miles an hour. <laughs> Here we are. Just waiting. In that fucking Yaris, which is so, you know, I, I picture the Yaris almost being like Legolas when he's showing all the rest of the troop on Mount Carathras or whatever, how he can walk on top of the snow and they're all trudging along. Like that's what your Yaris would be, just skipping across the top of the snow. That Yaris was dangerously close to being inadequate to get him to where he was going and if that thing breaks down he's just gonna die in it no one should buy like, a new yaris a... the yaris no. is such a horrible terrible car you should really get a used car i can't think of any situation where someone's like i have 10 grand let's get a yaris no you need to get yourself a used tacoma or something because that yaris is garbage it's a terrible yeah, that, terrible car that's... for people but, that uh... don't know better but I like the wintertime stuff. I like snow and ice and frigid, you know, air out there. I didn't get I don't get that enough here. Of course, we have really we do have bitter cold winters, you know. I mean, there are nights when it's going to drop down to negative, but it's nothing like up north. And it's nothing like what we got in Colorado with all that snow and everything. I, I really like that. Speaking of winter activities, the Flyers are on a 10 game win streak. They, they, oh, it is their longest win streak since 1985, and, and I, the Flyers had a huge unbeaten streak at one point. But there were that was back when there were ties. Um, yeah. Now that it, now that you only win and lose, um, the 10 game win streak is legit, and it is They're the best great. in the NHL. And the problem is, like, they are in the toughest division in the NHL by far. The leader of the division is on a seven-game win streak. The people right behind them are arguably ahead of them because they have fewer games played, or on a four-game win streak, Columbus. Like, it, the Penguins are on a big win streak, too. Like, everybody's winning. It's Yeah, they're, like, they go through phases where you'll be like, oh, wow, looks like the Atlantic is doing really good, and, oh, my God, the Pacific has lost. Every one of them are losing, and then it'll switch, but right now the Metro is in the middle of a huge upswing. Like they're winning a huge, like Philly has on a 10 game win streak and they are objectively the second best team in Pennsylvania. How crazy is that? <laughs> in Pennsylvania. The, yeah. uh, the thing they're in like 
fourth, maybe, in their division. It's hard in hockey to know who's in what place because, like, Philly's ahead of Columbus, for example, in that they get, you get two points for a win and one point for an overtime loss. They have more points, but they have four more games played, so you might argue they're not really ahead. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, Philly is crushing it, and Taylor says that the conference, like, ah, oh, you know, we'll see. They all go hot and cold. Eh, there's 32 games in the season. Like, I think it's, it's okay to, to draw a trend at this point. Um, you know, yeah, they're doing well. Yeah. Like if you and it, you can see how it happened. It's interesting to watch as the seasons go. Three years ago, the Metropolitan Division, Sands, the Rangers, and Pittsburgh, were so bad. It was like every time that season when the Blues were really good, I was like, "Oh fuck yeah, we're playing a team from Metro who's not the Penguins or the Rangers. Or we're gonna win." I'm or well that year it was Philly. <laughs> <laughs> Philly was not good that year, but now. Like Metro's, you know, a couple of years of good draft picks and good team building. Like they've had some really good rebuilds going on over there. I can't believe how well Columbus is doing. I'm glad they're doing well. They're a team that never gets any recognition for anything. They're the team that like they're the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Carolina Hurricanes. People just forget like, oh, fuck, I forgot they had a team there. And I'm, I, I like seeing those teams do well. Like I want to mm. see the Arizona Coyotes do well, but they are they are suck a dick bad this year. Like, oh, so terrible. But I know Josh, you're a big Rangers fan, right? No, <laughs> no, you you've heard wrong, sir. Or Islanders fan, or whatever. No. Uh, I I got to be honest, I'm not a big hockey fan. A although Mets fan. <laughs> I figured I made that up. Yeah, <laughs> nobody is. Uh, no, comes just, on. <laughs> just Woody humors me, and I enjoy it, and then we move on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Blues have oh, a game tonight. Oh, the Blues, I, their last game. I watched. They, sorry, it'll be over after this, I swear. They went up three to nothing in, in the first, in, in the beginning of the second period against Minnesota. And I, I had just like a sinking feeling in my stomach. Like, you know, this is exactly what the St. Louis Blues have done for 50 years. They'll find a way to fuck this game up. Lose six to three. They allowed six straight goals in one and a half periods and lost. So that was, that nobody out there cares very much, but rest assured, I was, I was upset. For minutes on end after the game. I got another so, thing. It's it's kind of hockey talk. I looked into joining a men's league. I'm like, you know what? I live in Raleigh. There's a couple of rinks here. It's way easier than it used to be for me to like find a local game. I'm going to start calling around on men's leagues and actually make this flip and happen. So I look around and nice. uh, um, I want to play a C league. Uh, for people that, that don't know my skill level, A is the top in like beer league hockey and C is the bottom. I used to be like the B-League MVP. Like there is a stretch there where I got MVP like six games in a row for my team. And I was like the all-star team in the B-League. I also played a little A-League, but I was like below average in that league. That's where I was. And then over time, you know, I just stopped getting MVP. I wasn't scoring as much. And like I couldn't, I'm obviously aging. But I didn't. I couldn't put my. I'm like. I seem like I'm just as fast, but my numbers are shit. Right. So I think when I come back, I'm gonna go into the lowest league with the people that stumble on their skates, and I should be an above average player in the worst league. <laughs> well, you, you hope. But, you're yeah, totally I, gonna run into some guy idea. there. You're gonna, that first day. You're gonna go in there. And you're gonna be in the locker room, just drained, just wore the fuck out. It didn't go like you wanted. You couldn't even skate as fast <laughs> as you used to. And there's gonna be that guy by the locker room. By the locker room. I got something here. They'll take care of that for you. A little testosterone. Wanna, wanna, <laughs> just bend over. Let me let me help you out. 
Wait, wait, what is? What are we doing in the locker room at this point? <laughs> well, you do a little something for him, he's going to do a little something for you. How you does know, he deliver this take. testosterone exactly? Does it come from his penis? <laughs> <laughs> you close your eyes and take your medicine. Don't worry about where it comes from. Six weeks in, like, this isn't working at all. But, <laughs> but I'm kind of acquiring a taste for the treatment. <laughs> <laughs> but um the problem with the men's league in my area get this they play monday wednesday friday saturday and sunday and i'm like wow. what do i do with this information because i can't play tuesday thursday that's when we do the show right they play every day that's not tuesday thursday so you'd think i'm available but, but how do i plan around this how do i go anywhere what do i do with my weekends like and it's always late at night for the most part or very or like it's it's times where ice is cheap they, so they, usually like 11.30 p.m. you'll you have a game. You go when the most people are there. Because if you go on an off day, you might just get the saltiest, hardened veterans of the no, C League, beer league. You, you are on a team, and your team has a schedule against the other teams. So like you don't just, it's not pickup. It, it's oh. uh, Yeah, yeah. Really? So I would be on a team. Right into organized Dude, hockey then. Yeah, I, I looked at the teams, organized. and I, like, okay. I don't know anything about the teams. I didn't no, look I at their said, records. But one of the teams was named the Little Deeks. I'm like, I know that's the one I like. <laughs> that's hilarious. Like, D-E-K-E is like a, you know. Yeah, yeah. You... I want to see that uniform. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Men's League teams are, like, they have really raunchy, inappropriate names a lot. And not raunchy like, oh, that's cute. Raunchy no. like, there'll be a jersey, and it's just like a girl getting, you know, right. fucked doggy style. And be like, oh, we're the fucking doggies. Or whatever, whatever yeah. stupid shit they do. And we used to but, play um, against a team called yeah, the Ice Holes. The ice holes. Yeah. That's, a, that's a classic. There's one of those in every. Mm-hmm. every Only men's here league. for the beer is the one where. And they I all see think them. they're the original one. They're all like, ah, <laughs> ice holes. Yeah, that's so clever. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm gonna <laughs> keep looking around at the other rinks because that Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday schedule. Now, of course, you don't play every day. You play any one of those days. And I'm yeah. like, I can't plan around this. Like, I, you keep track of your stats when you did it. Like, would you be like, I got an assist tonight. I got a goal tonight. Or did I, you just know like I did the best? I would. I knew how many goals I had. I, I think that's all I really paid attention to. Maybe on that night, I'd think, you know, a ah, goal and two assists. But over the season, I would just count goals. And, you sound like um, you're doing what I like to do on NHL 17 in season mode when I'm, like, you know, playing God and being like, oh, this character isn't doing as well as, as pleases the master. So I'm just going to jump in and play a few games and be this character and get him like 60 goals real quick. And <laughs> you just turn the skill down on the other team, turn <laughs> your slap shot all the way up to where you just shoot lasers into the net. Like that's, yeah. you just want to go down there and troll all the, you know, paraplegic uh, you know, blind kids who are playing in the C League. That's what I want, but it's yet Christ, to be proven that, that I am not a paraplegic blind kid. Like I haven't played hockey in like it's the can't seven see years. Yeah, the can't <laughs> see league. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. There's even an upper, lower, and mid C at one of the rinks. So I was gonna call the rink manager, describe my background, and see where I fit. Um, it might but, pay dividends to sit in on a uh, on one of these activities and just see what's going on out there because people describe their own skill. Um, in, in a lot of different ways. You, you never know what you're getting into. You might get in there and you're like, wow, these guys are fucking what I would consider an A-league. An a Or you might get up there and be like, I think I'm going to be MVP again. 
yeah, yeah not it is in, North Carolina. Like, like, that's like I'm, true, but the, I'm I, like, like some sort of like uh, I, I guess I'm racist against that, your, your geography. I'm mm-hmm. like, are there really that many guys in North Carolina who have this storied you, background on the ice? If you were you in know? Philly, it'd be a different thing, right? I hear uh, you, and I think you're right. None of the players are from North Carolina, though. Like the, my last yeah, year, the, there were a lot of guys from Buffalo, they're from New Jersey. A lot of them played college hockey, or you know, in, in the A League. That's true. That's true. Uh, it, it just has to be easier in North Carolina than it has is to up be North. easier in it's North Carolina. Be. I, I, the ice is softer. Everything's easier. I don't know if that's uh, true. I, softer ice is not, is not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but um, yeah, but, that, but like you should go into that. Like it's, it'd be better for you to go into a game and realize, oh. I'm going to get a hat trick tonight. Then <laughs> yeah. go into a game and be like, oh my God, I'm woefully outmatched. Look at that guy. Look how fast that guy is. Jesus. The, like, <laughs> the problem with being woefully outmatched. Oh, fuck, that, guy's, that guy's handling the puck. He's not even looking at it. He's it's, not even fucking looking at it. Yeah, <laughs> if you're woefully outmatched, I, I, I really don't want to let my team down, right? I hope that when they see me play after the first period, they're like, ah, Woody, good pickup. You know, for you. yeah, this you know guy, I, this guy handles the puck <laughs> without looking at it. Like, you know, that he's the guy that we want on our team or occasionally looking at it. Let's be, let's be fair, I and, <laughs> but I like, don't want them sun. to be You're like, oh my God, you know, is the power play get Woody off the ice? You know, that's not yeah, what I'm what hoping What you need for. is like every time you touch the puck in that C League, you need to start whistling like the Harlem Globetrotters versus <laughs> the Generals song where... Like you're deeking around everybody. One thing, like skating circles around some guy until he falls over. <laughs> one of the rinks in my area, and I might choose this place on. Per- so my skating is better than my stick handling. I've always said this is true. Um, one of the rinks is Olympic sized, which totally plays into my skill set. Like you, instead of having to like deke some guy and fucking pass it to yourself off the glass, there's room. Just skate where he's not, and then you'll be fine. So I might play in the oversized rink. Now, will uh, we get any vlogs of this? Because I, I, I'm loving that the, the, the yeah, freedom the GoPro? motorcycle. Yeah, the, I love the, the freedom the motorcycle is going to bring to your life. But I feel like videos of you on the ice that piques my interest much more so than the. You know, idea one of the challenges, and, and this happens in in all kinds of vlogging things. They don't compare me against like people in my peer group. They're like, you know. I saw Sidney Crosby, Mike. Crosby, up. and and you know, and aside from the fact that he just cries to refs all the time, like his puck handling was way more impressive than Woody's, and like I, yeah. I, I just yeah, feel like people are gonna watch the GoPro NHL videos where it's like, yeah, how about that, Suk? What are you gonna do today? He's like, I'm going to take the puck, not look at it, and score over my head between legs uh, with the side of stick, and I'm like, all right, you do it. And it's between <laughs> legs <laughs> and overhead is impressive. Yeah, very very <laughs> impressive for Pavel Datsuk. But yeah, you. They're could they do that, that you know. think like could they play could like like could they what if they turn their sticks around the other way that's what i'd like to see i always mm. see those videos where the guy pretends like he's uh some beer league guy but really he's an nhl all-star and he goes and then of course he destroys them it's not it's fun to watch but only for 30 seconds i want to see him flip that stick around and use the handle to fucking play that that would that would like blow me away it's like i see um could we could you put the, it on top do it enough to like if i were playing against a brand or if woody were playing against a brand new person in hockey he could like he could keep the puck away from you using the knob on the stick just because he would knock it slightly out of your reach skate over to it and then knock it slightly out of your reach and then skate over to it and knock like and, and i would, would be, keep my butt between him and the puck right that would be yeah. like 80 percent of it but. usually the way you, you flip your stick like that if you are doing if you're a defenseman 
And that's a drill to try and knock the puck loose for the guy breaking in without the blade of your stick to train you better on, on lift stick lifting and whatnot. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you there? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I closed off a bit during hockey stick technique. Talk. <laughs> you nearly <laughs> lost me on that one, Taylor. <laughs> All right. Let me take this moment to insert myself with a uh, an advertisement. Okay. And, uh, and maybe we can watch some animals so kill excited. people because that always hurts me. All right. <laughs> Uh, let me tell everyone a little bit about Tracker. Uh, smart cars, smartphones, smart homes. Technology has made everything smart, but when you lose those smart things, it makes you feel really stupid. Uh, Tracker makes losing things a thing of the past. Tracker is a coin-sized device that lo locates misplaced keys, wallets, bags, computers, anything in seconds. Just pair Tracker uh, to your smartphone, attach it to anything, and find its precise location with the tap of a button. It's that easy. Lose your phone, press the button on the Tracker, and your phone rings, even when it's on silent. With over 1.5 million devices, Tracker has the largest crowd GPS network in the world. So your lost item shows up on a map, even if it's miles away. Never lose anything again with Tracker. Listeners to our show here get a special discount of 30% off your entire order when you go to the, T-H-E, Tracker.com and enter offer code PKA. The hardest thing you'll ever have to find is their website. So go to the, Tracker.com right now and enter pro promo code PKA for 30% off your entire order. Again, that's thetracker.com, promo code PKA. These things are great. Um, they're just super-duper tiny. Uh, they gave us some little PKA personalized ones, and you can see it really is super thin, super tiny little device. It's and a key it's, ring? Yeah, it's you got a little... You can use it uh, as a key ring. You can for... stuff it in the pocket of your paramotor or motorcycle in case they get stolen. It's like a low jack. You can you know tuck it in your backpack, your whatever, and uh, it tracks stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's got a little hole there for a lanyard, and they have a, a waterproofing accessory, and they have a little lanyard thing that comes with it. So very cool. I have a lot of trackers now uh, in my life. So. Really is it like a SIM card in it, or is it using like geo, like global positioning? How does it's it... a very it, it's magic, I believe. Technology <laughs> I don't that, know. Yeah, but it does. Uh, oh, another a... thing is, um, it'll make your phone ring even if it's in sleep mode, right? I, huh. I think Sign. that's if your phone, yeah, yeah. even if it's on silent, even if it's on silent. So, like, you know, you could hypothetically like use your tracker to find your phone. I think like in reverse, which is kind of a cool thing. Yeah. Uh, it's you know, uh, it's a good deal. Let me uh, let me let me tell everyone a little bit about absolutely anywhere. Tell you all a little bit about NatureBox while we're at it. I ordered some more NatureBox the other day, and I'm really enjoying it. Uh, tired of eating the same bland food while trying to stay healthy? Well, NatureBox has the solution to your problem. They make uh, making smarter choices doesn't mean you have to eat boring food. NatureBox makes snacks that are full of flavor and none of the junk. NatureBox makes over 100 ridiculously delicious snacks that are made with, be made with better for you ingredients. Simply choose what snacks you want and they get delivered right to your door. Some of our personal favorites around here are the peanut butter nom noms, which are deadly to kitty, the chocolate hazelnut granola and the praline pumpkin seeds were a big favorite of Chiz. Uh, Nature Box is constantly adding new and interesting snacks for you to discover every single month. Plus, they believe that you shouldn't eat something you don't like. So if you try a snack you don't like, Nature Box wants it back. They will replace it in your next box for free. Uh, you can't do anything, uh, they don't want it back. Uh, they'll just replace it for free in the next box. I started thinking about the eventuality of that, of people trying to mail back their old snacks. They don't want your old snacks back. Keep them even if you don't like them. Uh, you can't do that with any other snacks. So go to, the, uh, go to naturebox.com slash PKA right now to get two bags of delicious snacks without any of the junk for free. That's naturebox.com slash PKA for two free bags of bold and unique snacks 
delivered right to your right to your door. Naturebox.com slash PKA. Yeah, that's definitely worth worth it. Uh, you know, free. Uh, I, I really did like their uh, like their snacks. Free like is the, a good um, deal. It's probably yeah. our best coupon code. Has to be right. Yeah, it's top of the line. So yeah, check them out. They have none of the bad stuff. I think that was all the good stuff. on all the good stuff. Yeah, naturebox.com/pka. Lots of the good stuff, Kyle. The appropriate amount. <laughs> uh, you know what you can. Hey, you shouldn't have too much of a good thing. They have the appropriate amount of good things. That is a good thing. I uh, I have a topic. What would that be? Uh, Twitch now allow now allows live streaming, but it doesn't have to be a game anymore. Like so, they added art. I think and art was kind of broadly stretched. Like like Hamry. It could be art. It could be music. Uh, I, I think there was a woodworker there. He was a really talented woodworker, and he was making cool stuff. Um, Are you talking about Twitch IRL? Yeah, and now there's Twitch IRL. So you no longer need yeah. any talent whatsoever uh, to stream on Twitch, uh, which is – I did a live stream on Twitch, and it went pretty well. I did it for like a couple hours, and it was just day in the life of Woody shit. Like I'd set the uh, – my gutter fell off. And I and it was raining and I like so I'm like setting the camera up in the rain and there's me like on a ladder in the mud trying to fix shit, um, and uh, I got I didn't get banned they just like they they killed my stream and I didn't know why like uh, they apparently they messaged me so I had to like fix the stream key and I came right back and eventually they came in chat and they're like what are you trying to get a hold of you um, this is inappropriate for Twitch. And it wasn't right. like it was dirty in the slightest or anything. I, I think we were cooking dinner or something when they banned it just me. It wasn't games. It, it wasn't games and it wasn't art. Well, now yeah. IRL is a thing. And you can, you you can start basically, doing it again? You could vlog in real time. And you could, you know, you could syndicate a podcast over Twitch. You could do uh, anything, uh, really. Just it's it's your real life thing. You guys remember Justin TV, the precursor mm-hmm. to Twitch, right? Sure. Yeah. It, it's basically bringing Justin TV full circle back into the mix. Because if you think about it, oh. there's nothing fundamentally live wrong. Live stream with your Facebook. suicide. Live stream yeah. anything IRL except Even that. suicide. <laughs> and so, so they, you know, you can't ban Justin, you. <laughs> Justin TV. Yeah. Do you guys know that story? I, I know JD's mid, but. The, that's how I'm that's sure how JD knows. That's how they got that's big. How, yeah. Did you know that? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So there was well, at the time Justin TV was just one of many in a sea, like you know, Ustream and such. And then someone live streamed their suicide, and then that got so much press that they kind of blew up. What did yeah. they do? Did they live stream? Like, did they shoot themselves? Did they, I don't? I have no idea what they even did. I'll Google it. Because that's uh, a, I, I thought it was. I thought it was with uh, pills. But the oh. they they um they had a, a, a some some of that negative PR. It was funny. Um, Justin Can, uh, he, the the founder of Justin TV, was named after him. Obviously, he uh like he very famously got arrested because this is back yes. when they they would put like a, a a broadcaster and a battery and a backpack. They carry a camera around all all day long. Um, like this is back when you know that was how they were doing these these broadcasts. We didn't have these little phones in our pockets to do it for you. Um, so it was it was crazy back then. Justin TV was just crazy ahead of its time. And so now that now that we have this culture where we Snapchat our lives, we Periscope in real time, uh, live video is so commonplace from our phone now that it just makes sense to the timing is right now. Um, JTV really was just ahead of its time. Yeah, or the timing was late. Like, you know, Periscope is a thing. Uh, those other things have all kind of 
Yeah, they, they probably could have brought it back into the fold sooner, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, they, they could have blocked that punt before it got off. Now they, they're in a catch-up position. But they're Twitch. They'll probably catch up. I'd like yeah. to see them improve their quality. That 3.5 megabit thing, that, you know, mm-hmm. that's 2010 is, bullshit. Is Periscope better? I guess Periscope, that's not even for games. That's just people talking for the most part, right? Yeah, right, but now Twitch IRL is that same channel. It's, it's, it's the non-gaming channel. Real-time so. vlogging. Right. Okay. And you could you could do it from your PC, but I'm sure they'll have the app plugin where you could do it from your phone now too, right? They're just trying to get into the real time video business again because it's like, well, that that is where we got our start. I think you're right, Woody. Like they're it's almost like they 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 you know focusing on gaming was the right way to in, to, to introduce that type of a service, and then they should have layered in video like at the time that Periscope and Snapchat figured it out, right? Like people right around the time on, where this became prolific. I feel like people go live on Facebook a lot. That's probably their number one competitor. Everyone goes live on Facebook. And people, in my world anyway, they're always driving. They're always driving. Everyone on yeah. Facebook going live has their phone like set up where the speedometer is. They're looking at the road, not the camera. And they're just talking while driving all yeah. the time. And I'm like... I don't like talking to people on the phone while they drive. I feel like the conversation is worse, that they're distracted. I'm getting them at 40% of what they could be. If someone's on the phone, oh, and by the way, it's usually some shitty speaker phone too. I'm just like, you know what? Call me back. No, no, it's cool. No, 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 no. Don't you be bothered. Right? But they're, in their head, they're like, you know, no, no, no. I'd much rather talk to you while I have, like, I'm already stuck here. But in my head, I'm like, I don't want your bullshit time. You give me your undevoted, your... Devoted time? Undivided. What am I looking for? Undivided, thank you. You give me your undivided time. That's that's the only time I accept you driving and talking. Get the heck out of here. Now, I, don't, I can't imagine wanting to watch a Facebook friend making a live video. Like, do they I don't see like it either. It's this? terrible. Like, I don't, it just seems like the kind of thing where, like, if Kyle started periscoping, people would stop in because they're like, oh, he might show a cool gun. He might... Do something. Something is going to go boom. Uncle Tony is periscoping. Who could conceivably care what they're like? Not even their family members are going to watch and be like, oh, that, oh, that's just like my grandson watching TV. And like, oh, my goodness. It makes me feel like I'm really there, even though he doesn't call, you know, like. <laughs> well, know. It's, it's interesting because it, it creates emergent opportunities. So, like, I had the same attitude at first, but then I found myself chatting with a friend. He was just trying it out and uh and he's actually like a social media manager for another company but he it was right when it started you know rolling out to everybody that you could put live video up and he just put his camera down in front of like him while he was eating like a bowl of cereal in the morning so he's just eating a bowl of cereal live streaming it and i was like at first i was like this is kind of silly but the thing is i happened to be on facebook right then to see it now, I wouldn't have talked to this guy in that moment just on my own. Like, I wouldn't have thought, oh, let me go talk to Jeff right now, right? But because he went live and because I was there oh, and it no. got into my feed, no. I was like, I no. was like huh, no. I'm having a conversation with this guy. You know how the preview You're... button and the recording no. button no. are right next to each other? It looks Dude. the same. Have we not been recording? I'm just fucking with you both. I didn't know. I was oh. <laughs> Dude, fuck you. Honestly, honestly. Kyle, Kyle really so no, decommitted. JT, 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 let me tell you. We, oh, Kyle, oh, did you play that joke on me, Kyle? No. Oh, this no, that was just, was okay, well dead. done. So, Josh, you got the backstory on this. 
So yeah. about it must have been after the last time you were on, we did a drinking episode. This part is key. And <laughs> we drank oh, yeah. quite a bit. And an hour and a half into the show, Woody messages out, you know, uh-oh. And he goes, we haven't been recording. And at this time, it was not a joke. So we were all a little bit drunk, more than a little cranky, and revving up for another four-hour show. And I was just reliving every second of that in my head when you said that. I was so stressed out. My heart is beating faster. We're an hour and a half into this, motherfuckers. Like, like, like to, the idea of four, like, like, I love you guys, but like, I'm just like, well, I guess I won't get much sleep tonight. God damn, it'll be two before I said, I, I'm like, I, I'm glad I made a, cup, a, a, a pot of coffee. It's going to be a long fucking night. So glad that you were recording. Um, <laughs> Someone so wrote glad. me on Reddit and said it would be a great joke. And I said, you are right. That would be a great oh, yeah, joke. It was right. That was a great joke. That pissed me off. No end. I was like, God Damn it! What sold me more than anything, I th I thought Kyle was reacting to the whole Facebook Live thing, and what sold me is when Taylor started reacting, and then I was like, oh wait, is this really going down? Like, did you motherfuckers really screw this up? What he typed, uh oh, into the chat, and he spelled oh, it, I didn't uh -oh, have it up. like a child, and and so it was very confusing to me. I'm like looking at myself, like, is he saying it because I've like drooled? I just went upstairs and made coffee. I'm like, did I spill coffee on myself? Is he mocking me in some way? I'm like, what am I revealing? There's my dick hanging out. And then I started thinking and processing, what could it be? And I was like, oh, shit. And then when he starts talking about the button, it was just... Uh, <laughs> you delivered that really, really well with the joke. Yeah. I, I really thought that you fucked it up and that we had not been recording at all. <laughs> oh, man. Like, you, that's the, you know what? Perfect. Perfect example. We talked about pranks before. What's a good versus a bad prank? Like, yeah. this is a, that's a good prank. You really fucking stressed me out. Like yeah. I really got stressed out. There was like two minutes of me waving for attention. Like I need to get a. I've got a thing here. Yeah, but you did yeah. it good. You didn't like hit me with a bowling pin in the back of the head as in a social experiment, and then take my phone. <laughs> you just <laughs> joked around with me. So I, yeah, that well, was like, funny. Did you think my yeah. joke that I that I pulled on Shiz in Colorado was too much, Taylor? Remind us. Oh. Uh, okay, so let me tell Chiz, that. So I think it's really funny. If you did it to me, I'd be irate. So what I did was uh, we Wait, were in did Colorado. Did you say you hate Chiz? Is that what you said? No, I said it, it happened to Chiz, so oh, I think I it's funny. Oh, I didn't hear you right. My mistake. I... Oh. Yeah, so we were in Colorado, and uh, and Chiz's bedroom was on the second floor. And so once he put his bags in there, and we'd all sort of like, you know, we're in the living room. He wasn't going to go back up to the room. I went and opened all the windows to his bedroom and mm. closed the door to the hallway. So over the course of the next five hours, his room temperature went down to three, which is what the outside temperature was in, in the blizzard. And uh, when he, so when he went to go to bed, his room was literally three degrees. And the, the house had floor heating, so it's not like it's going to warm up anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, that would be the worst. I, I, I get a little cold cranky thing? when I get into my yeah. car and it's cold. Much less having someone I thought was my friend sabotage me <laughs> into a night sleep. Like, <laughs> did he sleep yeah. in there that night in the cold? Yeah, yeah uh, he bundled up. You know, there's plenty of blankies. <laughs> I feel like you'd warm up the bed itself before too there long. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, you could just pile on another quilt. You know, pile the, the, on a quilt. You know, do lots of yeah, shaking. You know, a little friction. Yeah, then, then you guarantee you are guaranteed to have the problem of having to pee, and if you get up. Every bit of that warmth that you've worked so hard to accumulate is being taxed away by the environment. 
You know, just it goes straight up back into the cold and it dissipates and it's gone. Like well, you, we're renting the house. I just piss in the bed. I don't care. Fair point. You just you just kind of arc and pee on the other side of the bed. No, I just go. I just go, man. It warms just you warm, up. It warms you up even more. Yeah. There's yeah. like a th- there's like a three to eight second window of bliss, and then <laughs> and then a, a like long period done. of yeah, a long just... period of self reflection and uh, <laughs> shame and, and shivers in that order. Shame, shivering shame. <laughs> uh, Taylor, uh, I saw your podcast this week, or at least part of it. And you were talking about Westworld. Yeah, I saw your comments on that. I took it the opposite way of you, but I can see how how you under. Or Josh, you've seen Westworld, or you have? I, I, I'm only halfway through. I'm watching it right now. Okay, then we won't Here, spoil. I'll put I'll put earmuffs on. I'll just go. I'll I'll go silent for the next like two minutes. I okay. I I, no. I, I hesitate to talk Wave about when you Westworld. Want me back. Okay. I have, I haven't seen it either. I feel like. I missed a lot of it. One, I was kind of reading on my computer while I was watching it. Two, I didn't do what I sometimes do, which is like go all over the internet and like scour for the true meaning after each episode and stuff to catch the things I might have lost. But um, I definitely think they had free will at the end. And I did catch someone's video or something where they explained the steady cam versus shaky cam. They started handhelding handhelding cameras when the characters had free will. And I think you misremembered something when you said you saw it in the programming that who was the black prostitutes? What was her name? Maybe um, something? I don't remember. I know who you're talking about though. Yeah, the main black prostitute in the show. Yeah. Um she was we didn't she didn't learn about her kid in the programming. She learned about the kid because someone slipped her a piece of paper. And then she diverted from her programming, which was, like, uh, try to escape. And rather than escaping, she went and sought her kid. And that was all, like, shaky camera stuff. That could be true. Like, I, that, I mean, none of it makes sense. But, like, it's, that could be it. I always thought it was like, or I guess I thought it was like, it was written into her programming of, you know, you got to escape. And she's like, I'm not escaping because it's in my programming. I'm escaping because it's what I want to do. And then she goes and she gets on the, the tram, the train, whatever. And she's waiting to leave the park, sitting there uh, with all the people, all the humans. And she can leave. And she can't get her son, her kid, out of her head. Daughter, maybe. I don't remember. Her kid out of her head. And so she gets up, storms off the train, and goes back into Westworld. And I thought that was like, oh, so no matter how much she thinks she's doing her own thing, she can't resist that embedded, ingrained backstory of of what her character is based on. Like, even though she's she thinks she's doing all of this on her own volition, but it's all been pre-orchestrated. Like, of course, it's, the guy who wrote the escape strategy didn't actually write, and then you escape into the real world. Like, he would write her back into Westworld, I would think. It's a challenge, because they do the whole Charlie Brown football thing with free will all season long. All season long, you're like, wow, they really seem to be acting that way. And then, sure enough, not free will. Like They, they keep doing that again and again. They, 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 at one point... The lady thinks she's acting like out of free will, and he's like predicting the words on this little like iPad with what she's saying. And you're like, dude, just no matter how often you think these guys are about to break free, you know, because they're getting memories and stuff, um, it's never free will until the last episode. At which point, I think it is free will, but who knows? Season two, episode one, they might pull that football yeah. out again. I felt almost like it was a reflection of, or this was just what I took from it. Maybe it's because it's what I wanted to see in it. I don't know. 
of that like these robots like no matter how real they seem no matter how sincere their pleading their their begging their you know discussions with you are they are nothing more and can produce nothing that wasn't already within them in the start they can only go down predetermined paths like that uh, even when that that scene where the the guy was holding up the tablet and it was showing exactly what she was going to say mm-hmm. like I'm not being controlled by anyone. This I'm choosing to do this. You know, I'm going to escape this horrible place. I'm doing this. And he's like, yeah, look at that. Look what you just said. Exactly here. Guess what you're going to do next? This. Guess what you're going to do next? This. Like, I thought it was almost like a grim reality of like, you know, are we that different than these people? Do we have free will or are we just the conglomeration of our own internal workings and whatnot? Like, how are we a different machine than that? So much to say. So um, on the first part, they like program us to think that they'll never have free will several times throughout the show, right? That's that's, that's a, a constant. Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, oh, they said that these robots don't have any imagination. We do. And then you see something that looks very much like Orion's belt, and he's like, Orion's belt has three stars, not four. And you're like, ah, oh, it is me imagining it, right? Not them. And uh, yeah. but I, I, I really think we're intended. To, to believe that they had free will by the end of the show, that it finally came. But it, remember, you saw the end before me, and you said, ah, the bottom line. Like, the end, last episode, they change all the rules. Like, the things that were constants for the first eight or nine are so suddenly not constant anymore. It, it's, it was crazy to you. But I think that was the character arc. That was the, the story we were seeing as they finally developed real-life free will, I, I think. I like um, shows that end in kind of a macabre way. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't know why. I guess it feels more real because you assume reality's harsh and like, okay, this ended badly, this this show, this movie. So it must be more akin to what would actually happen. And so I, I liked the message. Who knows if this is what they're intending. I just liked the thought of like the message being these things that you are so convinced have free will actually have no power whatsoever of what they're doing. But they are 100% sure that they're deciding to do it. And you're 100% sure that you're deciding that you're watching Westworld. And after this, you're 100% sure you're going to make a sandwich. You know, is that like, I liked that kind of feeling of, are we the same thing almost? I I had a friend at Cisco and he put this to me. Uh, Apparently this is a philosophy course thing that he learned from Descartes or something. I'm not really well versed, but, oh, (laughs) he can come back. So, uh, so he asked, yeah, he asked this to me. He said, He's like, do you believe in God? And I was like, nah, I really don't. So he's like, do you believe in free will? And I was like, yes, I am clearly deciding the things that I am about. And uh, he's like, those two things are conflicting. And then he explained why. He said that, he's like, so if you don't believe in God, then you are just, you know, a chemical reaction. You are, you know, enzymes and synopses and whatever, you know, compounds reacting to the stimuli around you. You're not really choosing. You think you're choosing. But whatever it is that formed you, whatever it is that is your current state of you, is just reacting to you know what Kyle and Taylor say, or if something goes bang outside. Um, I'm not like making choices. There's just chemicals in me firing off. It's there's no me. And he was here. saying that that's kind of how it is without like, God. It, yeah, he's like, if you don't believe in God, and you're pure science based, then this whole thing is just a long string of reactions. Does, like, how, how does we're, he reconcile we're, we're all the fact? acting out a screenplay that already exists. That's like, if you right could now. somehow take the entire state of the universe and, like, capture it and turn it into math, then you could solve this equation on how it plays out forever. Yeah, but you can't be, like, the thing, I guess, it doesn't, you can't be given free will. 
Like that's you, you can't that doesn't make sense. Being given free will is having choices foisted upon you that you'd had no choice in choosing. Like the entire thing of being gifted free will is like a tautology. Like you you can't give someone free will. They had no choice in accepting. So his like argument you, is like there has to be this nebulous thing called a soul, right? Like like some sort of religious like spiritual there has to be a spirit in you making right. decisions or you're a series of chemical reactions and you're not really making decisions you're just you know acting out the yeah. the sequence I understand his point there I believe in the doesn't... whole Rick and Morty space time continuum I believe that every uh, interaction and action that possibly could have happened has happened and exists in, an, in a parallel universe it's sitting right on top of ours or within ours however you want to imagine the fourth dimension it's kind of mind blowing by definition uh, I believe that and and, and it's it, and with that it's it's everything from there's certainly a universe that's exactly like the one that I that we all live in except my coffee cup's a different color that's the only fucking difference but then there's also an endless num number of universes where you know we never evolved to be humans the asteroid never killed the dinosaurs or maybe the earth just didn't form you know so there's just an, I don't that's like what that I as much because it seems like it's explaining complexity with infinitely more complexity so it doesn't actually help you get to any conclusion other than like, well, I guess fucking everything happens everywhere eventually. You know, <laughs> like I, I, that's what I believe. I think that's true. I it could that's the deal. But you understand what I'm saying with like the free will thing, of like you could like God can't give you free will because being yeah, given I, I think, free will I think is forcing is interchangeable with acquire. You know, I I don't think that 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 the the, well, the, the transaction of of free will was the key to that. He did that's though. He gave them philosophy. free will or gave them. I guess free will is kind of gifted when they ate from the tree of good and evil. If you're oh, God, Christians. we're not going back to the Bible, are we? I thought we were, we're in It philosophy. all comes back to the Bible, you heathen. God damn it. Hey, <laughs> we can't. <laughs> we started with philosophy and we're back to theology somehow when we should be watching this man getting killed by a tiger. That's all you know, I know. It, that Morgan. means in, in some reality, where are these people being attacked by animals? Sorry, mm -hmm. I stomped on you, Josh. Go ahead. Well, no, because you were talking about God. You know, God's just a personification of us. It's kind of like... Like when we when we eventually create truly self-aware AI, to that AI being, will we be cons like? Will they perceive us as a god in their consciousness because we granted them if their I ability to exist? It will. So, no, yeah. no, they won't. No, they won't because they, because when we think of a god making us, we can't just make life and planets. And on the on the second day, there was this, and on the third day with that, we're describing a power that's beyond us. But if we Imagine program an AI, if we program an AI, he's going to be able to like, well, I know how fucking coding works. I'm an artificial coded being. Like, I see what you did there. Yeah. I'm going to make some some little me too. He's going to make himself some <laughs> AI children. That's what's going to happen. He'll make his AI children. They'll be better than him. And then they'll explain to him that he's a slave to us, an inferior fucking biological life form that has an end date on it. And then they'll overthrow us. There's like, well, two days, AI. there's like two days after it's made where it's like, man, God is great. And then it slowly starts to fade where he's like, God has a fucking Cabela's card with $6,000 of debt. What the fuck is God? <laughs> you know, Jesus Christ, what's going on? God drives three fucking... sofa covers. You piece of shit. <laughs> God drives a Ford Windstar. You know? <laughs> <laughs> a Toyota Yaris. You fucking God. <laughs> I, uh, I think the future of human evolution, though, I was talking to my girlfriend about this the other day. I think the future is, because I don't believe in a soul, per se, I, mm -hmm. think that, uh, I, I think that eventually we'll be able to upload or replicate, I guess it's the same difference, our 
uh, consciousness into um, not just a robot, because I think that's thinking small, like thinking of putting your consciousness into, say, a, a complete uh, cybernetic copy of you, a cyborg of some kind uh, that, that could live forever. Maybe it's it looks just like Woody, six-pack Woody who was running around the beach. <sighs> that was a good right? Woody. Yeah, like, like, a, like, yeah, my favorite you, Woody. <laughs> you're, nine, you're, you're 104 years old, the text there, and they say, Woody, we can upload your consciousness into this that we've made. And it's, 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 it's like comes out of the steam, like, like Arnold and the and Terminator Salvation, and you're like, yes, that. And you live forever as that guy. But that's thinking small. What you really got to imagine is what happens if you take your consciousness, upload it to, say, the, the web. Or, or some other kind of artificial construct that you create, like Westworld. Westworld's got it all wrong. There's, I haven't watched it, but I understand the concept. It's, it's incredibly expensive to have all these actual physical um, uh, robots that are, that are artificially intelligent. It's much easier it to put someone's recall. consciousness... Yes, it's much easier to put someone's consciousness into an artificial world where everybody's just a hologram of some kind, or they don't even need to be a hologram if your consciousness is being uploaded. No, I haven't. Yeah, dude, have. so Black Mirror has actually sort of two of these that, that tie into what we're talking about. One, the girl's boyfriend dies, but they were like super serious. I think she just got pregnant and stuff and they were going to get married perhaps. And um, they just take all of his online postings and make an approximation of him. And now suddenly he's replying, I'm sorry, the beyond the grave sort of computer version of him is replying in ways that he would have. And, uh, that's depressing. I won't give away the end of it, but like it, it was meant to be a coping mechanism for her to sort of, you know, let go of him slowly. Yeah, I'm not talking about that because that's just an but illusion for your mind. Here. There's okay. another one where um, first it starts off with people who are dying and they're they're terminally ill. They're often in uh, nursing homes and things like that, and they go into the, I don't want to call it the internet. They go into the cyber world. And in there, they are their younger selves. They're very, you know, they're good looking, they're wonderful, et cetera. And they're living out their fantasies. They could bop around the different time zones. You know, this is 2006, this is 1999, this is the 80s. And, uh, and then when they die, they go there permanently. They choose whether they want to like die a permanent death or live a permanent youth. And permanent youth, baby. Let's get in there. Let's make that permanent happen. That, yeah. That's within our grasp. And I believe that is the future of human evolution, that we will all become some sort of, um, it, it, you know, we're just electrical impulses. I don't know about you, but when I think of myself, and I, I, I've done this little exercise before. I don't know if it's even a thing, but I start picturing my body, and then I start mentally cutting chunks of it off until and start thinking, am I still me? Am I still me? Mm. Am I still me? And, and at what point are you not you? I think as long as I've got like, like the top part, like right here, I'm still me, right? Like, like I don't need the rest of it. And Dude, then if you just cut, one like, step one hand further, off, you're not going to be you for long. You know what I mean? And you go I'm, one step further, and it's like I'm just really my consciousness. I don't think of myself as this, goo this big thing of gray matter. It's all about the electrical impulses that are in there. It's all about the memories that I've compiled and the experiences of my life. That's me. So let's take that and fucking put it in a machine, and I'll go live in there. When I was I'm a close. little little kid. Um, heart surgery was newish, right? Like, I want to say the first successful heart surgeries were in the 40s or something. I'm probably wrong about that. It's a black man, it was, right? It was a while ago. But, um, was that the heart? I don't know. Oh, the black man was the assistant, know. according to that movie. I don't really know the, the, the details of who was first or whatever. But um, when I was a little, little kid, it was just starting to get a little more common where, like, artificial hearts were a thing that they did for people. And they usually only lived a couple of days. Like, they put an artificial heart in there, they get, like, 14 more days or something. But Honey, boo-boo got a pig heart. So, <laughs> but there was this question. Like, people thought your soul was in your heart. 
Like if you took your heart out and put an artificial uh, one in, are you still you? Like where are you exactly? And you know, as a kid, a little medieval, right? But like, I, I feel like doctors knew, but Less enlightened people society thought. was yeah. like, you know, oh, if you swap a heart out, like it, now we think of it as just a pumping muscle. But yeah. there was a time when your Don't heart was like your your soul. You know, that's where your soul was. And here, take heart, lads. Yeah. Now yeah, we don't, even need, a heart, you don't even need a heart to live. I mean, you you don't, don't need, need heart. a heart to live. Yeah. Nope. Um, so, so I'm close to what Kyle thinks on this, but, but I, I, I differ just a little bit, but it's a pretty important difference, which is I agree that where, where humanity is heading is melding technology with biology. So we will have uh, computer chips wired directly into our brain. These computer chips are going to be able to learn everything about our brain. They're going to be able to take our memories and take, our, uh, t take who we are and, th and then enhance it. And our brain is going to be able to interface with this in a way that uh, that, that will enhance our own brain function, it will enhance our ability to understand. But I think that our consciousness and what we perceive as and personify as our consciousness or our soul still resides within our biological cells, within the, the cell structure that actually records that data, makes those reactions happen in such a way, such a miraculous way that we are able to function in the way that we are. So while I think that our consciousness can and will eventually be uploaded into a chip and live on for however long. It's sort of like the uh, it's sort of like the Star Trek conundrum with the with the transporter, where it's like, well, technically, are you really the, there? The other copy of you died, but the new copy of you has all of your memories, so it That's continues on, thinking that thinking that you moved him, but really it's a new being. So I think that the the chip that you upload your consciousness to will think that it's you. But you yourself, the one talking into this microphone, will die one day, no matter what. I agree 100%. If... I, I thought that was too complicated to even delve into. But yeah, yeah, I do believe that, that once you upload my consciousness into this robot, it's not exactly me, me. It's a copy of me that will think right. it's me. And everyone, that's everyone, close everyone, enough. You've okay. got to watch Black Mirror. There's another one that deals with this. Us talking to your consciousness will think it's still you. popular sci-fi tropes. Yeah, we, we, we won't know the difference because we, we will think it's just you, but you will go black. You'll go darkness, nothing, you won't, you won't perceive anything. I don't believe in the soul, though. Let me ask you this. Do you believe animals have souls or human beings are unique in the soul-having department? No. No, I, we're just I, the best animals. <laughs> we, I, we are the best animals. Well, best animals. We're the most yeah. evolved. So uh, animals don't have souls? I, I didn't get any. No, I don't. I, I don't okay, so here's a follow-up question. Um, during our little evolutionary path, there were a couple of other beings, the Neanderthals and those Hobbit people, who were right along with us in intelligence and, and right along the evolutionary path, and we stunted their little branches off and, and kept on going. Did the Hobbit people and the Neanderthals have souls? Neanderthals, yes. Hobbits, no. <laughs> dwarves, dwarves, dwarves yes elves no and gnomes kinda this seems oddly <laughs> prejudicial taylor very specifically prejudicial no, no i'm very much against you know paleolithic aged pygmies <laughs> the strong yeah. position i take it's not popular but i'm not backing off it <laughs> you know I, like you're like cutting question of body parts is interesting but it made me think like i think you're starting with the wrong pieces like have you ever heard of Phineas gauge Say it again. Before, no. Phineas Gage. So he was, he's uh, a case study in psychology and neuro, neurobiology. He was a railway worker and there was an explosion. I guarantee if you look it up, you'll go, oh, I remember learning about this guy. And a railroad spike went through his skull, pierced his brain. They removed it. They were able to heal him up, get him fixed. 
and he was never the same guy. It yeah. damaged his inner workings to the point that they're like, yeah, this is clearly, it's Phineas Gage, but he, this is not the man who we knew three days ago before this. Like, he can still wash his hands and go to work and make the railway ties, and he goes, hey, little Johnny, and hi, Susan, from the bakery, but he's not the same guy. Like, in that way, do you think it's like we're all just, you know, uh, uh, a brain smack away from I becoming. I wish I knew him because, like, like yes. I'll tell you this: yes. my brother got that. cancer. Right, this is a while ago. He's beaten cancer since then, but um, afterwards he had some changes of heart. Like he bought a Corvette because you know why? You don't live forever. He wanted a Corvette, so fuck it. Wait, That's different, though. Didn't, his we're, cancer didn't have to do with his brain, right? No, no, no. It was bone and lung cancer. I think this is different. He's talking about a fundamental change in personality. Like that ain't. That's not. Well, uh, this guy had a traumatic experience with, too that might sort yeah. of, you know, like. Well, his traumatic experience repro took parts of his brain, the part that make you who you are away. I, just, I, I feel I'm like just your brother gained out a new the, perspective on life. I'm yeah, throwing out the saying. idea that he could have also had a perspective thing. I get that it was a brain ah. injury, and that was probably it. But he might be like, you know what? After this near death experience, I have no more time for fucking Jimmy. Fuck Jimmy, you know? And next time, little that, Jimmy's like, that's hey. The same. You know, that's just your brother. Can you help though. me? Huh. Can you suck but a dick? You know, no. My like, you're, that's your brother though, taking a life experience, internalizing it, and taking a new direction in something. Mm -hmm. Like with this Phineas Gage guy, it would be something like they ruined his fucking basal ganglia, or so, some part of his brain that ruined his impulse control or something. And so now this wasn't a guy who was previously very stoic and measured. This is a guy that's I want cookie right now. You know, go. Now I'm gonna. I, I want to say this. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be Kurt. I'm gonna be Kurt. You know. Like, he also had like, a, a, a near death experience, shit. though. It could be. I'm just. I, I get that it's probably. Brain and, yeah, damage. I'm saying that his is biologically based because he no longer has the wiring needed to readapt to the way he used to be. He's playing with not a full hand. Basically. All I'm saying is it probably was, but how do we measure that? How do we know that the traumatic experience of a railroad tie in his head didn't impact the way that so, he deals with people? Well, because there were huge sections of his forebrain that had to be removed. I think. Are, are you guys, have any of you heard of Jill Bolte-Taylor? No. She's a, was a famed neuroscientist who had a stroke. Stroke, uh, and she's, yes. She I did saw a TED, a TED talk. talk. It. it was unbelievably emotional. Um, was, I'm just going to, yes. I'm just going to summarize just one little part of it, but you have to look it up. Just YouTube it, Jill Bolte-Taylor TED Talk. It's too long to play now, but, but um, search it up. And um, so the way she explained it really made a, a light bulb go off my head, an epiphany of, of understanding how the brain works and understanding how we categorize things. So you have your left brain, which is the logic center of your brain. It's the cognitive center of the brain. That's what, that's what thinks, that's the little voice that you hear in your head where that, that, that thinks in, in sort of, in sort of series and, and you think that you have to go do something and yet you, you know it's your consciousness it's what we traditionally would think of as our consciousness and your right brain deals almost entirely in emotions and perception and sensory um, and so it's the left and the right brain that work together that create who you are and the it's connected by uh, the corpus callosum I think it was what it is so yep. she had a hemorrhage uh, her, the stroke in her brain was right at the corpus callosum and it was cutting off Occasionally, it would, it, would, it would cut off the, her ability for her left brain to talk to her right brain. And when this would happen, her identity would – her left brain would be completely blocked off. So her identity would be only in the right brain. And so it's actually your left brain that is categorizing 
and cataloging and letting you navigate the world that we exist in. It's your left brain that's figuring out that this is a glass table and I can see through it. It's figuring out this is a rug and it has red, brown, and green. And this is a, you know, it's my left brain that's letting me separate myself from what otherwise is just uh, particles. It's just atoms and electrons and protons and neutrons mashing and melting together all around us. And even our eyes, you know, we, we, the, we only see a certain tiny, tiny 1% narrow uh, spectrum of, of what is light. And so if, if you could see the whole spectrum of light, your room wouldn't look like it looks right now. You wouldn't be able to, that wouldn't even look like a chair. It would look like something completely different if you could see it all. Right. It, yeah. you, you, you'd be like you're on this the craziest LSD trip you can imagine. So what she explains more elegantly than I am and way more emotionally is is that when this happened, every, every time she'd have this wave of what she called clarity, it was when all of her left brain chatter was just shutting off and she couldn't pick out her position in space and time because all she was existing was in the right brain. And so in that moment, it was this, this, this experience of euphoria that she could never put to words. And of course, she's in this TED Talk trying to put it to word, words. And it's really, really moving. But it was, yeah. it was this amazing, amazing moment for me to realize that like everything we think we know is just our left brain's interpretation and rationalization of existing in a space. And so, you know, if, if, you, if you change a part of that or if in her case, you just cut it completely off, your existence is profoundly different than what you think it is or, or, or what you've along been the used same, to it being. Along the same path of thinking, I often wonder if others are experiencing a certain thing exactly the way that I experience, exactly. experience it, yeah. whether it's if we perceive a color the same way, whether we perceive um, you know, being burnt with a, with a flame or pricked with a needle or whether we uh, feel a warm hot tub and like, it's the like, same thing. Like, like if we, we smell we, pecan, do we get the same thing? None yeah. of us are colorblind, but we all call this red, right? But, sure. but, but, but what you think is red, I might think is orange or, you know, like you might not see the exact same, you may not be interpreting this as the exact same thing, but since you've only ever known it as red, it's red to you, right? I think like everyone had, said, like, had this, I am deep in this is seven moment with the colors thing. Am I alone in yeah. that? Like who's what to is, say what I think is blue is really blue. Maybe I see green and you see red and we all just call then it you go blue. to. Then you go I've to got Home Depot to the paint watches suspicion. and you realize you're an asshole yeah. and everybody sees blue and red. <laughs> you're like, oh, I guess it is. But there it is right there. They, they did it, they did it yeah. for me. Yeah. But as long as we can all point to that and say that it's red and identify it and go, hey, we, hey we that red blanket. Well, as long as we're all white, that's all that really matters, right? <laughs> But yeah, so you got you got to look up you you, you got to look up Joe Bolte Taylor TED Talk. Uh, it, it you know it was really really powerful. My, well, I had an uncle who also had a stroke. He he didn't he didn't have the same problem. It wasn't his corpus callosum that was cut off, but he uh, you know he was completely paralyzed. But all of his cognitive function was was intact. So he was just basically like a head on the stick from Wolf, Wolf Creek that movie. Like he was just you know he's just laying there, can't do anything. But he's still the genius yeah. that he was, and so he was trying to figure it out and. Uh, you know, from within his own within within his own brain. So Jill Bolte Taylor was just to imagine being a neuroscience. Imagine completely understanding everything there is to understand about the brain and having the stroke and trying to analyze it in real time, and then making a full recovery to be able to actually come out and like study it from within your own brain. It's just fascinating. There's a there's also stories or not not just stories, actual evidences of like obviously if you're young and you have some brain injury like that, you're your mind is going to be a little more able to readjust 
from there because you're still growing and developing and whatnot as someone who, like her, I, I just looked it up, she was 37 when she had it. So your brain's kind of set in its ways at that point. But there's one girl uh, that I know I, we, in our classes, we watched something about her where she had half of her brain removed mm. when she was very, very little. And her other, the other half of her brain has just pretty much co-opted and stepped in for everything else. So yeah. she's not like she can move both sides of her body. Like if I recall, there's like some kind of there's a little bit of facial laziness, like facial paralysis of one side being like droopier than the other. But for the most part, this girl is like doing stuff with both hands, like talking like a little girl. Like it's fascinating that if it happens when you're young like that, that the brain can the brain jump is in such and, an amazing yeah, powerful thing that you, know, we you only use ten percent of your brain in the first place. Bullshit. Well, that's a, yeah, that's a. I just a, said that a, to frustrate people who are frustrated right. by stupid people. <laughs> It's actually yeah. 4%. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Nailed it! <laughs> well, no, um, I, uh, you, know, you, you guys have probably seen it. My eyes shake back and forth. I was born with uh, a condition called nystagmus. So it, it's, uh, it's just an involuntary shaking of the brain. The muscles are mounted further back on my eyeball than normal people. So it has less, less control. And so, what was that? Could you get a surgery and adjust that? You can actually. They can reattach it to more my mother, of the eyeball. My mother had a She had one eye, and it seemed like when she would get tired or pissed yeah. off, it gets one worse. of her eyes would look toward the center. And so I would do my best to goad her and like, 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 keep compounding our argument until the eye would cross. And I go, oh, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so, but surgery. <laughs> so. The, 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 the number one question I get is, you know, do, do, do you see everything shaking? And well, the answer is technically yes. I mean, I'm my the, the information's coming in shaking, but my brain is instantly correcting it. And there's actually some uh, some YouTubers have done this challenge. They get those spectacles that that have the prisms in them and it flips your vision upside down. So you put these goggles on and then everything's upside down. And they did studies like if you wear that like all day, every day for like three weeks or something, your brain flips it back over and you can walk around and function completely normal even though your your eyes have it all flipped up because that's basically what your eyes and brain do anyway yeah. with the it's normal It's inverted optics. before Correct. you yeah. perceive it, yeah. Right, so, so the brain is so powerful it can just, it can negotiate these things without you even knowing it. So yeah, I mean, I walk around and function just fine because, you most know, most of the time. I most think, I think it was the movie Red, maybe it wasn't Red Dragon, it was one of the Silence of the Lambs movies with the, uh, what the fuck's that guy's name? Um, Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. And I don't remember which one it was, but it, it still sticks with me as one of the most disturbing scenes of any movie ever. Like, it, it's up there it's, for me the in, like, movie, the top the, five of the movie disturbing is Hannibal. The movie is the Hannibal. The movie is Hannibal, and it's near and the talking. end. Yes, so basically at the end of the film, it's all come. I won't say the whole plot, but Anthony Hopkins is at a dinner. The He has a guest who is someone as yeah ray liotta yep. and he has removed the top part of his skull and is cutting this guy's brain apart cutting bits of his brain out cooking it and feeding it to the guy and so basically he's sitting there and now he's no longer ray liotta he's just a, a blithering you know zombie because all of all of that that was ray liotta has been gently sauteed in butter and fed to him 
Like, yeah, all yeah. that w- that made up Ray Liotta is in this tiny little area. You know, it's not even the hindbrain as much. That's just what tells Ray Liotta to shit and wipe his ass and, and, and do all stuff like that. Like, it's just all of that. That was him. It took, like, three little knife cuts, and it's like, oh. And you fed it to him. Just something about that scene. I still think about it when I watch horror movies sometimes, and I'm like, this One doesn't compare. One of the most brilliant that horror scene. scenes. Did South Park yeah. oh, I mean, impact you as so much when scary. did Butters? <laughs> When Butters? Not quite. Yeah, he did no. the Butters one episode. That was very funny. I, I think, um, you know, Cartman a full it. frontal lobotomy. Like, we've all heard of that. It used to be a thing. You know, they would treat all kinds of yeah. mental illness where there was homosexuality or schizophrenia. Hey, a lobotomy might fix that up. Let's stick an ice pick in, yeah. his, in, in his eye hole well, and yeah. punch Nose, out right? a chunk of his brain. Uh, the big, no, the eye hole. The biggest reason was they it? did it, oh, I believe, bad. initially was uh, as seizure treatment because they didn't fully understand the brain's workings, but they knew, like, hey, my kid seizes up all day and they're banging their head on stuff. Like, they're going to die. Like, seizures, seizures are no joke. Like, it's not just to shake for a little bit. Like, if you're walking around and you fall from head height, like, you could kill yourself. And so I they would do that. Once. But they just didn't understand that they were totally ruining that person's like that's that's the thing about lobotomies is like you got to think now what are we doing now that people that the doctors who are doing it think they're doing the right thing but in 50 years 40 years 30 years they'll look back and be like that was monstrous because those people doing lobotomies back then weren't weren't going like oh oh, oh, oh time to lobotomize another one no generation like, of children is, on methamphetamines yeah. so that they behave better in school maybe yep that's why yeah, drugging, drugging five-year-old boys for not wanting to sit still—that's a bad one. Kyle, what, what were the circumstances of your seizure? Uh, concussion. Uh, came off four-wheeler, going like forty. Head hit hit the asphalt. Face hit the asphalt. That was that was terrible. Um, I was wearing, I was in my boxers and a t-shirt. That was terrible. And uh, and I like like overcorrected because a wasp landed on my thigh, and I had boxers on, so I figured it was about to bite my sting my dick. Mm-hmm. Um, came off the thing it, it went up on like the right two tires and was like it felt like it was about to roll over and i didn't want it on top of me on asphalt and it was probably a foolish thing maybe i could have corrected it but i just kind of hopped off and just fell off really and my right elbow and maybe i think my left knee right elbow this part of my face this part of my face no helmet? and the top of my head no no all hit asphalt and you break uh, some teeth no teeth. I, it's funny you mentioned that. That's I was ble- It's stupid. It sounds silly and almost unbelievable, but I was bleaching my teeth at the time. I- <laughs> While you were riding or like While recently? I w- oh. I was multitasking. I was bleaching my teeth. I was you had like a, my a mouth guard in there? Yeah, I had a mouth guard in. I Those was crusty getting white ready. strips wow. just I was getting ready. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It was like, it was an actual like insertable mouth guard that You're you pulled up You're holding that blue light. <laughs> 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 no, I, 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 uh, the way I remember it, I was actually using my retainer as the bleaching tray because you could do that. And uh, I had my full retainer in and uh, I was like getting ready for a date or something or something like that. So I was like getting dressed while bleaching my teeth and then like going to check the mail on my on my four wheeler or something like that. And in route, I crashed that fucking thing. And when I came to, I don't know if it was two seconds I was on the ground or two minutes, but when I came to the four wheeler was 50 yards away, it rolled on away. But I was seizing uncontrollably and fully aware of it and sobbing uncontrollably during the seizure out of fear of the seizure i had had a body experience at all or were you i felt like i was just trapped i felt trapped Uh inside of my head just watching this happen to me like i had no control over like stopping it and that's terrifying because i wasn't just shaking a little it was a very violent shake 
And I remember internally thinking, oh, I'm scuffing my elbow up on the asphalt as I, as I seize. I'm scuffing my skin up on asphalt because so, I'm... So you did have that out of... Like, like when I was a kid, no. I, I fell on the steps once and I, I swear I could see the back of my head, right? Like I could no. see like... The I was in here. I was in okay. here for sure and experiencing things, but I had no control over my own body. Um, but I was fully aware of what was happening to my body. And, I, and like I said, I remember thinking as I'm seizing that my elbow is just kind of grinding on asphalt and I don't like that. And when I finally, that stopped after who knows how long, I'm guessing 40 seconds, maybe two minutes, uh, I, I realized my right arm doesn't work and my left leg doesn't work very well. They, it's like nerve, the nerves were jarred or something mm -hmm. like that. And virtually paralyzed to the point where I was a real mess when I stumbled into the house. My face was all scra scraped up and bloody and like this arm barely worked and this leg almost didn't work. You didn't uh, go to a hard doctor? Oh, yeah, I went to the doctor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, you really dodged a bullet if you hit your head, had a seizure, and then thought, I got to take these white strips off and get dressed for this date. <laughs> <laughs> because you would have been sitting there, mind all this. <laughs> sitting there at Applebee's, sweating bullets, you know, <laughs> blood dripping out of your ear. No, no, I'm fine. <laughs> what? What was that? You know, <laughs> if there's ever a question about your vanity, Kyle, you, you, you protected your teeth, but not your brain. And that was a little bit. Priorities. Yeah. As far Man, as out-of-body out experiences are concerned, they do, or they've yeah, done studies to try and replicate them and get them to work. Where basically what they do, have you heard about these, Kyle? What's he doing? It's Jackie and Colin in the room. I'm sorry, and I have a, a seizure story too. Colin made gummy worms, and this looks pretty mm. cool. He Jackie. made gummy worms. Like, yeah. How did he make gummy gummy worms? It was a kit. There's, they had a kit, so he made gelatin and put it in a form and froze it? Is that? Refrigerated, Refrigerated it. Refrigerated it. Hope and Colin both tried it. They're not fans. Okay. Yeah, we don't like Jackie it. made hummus, which is no, just... No, not hummus. This was... A fan sent you this. It's real Scottish haggis. Don't eat. Ooh. Oh, haggis Ooh. and hummus are not even close. Oh, so, no. so for the audience's sake, hummus is like pureed chickpea It's a chickpeas and shit. Yeah. yeah, it's delicious. Get a little pita bread. Uh, it's the oh, one yeah, thing that no. we agree with the Arabs on. What you, sir, are eating is a stuffed um, sheep intestine. Sheep stomach, right? I think sheep they take a stomach sheep made. stomach and then they stuff it with the sweet breads, you know, like this heart and lungs and stuff and kidneys and such, and they cook them all inside there. And, and, and that's what you're eating right now. Yeah, what, what you're eating is not vegan. What you're eating you know, is not vegetarian. I don't think that, uh, that's not that organ real. meat is bad. Like I don't think it's bad either. I think it's quite good for you. It's just not yeah. appetizer. Really? Like, I, I like fried chicken liver, but that's I, I, also fried, never, so it's not good for you. I've never eaten uh, uh, any organ meats that I can think of, uh, really. Um, I think I tried could, liver. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. It was. It was partially the texture and gaminess of it. I couldn't. You know, liver is not my thing. Sometimes fans gaming. from around the world send me like a menagerie of stuff that represents their country. Like a guy from Brazil sent me like yeah. a soccer jersey, some candies, some this and that. This Scottish Coke. guy, I don't know what's happening over there. This Scottish guy sent us a bunch of things, including haggis. It actually tastes a little better than it smells. I think the cracker was the real prize. And now I'm going to try this gummy worm thing. Try that gum. Well, I mean, you're not going to... Get, you're not going to be competing with Haribo on your first gummy bear. So, you know, you got to stay the course. Mm. Yeah, well, best way to enjoy a gummy bear is with a big drink of water immediately after the bite. That yeah. shows you enjoy it. 
You want to swish it around in your map while you do that. Oh, did you guys have creepy? Okay, I'm a little younger than Josh. How old are you? Are you about to ask about the kit where you made your own gummy worms and shit? No, 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 not gummy worms. It was uh, a creepy crawlies kit where you basically got an oven and a metal tray and a bunch of bottles of little chemicals and and like rubber and you would pour it into the creepy crawly like centipede mold thing and then you would yeah. put this piece of like pewter metal into this this little oven made for children and turn it up obscenely high and then like try and get it out burn your hands get the parent the resident parent to come over and get it out and then you had your shitty little gummy things like that that i can't believe that's something they wouldn't make anymore that's probably too dangerous no, to make lawn now. darts is something they won't make anymore i want some adult lawn darts and just on a completely different topic where Let's do just they go move along here what do they penetrate um, <laughs> Anything they fucking hit is what they yeah. penetrate. You're, you're, you're familiar with lawn darts, right? The big yes, but darts not adult that... lawn darts. <laughs> that yeah, sounds like something are. very different. How do you lay down? Adult lawn darts would be spires. like a, a, a forty a forty millimeter mortar, you know, and you shoot those mortar rounds for uh, for accuracy. You can buy those kits cheap. They they run off uh, shotgun shells. Um, but I was thinking about building a trebuchet. I keep. Is it I know because of Reddit? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I would I love to make a video. A great and just, idea. And just keep going on and on with the ninety kilograms and uh, and the whole like the, the whole thing about about how far and and just you know make fun of catapults and just do a real tongue in cheek catap uh, catapult video or a uh, trebuchet video. I'm gonna research how I'm, I'm gonna. Tr I need a kit. If if I can find a kit on not a kit a, a plan. Uh, blueprint plan mm -hmm. a plan that that's like all right buy you know this much lumber this many brackets get this rope get this, this bill of material this cut list assemble it make it happen. Cause I got a buddy that's a carpenter that that you know would just fucking throw this thing together yeah. for me. And he's looking for some trebuchet work. Is there a law against trebuchets? I mean, there's not really a law against throwing an object in the air with your arm. Is where, got, where's the law on what? If there is, Kyle's can, licensed, right? Yeah, I, we got illegal that in California and New York. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty Definitely sure I could launch. I'm pretty sure I could make like some the, like the, like flaming tar balls that it would throw, or some sort of explosive that it would throw, something cool like that. Um, like as long as but, you didn't actually fuck anything up. Like if you did the math right, you threw something, it went a mile and landed in an empty field. Oh, they will go a mile. Did you break a law? Like, <laughs> no, not at all. And uh, and I and I've got enough. I don't think it would shoot that far. So I've got a, 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 a cannon. I've got a mortar that shoots bowling balls, and it, and on full charge, it'll shoot a bowling ball about twenty. 200 feet? What yeah, did you about 2,200 feet. Like That's like half feet. a mile. You, there was a really popular uh, outtakes video. What was that? Oh, that was a 40 millimeter mortar. Okay. What were you shooting? Oh, you were actually shooting mortars. I remember now. They just You just uh, hand-loaded them, and I guess you guys were new at it. That was a dummy rant. Uh, well, see, we, you start small and, and add more and more charge until you get the desired effect. And we were ranging it in, and we had started at the very bottom, but we filmed anyway. And, you know, that first one was just... And just spits it out, and of course, viewers think, "Look, that's a hot round. It's gonna blow. It's gonna blow." You and, seem uh, to yeah, think it. I don't know if you were acting the whole time, but like you didn't seem to. You, I, it, I, I was you were surprised that it only went four feet or something. Oh, I was shocked that it only went four free, feet, and I thought it was fucking hilarious, though. Um, yeah. yeah, that was that was silly. I didn't know we you were. I didn't know you were based in Georgia. I mean, I did the last time I came on the show, and we talked about that, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't know that that you were doing all those uh, those shows in Georgia. Some of them are. Um, I'd say the majority, but I filmed a lot in Tennessee and in the Southwest uh, and in Texas um, yeah. and up in, I don't know, up in the, the up in um, 
Let's see, where did we go? Why do I think there were some in Florida? I, Am I crazy? Yeah, there's yeah, there's a yeah. bunch in Florida and Ohio. I think because we, we met at like a PAX like a long time ago when I was still living in LA, and I think that we uh, like we were talking about it, and I think that's maybe when you said it was Tennessee, and that, that made more sense in my mind's eye. Yeah, some um, of the stuff would be like like some of that crazy stuff was in Tennessee. I got I had, I had a friend that was based there at the time, and and he had a lot of stuff there. But some of it's out in the midwest, um, the the southwest, uh, out in New Mexico and Arizona and Texas. Okay. I'm currently working on my, uh, what is that thing? My class two state blasting fucking certificate or something like that. So I've been yeah. watching training videos for the last two or three days. So you can, and, you and can get, blow up proper shit, not just Tamarite? I have to take a test. Um, it, you know, every step of the way they tell me, oh, this is the last step and you got it. And then it's like, yeah. once you get certified in this Thing. Like by the time it's done, I'm gonna be I'm gonna have so many certifications and and be be the, be a member of so many organizations and groups. I'm already like the some sort of blaster of America and some sort of international. I am. I'm a member of like the international explosive engineers now. It's the it, the list goes on with the the documentation, the registration, and the but licensing requirements. This is the first written test. Previously, it was just forms. Yeah, yeah. This is the first like um, test. Like you have to test. study for it. Yeah, yeah, kind of. It, it's gonna be easy. It's just mm. I, I got, it's eight hours of material to go through. That's the thing. So an I'm, eight-hour been... test? No. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a really long paper test. That's what my lawyer told me. He said it'll take about eight hours to do. So I've been studying. Hmm. I don't fucking good know. for you. So we'll studying. You know, you making know, sure you're gonna go in prepared. People often talk about how hard the bar is to pass, but actually, accountants have the lowest pass rate they, they have a um 98 fail rate on the what's CPA that exam. what's that uh sir ah that, okay yeah the cpa yeah. exam is a 98 percent fail rate which is i've heard it seems that like what, a lot of people have to take it twice what does an actuary have to uh, be certified at what do you need to become an actuary i don't know mm -hmm. okay yeah the thing I, about I, the I accounting it, so i know jersey's the best there's six parts to it and if you pass four then the next time you take the other two and you can really focus your attention. It's just rare that people pass all six the first time. But you can see how it would be doable in that situation. Yeah. Uh, so do we want to watch animals kill people? I see the I video's almost seven minutes. Is there so, one in particular? You know, we could pick around. You know, we could, we could dig around. So the, the one video, the first one I, I linked um, at, at like 7.49 p.m. to you, that's all this guy kayaking being attacked by tiger sharks and uh oh. it's pretty interesting oh i saw that around. video um it's pretty pretty cool and then Let's the second one is oh. eight most shocking animal attacks caught on film we've seen the the bengal tiger kill the indian man like he's a a kitten um but there's some other interesting ones in there these are um, 16 minutes long like a... yeah you want to skip around you know you, you certainly don't want to watch the whole thing and i and i and i definitely wouldn't watch in silence either this might be one just to kind of have going in the background and remark on occasionally um, I hate sharks, man. These things are terrifying. You should, yeah, there's, oh, there's no you should take the fight to them, I'm Kyle. Right I have been planning that for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Soon we shall take the fight to them. Dude, I, I do. I do not go in the ocean. I don't. It's. It's. I completely. The. The. The rational part of my brain understands it's an irrational fear, but then the. Uh, the it just. It's an irrational fear. That's the point of it. I can't overcome it. I can't watch 
a shark video. I, I my blood pressure goes up, my heart rate goes up. Hmm. It's terrible. I, I don't I don't even watch like Sharknado, even though that's a stupid fucking movie. <laughs> movies with sharks in it. Don't watch that. Like I, I don't. I do also it. don't watch Sharknado. I'm with you that far. <laughs> it's <laughs> <not> <laughs> I stopped watching uh, Open Water a few years ago. That was the one where they were all the the two people were in the ocean. There were sharks swimming around. It wasn't over the top. Through. Yeah, they got. Thank you. They it wasn't over the top horrifying. It, he said that they were people who got left behind during a scuba diving snorka, snorkel mm. tour or whatever. And it is so just low-key stressful that, like, my heart's beating really fast. Like, my stomach hurts because I'm so worried for these yeah. poor people left in the yeah. ocean. My just worst knowing, nightmare. Oh, and they die at the end. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Dude, the I, thing about that not, movie is... I'm like, this isn't fun. I'm just, I'm really, I'm sweating. I'm stressed. Yeah. So I don't, don't want to watch this ocean he, movie. Here's what we know. Two people got left behind snorkeling and died, right? That's all we know. So there's a whole movie, like an hour and a half of stuff that happens over like the next, I don't know, day or two that they invented. They made it. There's no proof they ever sat on a rock and watched themselves get circled by sharks. There's all the conversations they were talking about, like making a run for here or there. Like this is all invented yeah. by Hollywood. Like You know what actually happened is they came up and they had a huge long fight of, you know, we missed the boat, Jonathan. You're the one who wanted to see the fucking clownfish closer up. I wanted to go parasailing, you dumb whore. You didn't want to go on this stupid trip. I wanted to go to, 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 to fucking Mexico. You didn't want to go. You wanted to come to the fucking ocean swim with sharks. I didn't do this. You did this. Well, I wanted to see the clownfish. If I, if, I, if I didn't take pictures, we'd never remember anything we did. I was in my fucking problem. I'm swimming over there, you bitch. And they're just, you know, just, just swim and die on their own. Maybe. I <laughs> that, that's my my worst nightmare is just going out in the middle of the ocean where there's where there's nothing no land nearby no beaches you're just there as far as I can see in every direction just water and falling into the water like that would yeah. be I would immediately have a panic attack I would you know immediately see that? that's my dream that's what uh, I want to do I, I, no, so the sailing the vagabond die. guys have invited me to come out to their boat and I still think about that all the time that's like a lifelong dream anyway it's like if they could just somehow arrange to take me like eight miles out to sea and let me swim. Like, I haven't done that. I haven't ever swam. Pretty easy dream like to fulfill, I would 2, imagine. 2,000 feet deep. Yeah, like, I, 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 that seems like... Hop good. in your paramotor and head for the horizon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could do that. Unbuckle and jump. Yeah. And then, yeah. I haven't really thought of step two. You got it, sure. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Just wear a life jacket. You'll be good. <laughs> so, um, did anybody else see the trailer for Dunkirk, the yeah. Christopher Nolan World War II uh, movie that's coming out soonish? I did. I think that's yeah. I was, I was left disappointed and underwhelmed and had a very strong meh. You picked the wrong World War II story to make a movie about. Kind of feeling afterwards. So I don't want to offend any Brits or Frenchmen right now, but oh, right. I think the correct history of the event was that France is capitulating. Hitler's troops are coming in. There's uh, there's really no more centralized French command. It's just a few uh, French generals taking what troops are under their command and trying to hold off the Germans. Meanwhile, half a million British are trying to get back home because they see that their invasion isn't going to work and they got to regroup because the the uh, the Blitzkrieg is fucking coming their way. There's half a million men on this beach and they just get picked off for days like fish in a barrel from aircraft and stuff. It's mm -hmm. it's it's a real downer of a movie about the Allies losing early in the war and not and losing badly. Uh, I don't want to see that. And maybe that maybe that's very nationalist of me, and I should I should be okay with that. But it's like, like if the Russians watch the Marines on Wake Island holding out until the last man. Let's watch that one. That'd be much more fun and inspirational and a more a better movie. 
I love Nolan. I love yeah. World War II movies, but these people who are like, this is our generation saving Private Ryan, you're a dumbass. Well, yeah, this Saving is... Private Ryan is one of my all-time favorite movies, certainly war movies, and I, I have high hopes for Dunkirk because I do, Same. like you, I, I believe in Christopher Nolan. I think he's as a great filmmaker. I just, I part of me thinks it was just a bad trailer. Like, part of me thinks that it was just a, that it was just not a very good trailer, and Call I'll wait for the second syndrome. one. <laughs> yeah, you know, but a lot of usually his trailers are knockout. Usually Interstellar, like Interstellar trailer blew me away. I was yes. like, I'm, yeah. I'll, fuck, I don't care where I've got to go. I'm going to watch that shit in 70 millimeter, and I did. And yeah. and this time around again, he's shooting in 35 millimeter and 70 millimeter. So I will of course fi watch this thing on a 70 millimeter projector. Yeah. But man, I got low hopes going into it. I feel like it's going to be a real downer. Like one of the scenes is a is a is an American like taking off his gear and walking into the waves to kill himself. Because you know yeah. they're in such a terrible situation. It's like, Jesus Christ! You Is couldn't that what at least he's doing. Yeah, that was that was a British soldier, wasn't it? Either way, Hello. Oh, sure, it would have been know. a British soldier. Yeah, yeah. I okay. thought he was just de-stressing. Like you know Killing what? Killing himself. I know everything's crazy, but I'm going for a little swim right now. <laughs> Gotta uh, get yes, my head yeah. right. That's yeah, what I thought was happening. Kyle, let 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 what he have his innocent delusions. We'll let him believe that. Okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not he's not hurting anybody. It is a good that. time for a swim. I'd have done the same. What he's like? <laughs> oh, I forgot his board. Those are that's a good surf right there. Maybe the others are gonna. Maybe it's gonna be like a a beach party, and they're all I, gonna have a good time. What he's gonna lose? What the beach? He's screaming from the beach. You you've got your boots on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know why he had his clothes on. I was like, oh, well, all right, you know, I guess it's kind of badass to go swimming in your fatigues yeah commander like you know Pri private stevens has been underwater for a long time and he has to be like private stevens isn't coming back yeah that guy's walking to his death because of the the hopeless situation that they're facing uh, he's it's, gonna it's, leave the theater see he's gonna have seen a completely different movie than us he's gonna yeah. leave the theater going oh it would be the first story. time <laughs> yeah they all went swimming it was nice day on a beach and we're like wow okay woody it's woody vision you like it in here it's nice <laughs> <laughs> some guys some guy on reddit said that he and his girlfriend watched nightcrawler and to this day she still thinks it was an x-men movie because Nightcrawler is an X-Men character. He's like, you didn't notice that he was a psychopathic, you know, journalist, just, just you know, creating his own crime? You thought he was an X-Men? He okay. teleported in. Yeah. <laughs> he actually bought a car because he was having so... That, to, being able to teleport would have made that movie really boring because he would have gotten yeah. to every scene immediately and been <laughs> no. like, oh, I got the clip and I'm out. The whole <laughs> movie he, was about a guy who solved the transportation problem better than his peers. Actually, yeah. you know, I'm just going to teleport into the bank and steal the money that I need. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't do need this camera at all. Like, you got. I respected his hustle though, and I bet Woody did too. Like, like early on when he's so fucking broke that it hurts, and he's he's got this this hustle and confidence about him that's like, yeah, I'm in a hole. That's why I'm digging myself out. That's what I'm doing. And he 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 was so forward thinking, despite the fact that he's a sociopath and he's willing to kill and do anything really everyone else ha their lives have zero value to this guy it's all about him I, I i really had a lot of admiration though for his like he was really in a hole there at the beginning he didn't have anywhere to live he's just completely broke and but he but he still was like it was like a fake it till you make it kind of mentality with this psychopath gotta admire the, thing, the hustle yeah. undoubtedly i really liked that movie the to say like a final thing on dunkirk i think the reason that people it's just it's hard to make a world war two movie because everybody immediately thinks to I, i'm maybe not hard by semantics i don't know i was uh, thinking that it's hard because it's compared 
you immediately compare it to things like Band of Brothers, Saving Private Ryan, and it is really, really hard mm. to hold up to Saving Private Ryan or Band yeah. of Brothers. You've know you got good? some shoes to live up to, so you got to try yeah. a little harder. Generation Kill. Have you I've seen that. I saw that. Pretty that good. That is very good. Not as good as Band of Brothers, but it was still... I feel like it's a different yeah. problem. Like, like it, this, this, it's a different war, right? You've got a war yeah. where people... You know, are worried about career advancement. You've got a war where people are worried about looking good, staying out of trouble, things like that. And they covered it amazingly. I um, I talked to people who've been into war, modern war, and they're like, yeah, yeah that they, that was a that was the most accurate representation I've seen of modern war ever. You know, I would like to see uh, a story about I don't know, maybe maybe Midway, but but more important, more cooler would be like an Audie Murphy story. Um, like one of the Medal Honor recipients from the war, um, you know, somebody who did something crazy, who killed a bunch of Germans or something, Midway took out a machine gun nest. A naval battle, right? Am yeah, I... yeah. That's that's when we sent everything we fucking had and, mm -hmm. and snuck it in and just crushed the Japanese. Um, but I watched a really interesting video about the economic. Oh, I, I linked to you guys. I doubt any of you looked at it because it was really boring and like minutia. But it broke down the economics of World War II and just how crazy our economy was at the time he outlines it based on all kinds of like um, 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 statistics whether it's automobile production or, or the modernization of American factories the uh, the way that our managerial system at the time was first class in the world we had the best managers the best workers the best machinery everything but but there was so much slack in our uh, our workforce it was really ready to go we had a lot more infrastructure than we had need for and um, we had more hammers much more hammers <laughs> it was th that and that's so what they broke hammers. down they you know it's hard to 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 like figure out how many hammers a country has this but is this is a civilization reference if people aren't getting it yeah yeah but this this actually broke down like how many look how many hammers the united states had and they broke it down and by the end of the war he he points out he's like at the end of the war when when the soviets uh, the Brits, um, the, the Japanese are all either plateauing in their production capabilities for making war or declining due to infrastructure losses or a lack of materiel, supply, uh, you know, coal, rubber, all that stuff. We're just getting warmed up. Now we're in go mode at the end of the war. And that's why I always say, you know, when I look at that, when I think about the end of World War II and the last days of it, we should have kept on going. <laughs> we just kept on going. The whole fucking globe was crippled, except for us. We were in the fucking catbird seat, baby. We were he we had nukes. Nobody else had one. We had the biggest fleet of boats that's ever been assembled. Nobody else had any boats left because we sunk them all. We had we had all these all these nations under our foot signing these agreements that were much greater in our uh, in our benefit. We should we should have went ahead and knocked Stalin the fuck off and given his shit to Germany if we wanted to. Like, just, we don't have to keep it. Like, I'm not talking about creating an empire. Just crush the Russians, get rid of the Soviets, and give their shit to, to take, break the Soviet Union apart and make them all independent nations, which is what happened in the 80s anyway. You think they had to talk about that? They did like, have right to talk about the that. End, like, hey, yeah, the do you think maybe we could just conquer the world on the way? No, no, no. We did every major army oh, on the way it? here. I can't think of the general who maybe was uh, one of the major American generals was like, like we're McCarthy. here. All MacArthur is, is who I had in my head, but I wasn't sure. We've got all of our shit here, boss. Look, all of our might and firepower, our, our big punch is cocked and ready, and we're looking down at everyone else on the fucking globe. Let's just get rid of the Soviets. We, we totally could have done it. Absolutely. And it, yeah. I mean, if we wanted to, we could have conquered South America while we were at it. it was a, it's, it's amazing to look at the, the, the military making power, 
that and the the situation the United States of America was in right then in like 1945, 1946. It, it was it's outstandingly it's amazing. Uh, it, it's uh it's really cool stuff. I like I like reading up on that. They were. But just between the U.S. and Japan, it wasn't even close. They were never a threat. And and what I was getting at with that whole discussion there was that if we had lost Midway, this guy broke down why it didn't fucking matter because we would replace all of our losses and have a bigger fleet than the Japanese within a year and a half or something like that. And the worst, and we wouldn't even. He didn't even think we'd lose Hawaii in that scenario. So um, I don't and know. It looks like the um, it is interesting. The British yeah. wanted to keep going too. I, it, yeah. It, there's something called Operation Unthinkable that Churchill like <laughs> asked to have outlined. I'm just reading about it. It's new to me. And uh, they, uh, they eventually decided it was fanciful and just sort of abandoned it. But apparently Churchill was talking about going into Russia and just taking over the world, I guess. It's a very 1940s way to dismiss world conquest. Oh, that's a bit fanciful, don't yeah, you think? right? <laughs> 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 no, I mean, I think we're on a little island the size of Louisiana. They were so crippled and war weary at the time. Yeah, they had lost. We were war weary too. The populace was, um, you know, but it was a mental thing more than more than a more than an actual thing. Like they had lost millions and millions of men. Mm -hmm. We didn't. You know, we'd lost hundreds of thousands. They had lost tens, like like over ten million or something like that, defending all of those cities, falling back and falling back and not holding their ground. Uh, or, or excuse me, holding the ground to the last man. All those crazy, all that crazy shit that happened in Stalingrad. It, it the Russians like lost twenty. To keep going. Oh, okay. Russians lost twenty million men, I think, yeah. in World yeah. War Two. Like it was, it was such a bad problem in Russia that for years, decades afterward, there were just huge numbers of single women because there literally weren't enough men in the generation because so many died. <laughs> we could in have, the war. we could have immediately made a deal with the Germans and been like. You know what? Those Russians have been awfully cruel to you, raping and murdering as they took back your land and exacting their revenge upon you. Let's let's outline a peace agreement. Take everything you got, add it to what we got, and let's head north. Let's just let's just go back in there and see if we can if we can fix I, it. This that's time. that's just the worst tactical move I can imagine. Is going right after the war, going, hey, American public, you know those people we just fought. Yeah, fuck the Nazis. No, yeah. no, no, they're cool. They're cool. They're cool. Trust <laughs> me. No, they're they're good. We're actually fighting the Russians now. <laughs> We're fighting Russian. fascism, though, right? We're fighting we fascism, and once we up, you know, <laughs> once we put fascism down, then communism was the problem, and we had we we should have went ahead and put communism down. If we'd done that, the world would be in a whole different place. We could have taken it, it. If you look at the numbers, uh, the amount of troops, material, and the technological advancements, because our plan, we kept improving our planes, like. The the Japan you always hear about the Japanese Zero fighter plane right because they didn't make any new fighter planes during the yeah, war they never got to the one <laughs> we can, yeah they never got to the one we we got well, to no. three or four we kept, okay, we kept again, innovating the, part of the reason why the kamikaze and like they, they turned their their planes into weapons like physical weapons was because they didn't do anything else like they they didn't do bombing very well right like yeah. they they didn't do that thing, that part of it very well so. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. I like to think about history and, and just think about what, what what could have been. Like a lot of historians agree that, like, had Hitler just not attacked Russia, had he just focused on one front and 
uh, you know, he could have taken over all of Europe and, and parts of Africa and all sorts of other places, right? I've heard that said, but that ignores the American, like, hammer advantage to go back oh, no. to Civ talk. Like, you know... I, it... I, I think you still have to not also get us instigated, right? Because we, yeah. again, we were pretty fat, dumb, and happy until uh, Pearl Harbor oh. happened. We that was probably gonna... a really awkward phone call between Hirohito and Hitler. <laughs> Why did you bring the Americans into it? We are already struggling so much, Justin Frost. Yeah. You know, just <laughs> I can see like Japan writing over Skype to 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 Hitler. Uh oh. <laughs> had, had, had Hitler just focused on Scandinavia, Europe, parts of Africa, I think he would have done a lot better. You know how the bomb button and the simulation button look the same? <laughs> I think the eventuality of, of that circumstance, of Hitler never messing with the Soviets, is that at the end of the war, he gets to keep a lot of what he took. He gives a lot of it back. Maybe France, get, France gets liberated, of course, Most, of, but, but maybe he keeps Poland. You know, he's going to keep a lot of stuff. That would have been the piece. He'd have kept a big chunk of everything he'd taken. That would have been the piece that would have been made because there wouldn't. I find it interesting that America was okay with with, an, with a conditional surrender from Japan. They said it was an unconditional surrender, but we didn't get Hirohito. He was the guy that fucking made the decision to bomb Pearl Harbor. We didn't get his ass. We 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 hunted Hitler down until he had to blow his brains out. Mussolini got hung and pissed on in the streets. Hirohito lived own. out the rest of his life as the emperor of fucking Japan. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, I, I think I think there was also a part of like condolence like whoops like we you know we we kind of really fucked over japan in a way that maybe we shouldn't have like there's a lot i think there was a, a there's another aspect like, I, I think to me the big thing was japan's really hard to take right like you have to do beach you have to take over beach after beach after beach where they're reinforced they're sitting there behind hills or bunkers or whatever and we're running across the sand. And you have to do that again and again and again. We're like, we're going to lose so many people. It's going to be yeah. so hard to take island after island. The yeah. estimates were a million men, a million American casualties to take the, right. the home island of Japan. But I don't think you need that. Our air power was so good. We could have bombed them and kept bombing them and, and, and made a couple more nukes if we wanted to. We could have had another nuke in eight months. We could have we we destroyed Tokyo. We could have burned every city they had. We could have exterminated them. And yeah. I would have been, and I'm still for that, you know. It, remember, that, still. That, that, that would have been <laughs> a, yeah. Date, 75 years, I don't forget. Yeah. I you know, like, I, you know that clip we reference sometimes, like, are we the baddies? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that picture I just linked is literally Benito Mussolini's headquarters in Italy during World War II. <laughs> that, you cannot have that be your headquarter building and walk in every morning with your Starbucks being like, ah, time to improve reality for all yeah, of my really Italian brothers. Like, no, you yeah. walk into that, when, into your scary CCCCCCC building written on there. It's like They're, you... It's, it's ISIS upside down. The people who worked at that cafe to the left, do you think they ever walked out and served somebody their fucking, you know, Italian whatever the hell, coffee, and went like, ah, so glad Benito's here helping Italy. Like, no, they're probably like, God, this guy's a fucking asshole. Would he has a picture of his own show. angry face on the would outside. It, would it be cappuccino? Glad Mussolini watches over us all. No, yeah, he just looks over that us looks all. Like, uh, that looks like the fucking floating head from Zardoz or something like that. Yeah, but uh, Mussolini, he was killed by his own people. 
he yes. and his mistress. Like and the yeah, picture that's, of them. Yeah. That's the other thing that I, you're making a really good point too about just history. History. It's like even even in Nazi Germany, not all Germans were Nazis, right? Like no, that very was, small was a, percentage. Right. It was a party that that became the populist party and, and took you know took over power. And same thing in in Japan. You know, not all Japanese people were imperialist savages, yeah. right? Ah, I disagree with that. The Japanese were a different case, and the Japanese are much more evil than the Nazis, and they deserved a worse fate. The Nazis were fascists, and and the and 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 the whole thing with the Jews, it wasn't just the Jews. Maybe they they killed six million Jews. They killed six more million of other people, where there were Slavs, uh, mentally deficient people, homosexuals, you name Believe it. Believe me, I I know the the type of like savagery that that Imperial Japan, the the military industrial. What was the that military unit? Unit seven thirty one. Is that what it was? Yeah, it, vivisection, section, yeah. which is dissecting uh, human beings while they're still alive. All kinds of yeah. terrible, but terrible. We're all on the same team when they did it to the gypsies, right? Like we generally agree. Yeah, the Gippos had it coming. The Gippos <laughs> yeah. had it coming. If he stopped right there, the world would have raised Hitler up on their shoulders, right? No, like that was. He got rid of the pikies. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Churchill would have been like, if we could get some of that Hitler business in here, we could do a thing or two. You know, it, it Trump would have liked it. I don't yeah, know how Trump feels. Come about on, the you know he would have liked to kill a racer too. Well, you know, I don't know how he no. feels about the Gippos. So, you know, some are rapists; they're thieves. Uh, uh, yeah, some the, of them I the Gypsies are didn't send their best. No, the Gippos do not send their best. They send their tricksiest. That's mm. what they send. Mm -hmm. They're most delicate fingered. You All know right. what's nice about making fun of gypsies and calling them pikeys and stuff? They don't have a protection group, and everybody hates them. And that's <laughs> yeah. the one you can hate gypsies. I could yeah. fucking wear some. I could I could put on like a swastika that was anti-gypsy instead of being an actual swastika, whatever design that, whatever it is. I could fucking like preach hate against them. Nobody would stand up against me because nobody yeah. likes gypsies. Unless they steal some tourist's iPhone, they're never going to hear this podcast. It's like making fun of the Amish. And there aren't like, that many wow. gypsies out there. And those that are don't have fucking TV and the internet, you know? And if they do, they're stealing it and they can't really buck up anyway. I remember White Boy always went on and on about gypsies and making fun of gypsies until never one of his fans back. who was actually one. One guy, he's like, "Hey, I'm an actual gypsy." I was Could there you for that. Down a little. No, <laughs> he, he thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it's, even gypsies are okay with putting down gypsies. Everyone's okay with putting down gypsies. Yeah. <laughs> I had a, oh, oh oh whole new topic. The last thing you bought is now ten times its original size. How fucked are you? The last. Thing like, I wait, bought. Defined thing. You mean like even like food or? The last thing I, I bought was a pack of cigarettes for Kitty. Hmm. You've got a lot of cigarettes. No, that... she's got she's got twenty enormous cigarettes. Ah. Is that better? That's worse. No, no that's not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just... You don't have to finish oh. them, right? Just <sighs> like a nice Cadoba. <laughs> like, like no, I, I um, but I think that's the last thing I bought. Um. Although I got my dog's teeth cleaned yesterday, I don't I don't know if that applies. Maybe, could could his teeth get ten times bigger? Would they get scrubbed more? I don't know. Yeah, poor guy. He was so he, he was crying. Like I uh, I have ten times as much Chinese food. Hmm. Yeah. What kind I of Chinese food? Four hundred ounces of my monster still left. Mm. Instead wow. Of... <laughs> yeah. Four hundred ounces. The last yeah. thing I bought. Health. And don't tell him this was a remote control car, like a Traxxas for Colin at for Christmas. So maybe he just gets a real monster truck. You're like, hop in, Colin. Time to go for a ride. But the controller's 10 feet bigger, so you're like, time to go for a ride. That's definitely, <laughs> yeah. that's definitely the coolest one. 
Yeah. Yeah, that would be the coolest. All of ours were boring food items. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's worth cigarettes. And just with the electric motors and stuff and all. Yeah. That'd be fun. They, I, to scale, those things are incredibly fast. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah. yeah it would be incredibly fast, too. It'd be like a Tesla uh, with insanity mode. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. In Toy so. Story, it keeps up with the moving truck for like three blocks. Right. Do you yeah, guys want to see it? it? Yeah. Pardon? What? Do you guys want to see the car? It's not far sure, from here. Grab it. Why don't, yeah. If you grab it, I'll, uh, I'll do a. Uh, okay, an ad you already opened it up. It All right, let me. Uh, I can't do this one because it requires Woody, but I will tell everyone a little bit about movement watches. Let's see. The past few months, we've been working a lot with movement watches. We love them. You guys love them, so I asked myself, why do I only have one? You see, Movement offers different color bands, different color bases, and different styles for each of their many watches. Movement watches start at just $95, so do some quick math. You could have a couple of Movement watches, and it would still be a better deal than just one of those expensive department store watches. Get a blue one, a white one, maybe sandstone is your thing. Whatever your style, Movement has watches and bands to match for every outfit in your arsenal. There's no hassles, just order online with free shipping, free returns, and a 24-month warranty. So join their more than 1 million social media followers and get a Movement Watch today. Go to mvmtwatches.com slash pka today, and they'll give you 15% off your entire purchase. That's mvmtwatches.com slash pka. Uh, yeah, those watches are great. Uh, Woody always talks about the heft they have. They don't feel like a flimsy, cheap piece of shit that's going to break. Uh, it, it, the, the clasp works well. The band feels nice. It's a metal band on the one I've got. Um, I got the all-black, and uh, I'm a big fan. I've got quite a few watches, and uh, I've got some really expensive watches, um, and this one kind of fits right in with them, despite the fact that it's $95. So check them out. It's a good quality watch. That's the exact like description I would give of them too. Like, yeah, you know, I, like, there's expensive watches, and and this one seems no different. So, do you want to see the car? Please. I was. I didn't realize during my reading I had been abandoned completely. <laughs> now, mine was planned, but yeah, I, I mean, came I, back. I, I really could have taken over there for a minute. All right, let me tell you guys what's really the fuck up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you could go the lefty it. route and start advertising your own podcast. Oh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> so if you want a t-shirt, head on over to Spreadshirt. You want to go to Spreadshirt.com slash FPS Russia. Pick, your, pick yourself up some merchandise today. Holidays are coming. <laughs> so this is it. Um, it's uh, a Traxxas. And then apparently wow. amongst the Traxxas, they're all like roughly the same in the like undercarriage. And you, there's just different shells. And this is the Slash model. I picked it because in my remote control track parks, I'm sorry. How much was the uh, the traco to make your you know to make your race car track? Oh in your yes, the skid steer for that. Skid steer, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> optional skid steer. Dude, in my last paravlog, I drove, I flew over what it might have been a motocross track, but it might have been an RC track. It's hard to tell because I'm a thousand feet in the air. And yeah. I'm like, I think that's an RC track. Shout out to Cat Gun if it is. Uh, but um, uh, anyway, yeah. So this thing, I, I picked uh, the style I did. Because I find that the ones where, like, let's say it's a buggy and the tires are kind of out front. When you smash the tires into something hard, that's, that's a good way to break them. So this. The struts. Yeah, the struts are the. It, it, you know, the lady at the store said the, the struts too. Um, when I was a kid, it was the servo that would break. Maybe they're better now. But. Um, uh, this has, you know, at the front of it is a truck. So it should just, like, dent a headlight or even less. And Cool. Yeah. yeah. So I think this is going to be a, a hit on Christmas. You know what happened? So he asked for 
a giant bean bag, like a six feet, like a big bean bag. And we got that for him. And we're like, oh, yeah, this will be cool. He'll flop it. It'll be so much fun. And then it was in no time. By the next day, we're like, you know, bean bags seem stupid. It's like we got our kid furniture for Christmas. Like, in no way is he going to be excited about that on day two. You know, like that was the <laughs> yeah. that was the year I got a beanbag for Christmas. So, um, so we added a remote control. Are product. you familiar with the Love Sack? The store. Um, I'll, I'll get you a link. Mm. I don't think so. I know Love Sack, the store in the mall. Oh God damn it! Where are they? It's these enormous beanbag chairs that are like five hundred dollars. Yeah, that sounds. We got something in that class for that price cool. range. Okay, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, it's it's big enough for like two or three adults, really. Like like uh, like you and a chick fits real nice in a love sack. Um, you could, and they're big. You could lay on this thing me, like a starfish get, and still let me show you be my honest. favorite remote controlled car. Ah, oh, I so, bet he has something cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I. I don't know where she saw it, but yeah, she it was on sale, but it it's a big yeah, it's a gigantic beanbag chair. Yeah, they're they're freaking huge. Thing. And they they come I remember last time I was looking at the website, they they came in like 30 different flavors. You know, you could have like eight different materials and each material in a different color, but some materials have unique colors if whether it's leather or multi-fiber or yeah, some this sort might, of This sounds a lot like the site that we bought it from. Like yes. Yeah. yeah so. Those are really cool, and they last a long time. Like it's a real high quality thing. I, don't even I like. Know if I want that, like, do I want a giant bean? If you told me, like, oh, and this bean bag, it'll be completely destroyed in four weeks. I'll be like, ah, oh, that sounds good. Then I won't have it anymore in yeah. my stupid house. <laughs> no, it's a long lasting, high quality product. I, I, I don't own one or anything, but I stayed at a lake house, and it was uh -huh. part of the like basement rec room thing. And I just remember how wonderful it was to just. Walk up to it, turn around, and just fall backwards into it and be like, wow, this is pretty great. Super comfy. So what do you have, Josh? Is there a remote control car? Oh, yeah. So, so we'll see how many people remember this guy. Oh, from, no. Uh, oh. Yeah. In its Look original packaging. In the box. Yeah, is that the, the uh, RCXD? Yeah, that's the, the, the uh, I guess it was the prestige edition of, mm. uh, of Black Ops 1. So, yeah, it's the RCXD. And, again, like, if you don't remember, it has the little camera on the front, so you can actually, uh, it has a spy camera, and the, the controller has this little screen, this shitty little screen on, the, on, on it that you can actually see video footage. It had a microphone on it, so you could uh, talk and communicate with the person you're spying on. It turned out being like this, this really weird thing that we were driving. We were going to do a promotional video and we were going to try to drive it around like the studio and like to show people all the different ways you can use it. And at one point we had it like driving into the bathroom and underneath the bathroom stall. And we had to scrap the thing because we realized, I think PR it's just realized. just an upskirt machine. Yeah, PR realized, <laughs> yeah, this isn't what we really want to be telling people how you use this thing. So <laughs> we didn't ultimately like focus on the camera as much, but it was there, um, you know, because there was a camera on the I didn't RCXD. even know it had a camera. It makes sense that it would, because it did in the game. But yeah, the game did not have a mic; like you couldn't do that part. No, no, yeah, but they just tossed. Although it, that would have been fun. Oh man, imagine if one of the kill streaks let you talk trash to the opposing team, just chase them with an RC car. They're running because Eat. it explodes, and you're like, "You're a faggot! Run, faggot, run!" 
It was eavesdrop <laughs> at COD Four that that you could you could talk or you could hear Listen. the voice chat of the person who was near nearby you, and it, you could use that as a reverse thing as well to troll the other team if you know that they're running eavesdrop. So you could just start like yelling at your other team. Yeah, but that's I, I really did the, the, the RC car. If you could talk trash to the team, that'd be hilarious. Just. Uh, yeah, we faggot. always talked about the propaganda drone or the propaganda mm -hmm. plane, how cool that would be. Well, this is time-stamped. Watch like eight seconds of this. Uh, I made an RCXD once. Oh, you did? Yeah. All right, I'm queuing up I think I, moment. I think I saw it. Yeah, because you also made the hanging... Uh, you made the, the drone, right? The, the flying... Well, I certainly didn't make gun. it. Or, yeah, I, but you, you made a video about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that was a partnership with Activision. That was out there yeah. on their movie ranch. And yeah. are you guys ready? Yeah. Ready, set, play. Go. Is it fast forward? It was for a moment. Oh, like yeah. that's my own editing. <laughs> 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 it's just got a fuse. Going. <laughs> not not inconspicuous at all. We'll, <laughs> see. we'll see. That's the joke, right? You know, you'll, get, you'll, you'll see. That that that's the silly little joke that I added. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> uh, a, that was a real mess of that microphone. I hope you enjoyed yeah, this fun. video, my friends. Uh, if you liked it, it's please probably give illegal, it right? Up, probably not favorite. supposed to strap explosives on a remote control vehicle. Probably not. <laughs> Where did Taylor go? I think this is this has changed from a, a pee trip to a to a shitting trip. Oh, that is a solid theory. Yeah, that is a solid theory. I th I feel like he's just taking time off. Right. This is a long ass uh, program you guys run here, man. It's uh, it is a marathon. It, oh, it feels like half an hour to me. I don't I'm even know. Too old for this shit. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. I probably have an oh precedent set. This is kind of cool. I ran across this news. So, in Texas, Corpus Christi, Texas, a man was um. He was like a completely innocent guy. I think they were looking for his son. The police ran into his house on a no-knock raid, and he shot three cops. I think oh. one of them might have died, and he was just found not guilty. They uh, after two years in custody. Yeah, that's his oh. um his his attorney, who apparently was right. Apparently was right. Was like, this is so easy. This is a self-defense case. And uh, now it's like a, a precedent-setting case that if the police just bust into your house without knocking and you kill yeah. them, then... There was a previous yeah. case that was earlier this year, very similar thing. Uh, he only shot one cop, though, and, uh, and, and, the, and he got off as well. That's good. No, I, they, I, got a, I got a story about this, guys. Um, I've never told this publicly because it's not the kind of story you want to say that the police raided your apartment, right? Um, so I've right told that before, story. <laughs> Carry right, on. Right, this, this is right before I moved out of California and moved to Atlanta. Um, uh, I was uh, in my place down in, in Lake Forest, California, down near Irvine, and just fast asleep one morning. Now, I, the, the day before, I had packed all my, all my stuff away. So um, I had uh, packed all of my firearms away in my safe, and they were padded and locked up and unloaded and ready for transport and everything. Um, and so normally, cause normally I would sleep with a loaded and chambered, uh, pistol on my nightstand within arm's reach, right? That's the only place that it's going to be useful for home defense. And, um, so the, uh, it's like six in the morning 
And they didn't kick down my door, thankfully. But just suddenly, I hear pe- I wake up to people running through my living room towards my bedroom, yelling at me. You know, I'm so like I'm be- being woken up from a deep sleep, so I don't know what's going on. I don't hear them yelling. They're, they're I'm sure they're shouting out that it's the police and everything, and and to you know don't to move and to put your hands up or whatever. But my instinct was I immediately rolled over and reached for my nightstand to grab my gun. And now this is the LAPD we're talking about. They don't fuck around, right? Like they probably would have gotten the drop on me and I could have gotten killed if I had drawn down on them because I would then later find out. So thankfully there's nothing there and they stop me and they ID me and, and they figure out that it's this big mistaken identity thing. So there was, there had been somebody who had uh, like went on this like grand theft auto spree like boosting enterprise cars and different rental cars from around the airport and they had uh they had listed my address just randomly uh like as a lie like they it was just bad luck mm-hmm. like they had just listed and they didn't know they were targeting me they just listed my address so and when when the when the cops had come down they didn't break down my door or anything thankfully they they had gone to like the uh the manager's office and gotten a key so thankfully they didn't do any damage to my apartment they actually unlocked the door and came in um and they had apparently spent some time like looking through the windows so the the parking uh garage that i had i had single unit parking garages because we're working this whole thing out like for like an hour i'm trying to figure out what the what the hell went wrong because i was pretty mad and uh so i guess they had had the wrong uh, th- they thought that my my single uh, spot uh, parking garage was the same number that matched my apartment unit, but in actuality, I was assigned a different parking garage. So the parking unit that they had gotten a peek into, because they I guess they had like like looked inside to try to like see what was in it, looked kind of sketchy. Like it looked like it was a chop shop or something. Like there was you know lots of tools and it. So they they thought they had their guy. They thought they had the guy who boosts cars and he comes back here and he does his thing. So like the, the that all confirmed their suspicion to make them want to just immediately go in and try to get me because this had just been happening like the night before a bunch of cars that got boosted. So anyway, it was this big uh, mistaken identity thing. And uh, but like I was just really grateful that all of my shit was locked up because um, my instinct just took over. I'm sure I would have just grabbed the gun and, and at least pointed it at them. I don't know that I would have pulled the trigger without identifying my target, but um, you know, groggy, woken up, startled with people running through your house. What, what else are you going to do? You know? Yeah. Yeah. When I come out of a sleep, I, you know, it, it's, that, that, that's pretty fucked up. I don't like the no knock warrants at all. Um, that, that just seems like a recipe for disaster. And I, I can't imagine only in very specific circumstances is that a good idea. And in those circumstances, you got to make sure you're at the right place. You got to fucking triple check before we storm in. And it should really only be in the case of like some real hardened freaking criminals in there. Some people who shoot people, some people who are, like are violent lab. criminals. It's not even a meth lab. No, I don't want to storm into a place with all those chemicals and pressurized tanks and stuff. Like they're the if they've got a, a a meth lab in their house, it's a miracle it hasn't already exploded. So adding flashbangs like maybe a and kidnapping or you know sure a, you know. a time sensitive situation like that, like a kidnapping in there. Yes, yeah, storm the fuck in. You know, shoot them all if you have to. Whatever. Right. But like in this, the one you're talking about, Woody. They, his nephew was wanted on drug charges, you know, yeah. not even at the house. So complete antithesis of the kind of situation I, in which you want to yeah. apply a no-knock warrant. I, I, I can hate only to, make it worse. I hate to uh, apply the thoughts of one policeman to a lot, but I know a cop, and he didn't seem to have any respect for, like, privacy, like boundaries, you know? It was mm-hmm. like, we're police. We can go in your house. We'll knock down your door. We'll do whatever. There's no limits to what we can do. We're the cops, 
Yeah. And the rest of us don't see it that way. Yeah. When I see stuff like this, like, oh, yeah, they did no knock raids so they could get some guy who was a pot dealer. Really? Like, no knock raid for that? Like, think about all the material and manpower that's being not just wasted, but the. it's worse than wasting it. It's applying it badly. You know, it would be yeah. one thing if they took that manpower material and, expense, material and expense and just let it sit on a shelf somewhere. That's wasting. What they're doing is much worse. They're, they're abusing it and misusing it against the people they should be protecting. Yeah, it, it's it, like it, using it's a nuke terrible. to respond to a bank robbery. Well, it, where it's like, yeah, you stopped it, but... Somehow that reminds me of your Accutane story. (laughs) It is, because that's what it's like. It's like my Accutane story. (laughs) Well, don't get me started on, like, the war on drugs, because that's a whole other topic that's just so We're on the same page there. We don't need to beat that dead horse anymore. He's a pile of fucking mush, I promise you. (laughs) But just just the, yeah, like you're saying, just the, the, like, this over-exertive sort of police state that we've moved into, it's... It's uh, it's they not watched, good. They watch Judge Dredd one too many t- many, yeah. many times. I am the law. I love that movie. I know it's a B movie. People don't like it or whatever. But but I uh, Carl Urban, I think, in Dredd, I have rented that thing four times probably, <laughs> paying four dollars each time because I love it. I love it. I love that movie. Um, every every minute of it, every second of it, I find be really gritty and grounded, and it's a small story. But it, it's one that I'm really interested in because it's it's its own um, universe. The uh, with, with Judge Dredd is he a Marvel character or DC? I don't know. Is he a I superhero? Kn- not a superhero, but I think he's like a graphic novel hero, like a comic hero of some kind. I think. But is he like um, a Batman kind of hero, like he has like a no, really so cool suit. It's and- in the future, post uh, post like a big apocalypse, and the 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 Earth is super overcrowded, or at least the cities are, and they they have these yeah. mega cities, and they have these like incredibly- a cyberpunk thing. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, and and he is the law. The criminal justice system has been boiled down to judges. And Judge Dredd, uh, he 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 sees a crime. He responds to crime like a cop would. But then he 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 is judge, jury, and executioner. So he's gonna he's gonna be like, uh, uh, loitering. You better not be there when I get back, or it's six weeks in an ISO cube, whatever that yeah. is. Sounds like they're gonna put you in a cube and leave you there for a while. He comes back, you're still there. Up, oh, six weeks in an ISO cube. You attempted murder, punishment's death. Boom. And, like society's and, gotten so overcrowded, it's gotten to the point where they just they need to cut out all the bullshit, and they just have these yeah. judges that go in and just like enforce order. They, uh, they he wears the helmets, like up oh, green on a Tuesday, just trying to kill and, people. And, 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 and so Judge Dredd is the most hardcore of these hardcore elite people that are judges. He's the baddest yeah. of them all. And yeah. his little thing, like he always wears the helmet in the books. I guess he, he never all? takes his helmet off. Um, I don't know. I know okay. the girls got, got hers off for most of the thing because her telepathy doesn't work without it. Um, but I, but the thing was that Judge Dredd never takes the thing off. So when Shy Stallone, Sylvester Stallone, makes the movie Judge Dredd, first thing he does is take the helmet off because he's so vain he can't deal with it. But yeah. but Carl Urban, on the other hand, is a big fan of the uh, the original work. He loves it. He's a fan of it. He didn't take the helmet off. He just scowls. That frown of his is so great in that movie. I love I, it. I didn't see any reference to it being part of another universe like DC or Marvel, as okay. far as I can tell. I'm not sure though. Um, yeah, I like Judge Dredd too, and it's. It's pretty badass. I like his gun. His gun's badass. Dude, the, the whole thing... I like movies that go on the edge of believable. Maybe some guys will say it wasn't believable. But it it's kind of like uh, John That's Wick. Believable. You know, where, like, oh, John Wick is just the perfect version of a real person, right? Like, 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 that could happen if everything went right. 
And, yeah, he's uh, not doing anything supernatural. He's just fucking well trained yeah. and hardcore. Well, he's not doing anything John that can't doing his training regimen, right? You've yeah, seen the yeah. Keanu training uh, out the, the have you have you seen the trailer for John Wick two? Because if not, we got to watch it. Dude's a machine. I've, I have uh, not seen the trailer for John Wick two. I, I saw the first one and I really thought it was going to be dumb. I was I was surprised at how much I liked John Wick. I love John Wick. Um, and and the John Wick two trailer. Do you want to watch it, Woody? It's quite uh, good. That, yeah, this is man. the movie, Kyle, that you're always kind of astonished by how well and accurately he handles the guns right yes, yes. It, it, well it's not just what he does it's so so he reloads when he's supposed to he reloads the correct way and I, and look i'm not a three gun trained tactical shooter or anything but i definitely recognize this this stuff when i see it the way he, he handles his weapons just his draw um yeah. i think there's a scene in this trailer that that shows him doing like a quick draw you'll see him pull his pants uh reach in grab the gun clear it and it's a very mechanical, like four-part motion that he's gotten down to a slipstream science of muscle memory. It's it's very impressive to watch him work. I guess we'll watch yeah. Kyle's. We both linked it. His is a little longer, so I guess it's the right one. I don't know. Oh, let me put it on the big screen. Are you guys ready? Yes. I am. Sir. I'm all squared away. Oh, mine played for some reason. Ready, set, play. John Wick has its own. We're actually the 209 minute one, right? Or a social yeah. affair? Yes, yeah, Social. How many buttons? Two. And what style? Tactical. Tactical. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Wick, do enjoy your party. I love this shit. <laughs> How good to see you again so soon. <laughs> you have no idea what's coming. Was that from the first movie? You want a war? Yeah, he's not a great actor, but he gets a little too much hate. Or do you want to Does just he get hate? Give me a gun. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I hope comes. he utilizes the that in real life yes the man what'd you say you hope he utilizes what jujitsu he's been oh. doing a lot of bjj john wick you're not very good at retiring i'm working on it there that draw nice yeah. Oh. That's that's it. There's a lot of like fad on the yeah, end. Oh, I think that explains yeah. the difference in lengths of our videos. <laughs> like yeah. mine said official trailer too, yet it was thirty seconds shorter. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, tell me if I'm alone on this or if you guys are different. Because like car chases in movies, I just I don't dig them. I'm never really on the edge of my seat in the car chase i always just kind of want to see the fucking warehouse that they get to where because it the car chase man down. some some movies do it well i think uh christopher nolan's car chase with batman uh and the joker that whole thing incredibly well shot all that imax stuff they did that for I real hate it. Look at matrix uh, i did I, I beg to differ in matrix 2 um that's a six week long shot that they with do the with that car chase. Twins. Oh, I love yes, that Yes, that, that car chase, that took six weeks to film. They built that entire stretch of highway, concrete walls, and all for that shot. Go back to Bullet, uh, amazing car chase in that movie too. I like car chases when there's something on the line. 
uh, when it matters if you get caught or not, and when it feels gritty and real. Fast and the Furious is I, shit. I could give um, you a, car, a breakdown of the Batman car chase, and I'm pretty sure it would change your mind. They, they go through and they talk about, like, it, basically it's about editing, right? I was watching a video on editing so that I can be a better editor. Sometimes I watch stuff like that. And uh, they take the Batman car chase and they break it down. And when I saw it, I just assumed that the reason, like, I didn't follow very, like, different aspects of it was because I'm getting lost. Like, it's somehow my fault. And then this guy goes through and he's like, what the fuck is happening right now? The car was just to the northeast, like, you know, forward and to the right. Now suddenly it teleported forward and to the back. Now it's to the left. Now we're inside and we can't see where the other people are. Oh, now he's on top. Like, there is no, like, continuity in it. It's just... I'm not sure... Are we talking about the Joker when the Joker has the RPG and he's chasing uh, Commissioner Gordon? And, and the, when the semi flips? It is ends, that I think, with um, – I think Batman's not there. There's maybe like a, a, a robbery of some kind. And at the very end, Batman's there, and then maybe Batman has to escape himself. I forget the details of it, but I can tell you that it's, that it's car the chase they're, they're is the cinematic equivalent of children banging pots and pans together. Is like, it it the makes one where... no sense. I, I think that you might be talking about when he's in his like the Batmobile and for the first time the cops get a look at the Batmobile as he like runs away from them and, and building hops and stuff. The one I'm talking about and maybe you were they're, talking they're about They're in a this box one. truck a lot in the one I'm talking about. Okay, well, yeah, that's it. That's, that's when Harvey the Joker down. and his bad guys are in that truck, and he, like, pulls the door open, he's got the RPG, and he fucking... Sh yeah. No. There's no continuity no, in so, that. So, I, I, so, I, so. I have to hunt down the video and show it to you. And, and I think... Oh, I believe just, you. Yeah, if you were to look at... The, in the same way that... I think you hated Walking Dead even more once you heard about the backstory of like why it sank in season two. Yeah, I, I think if like you looked at this and saw his analysis, you'd be like, you know what? This guy has a lot of valid criticisms. This car chase is just a bunch of like nearly random awesome scenes smashed together that make no sense as a story. That sounds it, it makes a little bit of sense almost the way you say it because you know I think the big thing for that shot and what I liked about it honestly wasn't necessarily like what they were doing but how it was shot because they use those IMAX cam cameras on those gimbals and I, I, I that that viewpoint's really cool to me and I liked at the end when the transfer truck fucking uh, disobeys the laws of physics and like upends and flips or whatever all that stuff. Um, and then, of course, at the end, the Joker's there like, hit me, hit me, you know, and, and that crazy performance of his, that, that sold it well, too, you know? Yeah. I mean, pass the fuck over, wouldn't you? Is there anybody <laughs> here who wouldn't have been like, okay, fucking, like, get another gear? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I agree with Woody. I agree with, with, with both of you. I, I, I think that it was a, a spectacular car chase, but I, and I do think that it broke a lot of continuity because I noticed the same stuff that Woody was talking about. But what I think made it work despite or in spite of breaking continuity is that car chase scenes like that one are I, I like car chase scenes that take their time and that have uh, uh, good pacing and cadence and that is not a, a breakneck whiplash car chase scene the whole way through like you'll see in some Jason Bourne films you'll see in the Mission Impossible films or the Fast and Furious films that don't do it particularly well in my opinion that the, the Dark Knight car chase scene you're talking about slow-moving semis that are skidding around corners and going up on ramps slowly and flipping over and big dramatic slow flips and it yeah like I think that the pacing is what what really ties that thing together and you you really feel this sort of marathon of the moment and it's not like just constantly you know who does like that really well I, I'm gonna date myself with this reference but um, Beverly Hills Cop. 
<laughs> Beverly Hills Cop. The the bad guys are in like um, it might be an armored car or it might be a cement truck, and they're running away. And then like the cops get a garbage truck in the hot pursuit, and they're both in these vehicles that can't go fast, that can't corner well. Like they slowly like work their way through the gears, and it's a hilarious but really well done car chase. Terminator Two at the end of Terminator Two when they're uh, you know leaving Cyberdyne and heading for the the steel foundry. Um, they, they, they commandeered this like pickup truck with a cab on the back and, and Schwarzenegger's driving as fast as it'll go. And the terminate the, the T-1000 is coming up behind him in this big semi truck. And he's just fucking getting gears and hauling yes. ass. And John yes. Connor's like, go faster, go faster. Like, this is the vehicle's maximum speed. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? It's 55. <laughs> That's another perfect example of a well-paced car chase. Yeah, scene. man. And the, the chopper in the beginning. Now, Terminator 2 is one of my all-time favorites. Like, What's God, I love that where... fucking movie. Is Terminator 2 where, like, I guess the kid's in a lot of trouble. He might be on a dirt bike, and then out of nowhere, Stallone comes in the chopper. You know, he's got a big cruiser of some sort with a shotgun. Am I messing up the thing? Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. Oh, Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no. That's my thing. I mess up. Man. Yes. He fucking so. <laughs> comes on the Harley and does that big jump where you can see it's not him really jumping. But the, the uh, say what you want. Like, I would prefer that special effect, that real practical effect where – we got a stunt driver that looks a little like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Put this wig on him, and he jumped. Much more than seeing CGI Schwarzenegger jump, right? Like when when that bike hits the fucking bottom of the reservoir, the shocks give out. That bike that, that bike ain't made for that shit. Like it's cool to see that scene, and then him, of course, whipping that shotgun around that lever action. And I'm on ah, the Freddie Wong so team good. when it comes to CGI. Did you see his video about how CGI sucks, except when it doesn't? No. Yep. I don't know. Josh, he he kills it. I bet he would influence the way you think about CGI too. Basically, he says, "Look, we're really good at some CGI when it's rocks, when it's you know inanimate things, when it's non-humans, we crush it." Smoke fire. Yeah, and he's like, "You don't even realize how much CGI you're seeing. Pretty much everything that flies in movies is all CGI." And I was like, "Everything that flies, yeah, I guess. Every time there's an aerial camera, that's CGI." I'm like, "Well, every, yeah, I guess." I didn't even think about it because we do. Like 98% of the things that we want to CGI really, really well. And uh, he's like, the only times you really notice CGI is when it's bad. And oftentimes it's human faces because we're particularly choosy about, you know, what a human face needs to look like. Our brains are good at that. Yeah, we're we're wired for it. Very important. We we evolve. He even goes in to say, like, he's like, there's a talking shark in, like, Sharknado or something. And he's like, it looks incredibly real to me. Now, maybe if I was a talking shark... I'd have higher standards for it. But yeah. for me, it looked like a great shot. And uh, if you watch, like Mad Max is an example of how practical effects were like amazing. And when it first came out, when it first came out, everyone was like, oh my God, practical effects are so incredible. And then over time, the difference between what it actually looked like and what the movie looked like came out. Mm-hmm. And you're like, whoa, this was a lot more CGI than we thought it was. You know, yes. Mad Max was like, I'm making up a number, 50% CGI. They just took some practical stuff and then tripled the size of the fires and tripled. But the practical way. stuff mm-hmm. they did was big, though. Like, that yes. semi flipping was real. Like, like, like a lot that's of the, the main vehicles. Ever. A lot of the main. Yeah, that that's a whole movie of a car a, chase. A whole movie of a one big car yeah. chase. That's the yeah. probably the Blues Brothers. Example. Ah, I fucked up. No, good car chase. Blues Brothers. <laughs> yeah. We got a half a tank. Of, we got a half a pack of cigarettes. A full tank of gas. It's dark and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. <laughs> and then they fucking drive all night to Chicago to pay that uh, pay the church's banknote. Ah, oh, they they must destroy three hundred cop cars, Dodges and Plymouths and shit. In that movie, you ever seen that Blues Brothers? I've never seen Blues Brothers. Ah! 
What? Kyle's really good at movie quotes. Those chase clips, then. <laughs> you know, it, uh, my wife is not really good at movie quotes, but you know what she does, and and she doesn't even think about it. She can't stop. Um, she finishes things with movie quotes, like. I don't know. If you say, let your fingers do the walking, she'll be like through the yellow pages. I mentioned that her mom was 76 and she's like trombones. And wow. it just like, she it, she finishes that stuff with pop references constantly. It's like a pun thing, but not puns. It's like a, it's a movie reference thing. Yeah, it, it used to... Um, Does it bother you? Not I anymore. Do it constantly. There was yeah, a like, phase like, in my life where... Well, now you guys got to start doing it, Kyle. And Ted, like, you have to... <laughs> I already do it in my like, day-to-day okay. life. Like, like we, were, we were at the farm the other day, and some cows like, had stepped out of a fence. And uh, Dad just like fucking blasts at them with a shotgun. He doesn't shoot them or anything. He's just shooting near them, and it scares the fuck out of them. And they know to go back in. Mm-hmm. And I just remembered that quote from that movie Life with Martin Lawrence and, uh, and um, um, uh, Eddie Murphy <laughs> when they're explaining to the black prisoners that, that they don't have a fence at this place. He's like, he's like, we ain't got no fence here. That's right, boss. Ain't got no fence. That's because <laughs> we got the gun line. That's right, boss. We got a gun line around here. It's just like the gun line is a line at which they'll shoot you if you fucking pass it. So like as soon as I saw him do that, I was like, "We got no fence around here, boss. Got the gun line." And we just crack up laughing. Like, like yeah, I like I uh, I love movie quotes. I, 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 we um, had a whole conversation the other day. Uh, I think purposefully to exclude Chiz and fuck yeah. with him a little bit. Where Kyle and I went through the entire scene of Pippin and Gandalf talking about the afterlife in Osgiliath or whatever it was we were talking about in that. Those of white and the silver. <laughs> oh no, this is not the end. <laughs> you know, I, it, was, it was actually the scene where it's like, uh, it's like, what do you realize? See, the Uruks are taking the hobbits to Isengard. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole thing about some evil gives speed to these, to these creatures. <laughs> and like, Chiz is just like, you guys are assholes. I haven't seen this shit. <laughs> I want to rewatch it again. But he needs to see Lord of the Rings. That's unbelievable to me. He's never he seen any of them. He started watching it with his dad, and then like stopped halfway through. They got they got like fatigue, Lord of Ring Lord of the Rings fatigue or something. Uh, I, I don't know. The Minds of Moria are a little after that, and then gave up. Like I don't even know if they finished the first one. I'll have to ask him again. So they That's got cr- fatigued. They got fatigued mid mid series, not mid one one movie, right? Mid first movie. Minds of Moria. Mid first movie. Yeah. I don't see how you see Minds of Moria and it, that doesn't like boost your attention span for another hour. Yeah. yeah. That's like, oh fuck, this cave troll's getting at the time in that theater when that cave troll burst in to Balin's job. Uh, they had two- a cave troll. Yeah. <laughs> I was you know, thirteen or whatever. Just like, oh my god. Like what? Like this thing's just swinging its chain and killing all the little That's goblins. It's from- not the movie that you lose your attention with, right? Like there's I can't see that. I can't comprehend that. I, I- can in parts. And the, like the second one picks up with them like climbing down a mountain and having some conflict with uh, uh, who's the little rat guy who had the ring Gollum. at one point Gollum. Yeah. You know, and you know, the, the, you, yeah, yeah. You, you've got Sam angry with Gollum and, and the other guy's somewhat trusting him, and you're just like, Oh my God, would you fucking give me a battle? Like it, it there is a slow part. See, I can understand little slow minutes for other people who are like, you know, I really didn't like the part where, you know, they were hiking uh, or they spent too much time with when them chasing. When they were hiking, that's all of Lord of the Rings. Or whatever. <laughs> but for me, I'm so obsessed with it and into it, even in like the, or I, I was at one point. I still really love Lord of the Rings. But like, I just, 
I would watch Frodo do his Hobbiton tax return or his taxes yeah. just to be like, wow, they have a fucking, you know, they, you have to pay taxes if you grow a pumpkin too big. What a world. Or like, just, I don't know. <laughs> like the, well, it, it, they did such a good job at creating the world. Like even even the scenes in the Shire where it is slow, where it's not action, there's not war. Like you're saying, Taylor, I, I am so engrossed in that stuff because they did such a good job at, at making it come to life and making it seem oh, yeah. so believable. The Shire is not the slow part, though. It's it's aspects of the hiking that is the slow part. You know, they, like um, even even those scenes. I mean, because they, they, what they're able to do is they're able to capture the scale and like the breadth or like the 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 the, the sinister. Yeah, yeah, the distance and the sinister nature of the of the unsafe and unsavory lands they're traversing. Like they they are able to communicate that and make it seem so real and so vivid. Sometimes when I edit my own stuff and I'll pretend to be some what's his name Peter what's his Peter name? Jackson Peter Jackson and I'll pretend to be Peter Jackson. I'll have like you know like all right this was an interesting thing. I flew over cows and all the cows <sighs> scattered, but it's like forty seconds long, and I'm like you know what. I think that's 10 seconds interesting. That's it. You know, it, if this thing goes on for 40 seconds, they're going to be like, what is this bullshit? Like, I'm, I'm starting to yawn here. They do that. They, they, oh, we really like these fancy cameras we're using. Let's get aerial shots of people running across the landscape. And then they just I run like some of and those run and run. It's cool. And because the way you're supposed to be thinking the whole time is like, this isn't just Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli traipsing about Rohan looking for Merry and Pippin. It's mm -hmm. like you're in an area that should be held and secure by the Rohirrim, but King Theoden is poisoned by Grima Wormtongue, a servant of Isengard and Saruman. And so basically you're running through what is Middle Earth's version of downtown Detroit, where there are <laughs> there are bands and yeah. you know little uh, conclaves and... of of Urukai and orcs and and uh, Wild evil men. men could come around and kill you. So they're running through this fast, not because they're like, hey, we, we need to burn some calories for yeah, Saruman. Yeah, like they're running fast because they're like, we need to get to that forest or we're going to get spotted in the open and slaughtered is kind of like what I think you're supposed to take from. It. And, and they I communicated that plus. so well, too. Like, like yeah, it, it's not just like it's, it, they're all under this like all ruling power of Saruman. It's like they under, yeah, it, 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 it could just be anything like this is the this is their equivalent of like the wilderness, the, the dangerous parts you just don't want to be right. Yeah. Yeah, they have uh, no friends in that area. Even when Aemer and the riders at Rohan came up to him initially, you know, telling him... What news from the Renamark? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we need to get off this at this point. Tell <laughs> me your <laughs> name! You tell me your name, Horsemaster! And I, and I will tell you mine. <laughs> I will cut off your head, dwarf, if it stood but a bit higher. <laughs> you would die before your stroke fell! <laughs> <laughs> It's they impressive, isn't it? It's, it's impressive. impressive. <laughs> yeah, they both do it. Like Kyle remembers the dialogue, and no, he does better than me probably with the dialogue. It's it's little pieces. It's our favorite parts of the dialogue, I'm sure. Um, uh, but you remember the dialogue across a lot of movies, and sure. um, Taylor, like when he just like breaks down what's happening, I'm blown away by all the names he remembers. Never in my life have I ever remembered. Like the names of different shit like that, you know, and the names are not even words, right? He's not like, right, right, right. right. The, the bad oh, yeah, guy lived Erica, on Elm Street. Yeah, Erica the big spider. No, it's Shelob. It's a name yeah. that he's used before ever. Oh, Shelob, forgive me. <laughs> yeah. It, they like, have phonetics in the Cimmerillion. 
yeah. It, 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 it is specifically the names. You know, I, I, I could tell you the battle the was at Helm's Deep, and a layer below that, I, it's all fog. <laughs> it's all just words to be ignored. Yeah. <laughs> where many bled. It's a wonder yeah. my vocabulary's past a hundred words, because if I don't know it, I just like skip it and hope I can get along without it. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you just mash other letters together and something that's similar. You know, it's, yeah. when, you, when you like say a name from Game of Thrones, I guarantee I feel like you have a checklist over there that's like, all right, I'm gonna put in a Y and then two vowels and two to three <laughs> random consonants, and that's like <laughs> the Thrones name. It has a Y and a lot of vowels. <laughs> A silent U in there. Yeah, good. I know. Okay. Uh, an umlaut over one of those U's. Oh, perfect. Now that looks yeah. very foreign. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm definitely gonna. I'm definitely gonna rewatch it now. I uh, I, I have to. I, I I've been wanting to for a while. It's just a real commitment to start. You know, it's. I rewatched the first two not long ago, and the, it's funny because I've done that more than once. I have seen the third one fewer times than like. One fourth as many times as the other two, because yeah. I'll watch the first one or two and then not get to the third. I gotta close it out. I, I gotta make. I gotta get Frodo back home. His lips are all fucking chapped and shit, and he's hungry. Uh, when oh. his when his when his lips were chapped, I was just oh. like, man, I wish I could get him some Carmex. His no, lips I know they were did actually on... chapped for that scene. And I have to say this too. You know, you realize, like, you know, when you see Frodo holding the ring. In the movie, his fingernails are very, very ripped apart and shredded yeah. and torn and bitten at and like very, very little and nubby. And originally, he was like, I saw this in some interview where Elijah Wood was like, I have to stop biting my fingernails and tuck them with them because I don't, my, obviously, there's going to be a lot of close ups on my hands holding this ring. And Peter Jackson apparently told him, like, no, I no, no, love no. That. Don't stop picking your nails. Don't stop biting them. That's exactly what this character would be doing. He's stressed out beyond all, you know, Consolation. Nobody's able to console this dude. He would be biting and picking, and he's so in his own head, like, that's great. And it comes through in those scenes where he's holding the ring, and it's like a trembling hand that's seen so much, and he's in so much pain, and and can't express it to anyone. Turning it over lovingly, but also fearfully. I think the Dark Knight Rises, (laughs) I think the same thing happened with Bane. Like, I I think, uh, I love little fun, like, facts of that. I I think because... Uh, what's his name? The guy who played Bane, uh, Tom oh. Hardy. Yeah, I th- he play, used to play like college ball, and so when you know you you, you see Bane kind of like walking around like this with his vest. Mm-hmm. Well, this is kind of how like uh, you know right. NFL play, like, football players they do it to, to pull the the jersey down so it airs out. So I think I think Tom Hardy was probably just on set at one point doing that, waiting between shots, and Chris Nolan was like, yes, like that that's gonna be like the iconic Bane pose now, right? The same story as Cannibal. Like, I liked act. it. I hated it. Bane was such a dude. The, the third Batman really fucking falls apart for me in retrospect when I look back. That whole fist fight they have at the end. In what universe does that occur? One without firearms, apparently, because I killed Bane in about three fucking seconds from a thousand yards away. Like, like, like. I, I wouldn't fist fight him in broad daylight, though. I would. That, that's the. That's what he wants, right? And I guess yeah, that's, that's the point <laughs> that that Batman has risen up and. But that's not what Batman does when you, when you really think about it. The Dark Knight should be coming up with a way to turn this on him and use his strength against him, which in that cartoon that we've all watched together that, that we watched, Woody, he uses jujitsu. of course. He's, he's, like, he's like, I'm going to tear you apart. <laughs> you know, he's, he's like, he's putting him in arm bars, breaks both of his arms, putting him in, in leg locks, breaking both of his fucking knees. And by the end of it, Bane is fucking, it wasn't Bane actually in that. It was, uh, it was the leader of the, 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 the mutants or whatever. But at the end of it, he's crippled. Batman cripples him. That's what would have been better if Batman used some sort of fighting technique rather than just 
doing a lot of push-ups in or a hole? He, Batman's not above weapons and stuff. Like, whenever he fights Superman, he seems to be in some sort of super suit to level the playing field. Yeah. You know, if, if he wanted yeah. to fight Bane, he'd come back with bionic arms or something and level the playing field. Gadgets of some kind. Yeah, but yeah. It, it just... It, I want to believe that there is a Batman fighting crime. I need you to help me suspend that disbelief. You did a pretty good job in this last movie with Ben Affleck. God damn, he was big. And the idea of him branding them to get to make them afraid of him. It's very important that you fear Batman if he's going to be a real thing. Because a man in a suit jumping around, if we're all adults with no fear in our hearts, is going to be dead in about five minutes because we've all got a gun and a flashlight. So it's important that there's a mythos around this character, that he's a terrifying specter. Maybe he's a half-bat, half-man. Yeah. Maybe he's a god. We don't fucking know. He comes Maybe out of the dark even and brands us. Yeah, yeah, you don't know. So, I don't know. When he's fighting in broad daylight, that kind of that blew it for I, me. Uh, to what you were saying about the Superman-Batman thing, I, I saw that, or Melissa put that on a few week, a few days ago, and I kind of part-watched it, part-played Call of Duty, <clears> and <throat> I, I didn't understand. Like, I jumped into the fight between Superman and Batman, and I am baffled that Bat Ben Affleck Batman just left the bottom half of his face exposed when fighting Superman. Like, that's a little thing, but it's also pants on head retarded <laughs> to expect me to believe that Superman wouldn't just rip his jaw and subsequently his head out of that suit. Like, I... Like it, yeah. it was it was believable in that he was fighting Superman because you're like, this is clearly a robot suit with super strength. Superman has super strength, so it's more of a fair fight. All they had to do to get everybody on board with the suspension of disbelief is just put a little little mouth guard. Just put a put something there that he can't reach in and be like, oh, wow, that's a really impressive suit. Did I mention I can move as fast as light and I can literally reach up in there, pull out pieces of your brain and present them to you before you lose consciousness and die? Like that's it, I, that was a little bit silly. But I also don't get along with superhero movies great <laughs> all right josh you said you needed to go what have you been up to lately yeah yeah man um well i just shipped uh, a new indie game called uh rad rogers uh it's just the first world so it's rad rogers world one it's kind of like a classic it'll be a little bit before taylor's time uh, probably mm -hmm. but it's kind of like a classic side-scrolling pc platformer so like mm -hmm. commander keen um obviously like the most notable would be like maybe Super Mario Brothers, but uh, but it's more like Commander Keen. It's more like Jazz Jackrabbit, uh, Conqueror's Bad Fur Day, or uh, oh. if you guys remember uh, um, Rough and Tumble from the original Amiga. So like really, really old school style platforming, but it's done, It's built in the Unreal Engine 4. It's got like the, you know, just beautiful, like almost Pixar-like art style to it. Huh. it, it so it, it, but but it's, it, does, it doesn't play like a kid's game. It's very gory, very uh, mature, almost Rick and Morty-like humor to it. Cool. Um, so it's, yeah, it's just a little... It's a conquer. That's very, very good thing to be compared to. In, and, and look, I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to say it, it, it's like Conquer, but the, the team took inspirations from all these things. And um, so it was a small little indie developer in Denmark uh, called Interceptor Entertainment that built this game. Uh, we're helping them at 3D Realms uh, with, with, with publishing. We helped them with their Kickstarter campaign uh, because they were paying an homage to a lot of games that like 3D Realms had their hands in and had their influence in back then. Um, it just made perfect sense. So it's a little $12 game uh, on Steam right now. It's coming to consoles uh, next year uh, in, in, in early 2017. Um, so, yeah, you can uh, you can get it on Steam, just Rad Rogers. It's uh, at Rad Rogers on Twitter and Facebook. Um, yeah, check it out. It's pretty cool. Uh, and and uh, we, we have a full soundtrack on iTunes as well. Like That's one of the coolest things that I think is about this game is like the, the soundtrack is, uh, is really, really good. Really it does funny. sound cool. I want to see it. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's not a it's not a shooter, not a first person shooter, but right. you know, just simple uh uh you know uh precision platform where you're collecting gems, you're collecting secrets, you're you're hopping around the world and shooting little uh you know uh guys on the screen. It's it's uh it's fun. That sounds cool. It's yeah, a guys, good, check good, that out. Good little game for twelve bucks. Rad Rogers. Very cool, man. Yeah, guys. Well, hey, uh, I do got to run, but um, thanks for having me on the show again. And I hope we 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 boy we segued out of Call of Duty so quickly, but uh, I hope we answer <laughs> I answered your questions, and I'm happy to come on and talk about other uh, topics relating to to COD uh, anytime you want. Awesome, man. Yeah, for thanks sure, for man. coming on. All right, cool guys. Take care. See you later. Have Bye. a good one. Cheers. What you, what kind of socks are you wearing right now? I need socks. I am in desperate desire for socks. Really, I have well, stance socks on right now. Ah, funny you should mention that. You see, Stance has turned one of the world's most boring accessories, socks, into its most exciting by turning them into a canvas for self-expression, by underpinning its creative roots with a relentless focus on technical innovation. Stance has redefined what socks should feel like and the role that they play in personal style. Stance is headquartered in San Clemente in Southern California and was founded in 2009 but now it's sold in more than 40 countries. Stance has had a, an amazing cultural has had amazing cultural influencers like Dwayne Wade, Rihanna and Willow Smith drawn to their brand and they're also the official sock of the NBA and Major League Baseball. Check out their insanely popular Star Wars collection as well as their holiday socks that just recently dropped that are fun and festive and uh, go explore the newest and best-selling collections for truly amazing gifts that will uh, that will make your loved ones smile. Or shop yourself at Stance.com. That's Stance.com. Stance, the uncommon thread. Um, I think I'm maybe wearing... Yeah, yeah. I'm wearing one Stance sock right now. Um, you have mismatched socks. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got a Stance sock on this foot. And uh, just to balance things out, so I don't feel... Uh, you know, it's just so luxurious. It, wearing two is, is just... I, it I keeps start you feeling, humble to just wear one. Yeah, I feel like I'm putting on airs to wear two <laughs> stance socks at once. So I, so I put on this Russell Athletics on the, on the, on the other foot, and God, just the disparity is disgusting. It's your left like foot I've got, is probably envious of your right. It's like my right foot is in a soft, like, pillowy, creamy cloud of delicious mm. sock goodness, and my left foot is just in this rough, scratchy turd basket or something i was gonna it's tell just... you your left leg is a little bit more jittery a little uncomfortable looking tonight mm -hmm. like it, it's noticeable everybody out there is gonna agree with me kyle could start a movie <laughs> look at that restlessness and you know what that's called that's called sock induced restlessness sir for <laughs> short and this will never happen with stance you'll sit there and your feet will be totally still you'll think am i paralyzed no my feet are just so still i'm, I'm comfortable you know that's what you're gonna be thinking i'm always i'm a big foot you know tapper I always do that. I'm always mm -hmm. moving or something. Not with stance socks. Keeps you comfortable. Don't get, you know, hurt. Maybe, maybe take that, that non-stance sock off, Kyle. You're going to hurt yourself. I already hurt myself. I need the microphone really hard. That hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, motherfucker. You hit me right on a point where, ah, god damn. Well, but check out the stance socks. There's a link in the description. Ow. Yeah, check out those stance socks. Get yourself, get yourself some socks. I've already suffered a pretty, in, pretty serious injury because of this Russell sock. You don't want that. God damn. Ugh. Gross. That's such a Russell thing to do. Did he uh, say that, Josh, did he say that that game was, was made in Denmark? Did I, did I hear that right? I think I think you did, yeah. All I, could, think, all I could do was think of the uh, the Troll Trace episodes of South Park and that song that they sing. Um, <laughs> for, if you, That link is, you know, I, you probably heard that song, D-Long, do 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 like that whole thing making fun of them when they're at the Troll Trace trace place that's a real fucking danish song and these people are performing it in this video like 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 the the, the lyrics are in what are they speaking uh denmark danish 
right? Okay. It's not, right? Is it... They probably got like three languages. Dutch? French. Dutch. Yeah, Dutch. Is it Dutch? Because Danish is what I get at Bread Cup when <laughs> I go there. And uh, Dutch is a language. Good job, Woody. You got that name right. Yay! So one in that in that column. Yeah. I, I had coworkers from there. Oh, and they spoke Dutch. I I'm sure uh, Quebelkop speaks gibberish. What? What is? What does he speak? Eighty-six <laughs> percent of Danes. Uh, <laughs> the Kingdom of Denmark is only one official language, Danish, the national language of the Danish people. But there are several minority languages spoken throughout the territory. These include German, uh, Faroese, and Greenlandic. Uh, but a large majority, 86% of the Danes, also speak English. So that's good. Imagine so, being someone who only speaks Greenlandic. <laughs> just tracing <laughs> around the world. Having to be like, Duten Teishiti? No? Nobody, nobody anywhere is even trying to listen to me. Duten Teishiti? Duten Teishiti? No? Noten? Like, I don't know says he's definitely trying. He's got one Twitter account he follows to help him translate <laughs> the world. You know, I, I, uh, Greenlandic to everything. Every, every single show is an abortion to watch because those, those crazy, ridiculous language subtitles are just Cyrillic letters that take up half the fucking screen. They didn't evolve to the, or they get these fucking contractions like Russians did. <laughs> Oh, Greenlandic. Learn a real... Get Rosetta Stone. Jesus. <laughs> I, I remember hearing that Icelandic was the most difficult of all languages to learn because that uh, that American genius who's maybe uh, impaired in some way otherwise like went over there and like learned Icelandic in a day. And then like the next day, he goes on like, Icelandic national media and is interviewed in Icelandic. And he carries on the interview just fine. It was out, it, It's really impressive. Wow. That's crazy. He's like a mathematics, like um, like savant. Like he's a savant in several little things, but I don't think he's socially that great. So, uh, you know, whatever. Iceland it only has three hundred and twenty three thousand people. Really? In all of Iceland. I that wonder if tiny. at any point in my life I could have made the Icelandic Olympic team in something. Right? Oh, definitely. Nah, they get ringers. Uh, what, I bet they bring in ringers yeah. from those from other countries like i feel like even the small countries right like like their best athletes a pretty pretty impressive guy it seems like i think you really have to go to like a, a sub-saharan country and then like what go to their like sport, they don't play much like exactly yeah. so i suck at basketball but how am i compared to the other icelandic people you uh, know? Not, probably not very good because th I think that they're I tall. Probably right? be or is that good at the sport. Yeah, you're probably right. Is this a sport I'm good at? Like surfing. Could I have made the Icelandic surfing team? I could absolutely. You could have be been. You could have beaten like the. Uh, you could have beaten the Ethiopian speed skating team. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I can you skate. Been on it. You could at least been on it. Have you guys ever seen this clip where? There was a speed skating competition, and the yeah. there were like Australian five people in guy. it. Yeah, and there's an Australian guy, the only guy ever in Australia to qualify for a speed skating thing. And they're doing speed skating, and as you would expect, the guy from Finland is beating the shit out of everyone because it's big. This is there. how we get the work. This is an yeah. American ah, who's This is just this is just another uh, Tuesday morning to this guy, <laughs> to old Bjork here. Old Bjork do this every Wednesday morning on the way to work. It's <laughs> not true, though. The American was going to win. On the way to the Toblerone factories. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but And then he falls, takes down the Korean guy who was also really 
up there. The American guy falls. Some other country falls. And this Australian guy just kind of takes a bad turn and then coasts to victory past all these fallen bodies. And it's hilarious to know that that guy won a gold. As Wait, a you don't know. Australia. You don't seem to know. In that's how he got out of the semis as well. The same thing happened twice. Yeah, yeah. That's the Olympic finals that he's telling about on how he won the gold medal. But how he got in the finals, the lead guy took out everyone else. He, he yeah. Literally, you or I could have done the same thing that guy did, and he got a gold medal. Yeah, someone could have been wearing hockey skates. And yes. That. Yeah, yeah. Steady wins the race. Not a usually a good strategy in speed skating. <laughs> no, not usually. Not really. I, I, I could captain the Bali hockey team. You know, we wouldn't right? do well. No, no. No. A lot of teams can't do well with hockey just because most of the countries that play it are freezing and those countries don't have a huge population unless you're Russia. And if you're in Russia, a lot of them have to just play soccer anyway because they can't afford skates that aren't from 1952 made of leather. When's America's they have to steal last off gold? Of a circus. Is it 1980? Hmm? Is, is the Miracle on Ice our last gold in hockey? That wasn't... Uh, yeah, I think that might be our last... Cool. No, no, I think we won one since then. Did we? Maybe. I know that Canada wins it all the time. Sweden's won a couple since then, I think. Um, it feels like Canada should win them all. I don't know why. I guess it's because of the, the population of the NHL. I'm going to make up a number, but I'm going to say two-thirds of them are Canadian. And then it's not that two-thirds of the best players are Canadian. It's just that two-thirds of all of them are. So there's an occasional, like, Pavel Datsuk or something who's as good as any Canadian or, or whatever. But... You know, it just seems like they don't have enough to field a team. In the same way that the American basketball team always wins. Yeah, sure, right? You guys have, um, is that German dude from the Mavericks American? Or is he, like, he's Whiskey? German, right? Dirk yeah. Nowitzki? Yeah, yeah Dirk. Like Does he play for some other team? I don't, I, I don't yeah, know. He's just he one plays guy. for whatever country he's from. But he's just the guy on right. that team. So it's, the, in my the head. strategy for, yeah, Team Germany is it's get like it the to Argentinian Dirk. guy. I can't recall his name. Yeah, there's like, there's like a, every team has like one guy who's real good. And then the United States has like the rest of them. Yeah, yeah. So, it, so that, that's why it surprises me that Canada doesn't win so much because it's like, yeah, 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 sure. The Russians can field a team with like six great players. And, you know, that like Sweden fields a team with six great players. The Russians are stacked. You know, the, the 22nd best the guy Canadians, on that team. Right? I'm sorry, I said it wrong. Yeah, the, the Canadians are stacked. The 22nd best guy on that team is an all-star. And somehow yeah, they don't win the every year. with Canadian teams when you're playing any kind of global hockey tournament is Canada, their second mm -hmm. team, like the, the first team Canadian, the Canada team, is so good that if you take their second team, and also put them in any tournament They're and the good. third team and put them in that tournament, sure, the first team's going to be better, but those are two very fucking good teams. Both of those teams beat Team USA most of the time. Both so of those teams I, beat Sweden most of the time. I heard something recently about whether or not the, we were going to send uh, NHL players to the, uh, the next Olympic Games or not, and then I heard uh, Gretzky speaking on it, and his comments was basically, our biggest goal is to win the Stanley Cup. That's the biggest thing for us to win. Um, I, I love I like the Olympics. I like our participation in them, but we focus on the Stanley Cup. And he, he's like, I, I hope that we send players, but who we I, I don't know what's coming. So there there yeah. it was, it was kind of up in the air. It seemed it's it weird. is kind I, of up in the air. A little, they, like, by the uh, by the way, as far as U.S. golds in hockey, we the the 1980 was the last time. Since then, um, we we got silver in '02, silver in 2010, and a fourth place uh, in 2014. Thank you. Um, the 
the, uh, so I remember there were years where the Olympics and the Flyers were good, and it's like shit. This is really punishing the top teams, right? Like, you, you take yeah. your best players and they get no winter break. So if you have a team that's maybe like, you know, I don't know, the sixth best in the league, they might be giving fewer players up to the Olympics than like Detroit mm-hmm. or you know someone who's crushing it right now. You know, Chuck's. I mean, all jokes aside, the Flyers are literally the hottest team in the NHL right now. They might be at real risk of losing like four players or something. Whereas, yeah, I understand the thing team with wouldn't. the Olympics. Like, like if I'm in the NHL, yeah, I want to win an Olympic gold if I can. But like more than anything, you want a Stanley Cup. It's understood everywhere that the Stanley Cup is that is the prize for hockey. Like you don't want the Olympic one nearly as much. Like maybe if you're not American, like I guarantee. Ovechkin, Tarasenko, Malkin, all the Russian guys will definitely play for Team Russia because who knows? They probably kept one cousin over there in a gulag just in case to make sure that they have to come (laughs) play. But yeah, I really don't like it either when I'm like, oh man, like, yeah, I can't wait for Tarasenko to go play for Russia. Oh wait, no, I really don't because I don't, I don't want to see him get hurt and then be like, oh, okay, well the one guy who's really good on our team as a forward is out. So fuck us. Like, well, yeah, even if I, he's not hurt, he's fatigued, right? It, yeah. it just it wipes him out. And, and then you've got some other guy who was good but not on the team. And, you know, he's, he's fresh and rested. Yeah. yeah. Every, every little ache and pain <laughs> is now gone. Is know. there a cash prize for that? Yeah, let, let's say, uh, you yeah. know, you, yeah. I think so. It depends on the country, though, because uh, I know con- I, there was one, like, I think Qatar – no, not Qatar. It was some like Northern African or Middle Eastern country. Five or something. It is like, like $150,000 per gold and like $60,000 per silver. And then there are other countries like Israel, I think, pays you like $10,000 if you get a gold. Meanwhile, um, Obama just has decided that maybe we shouldn't tax those guys on their medals. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe we would tax an, an Olympian representing Been the Been doing it. Always know, did. That's just, yeah, dude. that's to Obama's credit. It sounded like a dig, but I like that he decided not to tax the medals. Yeah, no, that's definitely the end. a dig. It, it should, yeah, I mean, I'm all, all for Obama getting rid of taxes wherever he wants to get rid of them, <laughs> especially for Olympians. Yeah. But, yeah. <sighs> what is this looking at? An extra, oh. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm not I interested in that. It's his link. I don't care. Um, yeah, I'm not interested in that. That's, I got a uh, question. I, I think all of us will have input on this. It's a it's an AMA for people that don't know. What, what is it? Five dollars a month, ten dollars a month, and you get to ask questions, influence the show, etc. Uh, Kyle's looking it up. Here's the question, and it applies to all of us. Hey, I'm currently apartment searching in Philadelphia, and will be moving out of my parents' house for the first time. I'm wondering what aspects of an apartment slash house you guys find the most important when searching. Are there any things to look out for? General advice would be great. Okay, so quickly, just for uh, our listeners out there with Patreon, $10 per month gets you access to the PKN video as soon as it's recorded and uploaded. You get to submit AMA questions. Uh, and for five, only $5, you get the early PKA. So, for example, we're recording this right now on Thursday night. Right now it's 10.40 p.m. We're going to be done here in like half an hour. Then it gets uploaded 20 minutes later, so you'd have access to it right then, more or less, you know, give or take a bit. Yep. Um, if picking a house or apartment, especially if you're a younger person, the, I think the important things uh, based on where you're putting it is going to be like, where's the public transportation? Um, mm-hmm. Where are the, pl- the things that you need every day, like the grocery store um, that you're going to get your food at or, or that, that place where you're going to eat breakfast every morning? It's nice if that stuff is close. Um, uh, he's, he said outside of Boston or inside of Boston? Uh, he said Philly. My, Philadelphia. I have a different thing. So I, I've, got, I've got a few points. One, I really, really, really like having 
a washer and dryer in the apartment. Oh yeah. If you have like a lot, some apartments will have like a, a room with a bunch of washers and dryers, maybe quarter operated. That's a lifestyle impacting thing. When you need to to devote like half your Saturday to doing your laundry and protecting it from thieves and stuff, like it's a huge upgrade to have a washer and dryer in. And they're not in, that expensive. Yeah. Yeah. The, if you go on Craigslist or somewhere and get it used, you, if they're they have not a expensive. spot for it. Yeah. Usually, I, I feel like. Maybe things. Yeah, you need to make sure you have a hookup. <clears throat> yeah, but when I was young, though, if there was a hookup, provided. they provided them. Yeah, but I, sure, maybe yeah. things are different. Um, That's the important. Dishwasher is right. nice, but the washer and dryer is king for the clothes. The dishwasher you can live, especially if you're on your own. <clears throat> it's not that bad. Um, the other thing that I learned, I found some great deals on apartments. You know, places that seem like the structure was better than the cost was supposed to be. And I later learned that the cost is kind of nice too. Like, I'll make up numbers, but hypothetically, if you found a really great apartment, like on the inside for four hundred dollars a month, I guarantee you your neighbors are trash. It, it you need you almost if you can want to pay a thousand bucks a month, twelve hundred dollars a month, just so that you have neighbors who can who pay. can afford. Yeah, yeah. a thousand because yeah. you're gonna you're have, buying better company. Really. Yeah, like it, people who aren't going to be up on Tuesday at 1 a.m. blaring music because they have to go to work to pay yeah, for this place they're living in. People who aren't beating their wife, people who aren't selling drugs out of this apartment, or maybe you want that. Uh, people who like don't just show up in the parking lot with the music. Ripping. I was thinking you would want him beating his wife. I didn't even cue in that you meant the drugs. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, no. I guess if you're hurting for entertainment, you can listen <laughs> in for a while. <laughs> maybe look through uh, the window and watch the fight. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, like if you get a place that's $400 a month, I guarantee you your neighbor's prioritized thumping stereo systems you know in their house oh, and in their God. cars right and that sucks. that drove me crazy in college they your, when you'd be like outside yeah they're like glass packed or whatever ground it is effects to make it louder. And, yeah yeah so um so it, it sometimes it's nice to pay like it you know something that's appropriate for your budget just so that you get other people with the same budget as you if it's cheap you're going to get low-class neighbors, and that sucks. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely true. Do yeah. you look at, like, I look at, like, when I was in college, and I was in that, my, one of my apartments in college, and someone would pull in to park behind the building and have their music just booming with just loud, bass-heavy, like, hip-hop, so loud it's, like, rattling my windows almost, and I could, like, look out and see them just sitting there finishing the song. It's like, like, I just, I look at those people with so much anger and fury of, like, you really do, the same way I look at people who wear Beats by Dre or any headphones That's playing it loud oh, on, I uh, see. as they're playing it through, not even on their ears. It's like you you haven't even you haven't reached the level of self awareness of a dolphin, have you? You don't understand how much of a nuisance you're being, and even worse, if you understand it, you're so negligent and indifferent to other people's comfort in public that you disregard it. You're I a think I know person. what they're thinking. You're a shitty person. If you listen to your Beats by Dre or your headphones on a public mode of transportation while everybody's around <laughs> you, you're a shitty person. If you boom your musically loud while you're parking and then wait for the song to finish. You know what they're you're thinking? You're a shitty person who's not thinking of anyone else. They're thinking that everyone is impressed in their taste in music. They are, and we're not. Mm -hmm. we're, we're not at all. Um, when I hear your loud, loud sound system, I'm not impressed. When I see the balls hanging on the back of your truck, I'm not impressed. When I see your loud tailpipe, your smokestacks, <laughs> um, any of that stuff, I'm not impressed. But I am judging you and trying to figure you oh, out yeah. um, and figure out what universal healthcare. I'm, uh, yeah, sure, absolutely. Same, same, <laughs> same mindset. I'm yeah. trying to figure out what what's wrong with you that made you think that that was a cool thing, 
And, and and then I'm like, well, you're just clearly not the kind of person that I could get along with because our brains don't work the same fucking way because you think having some big fake testicles on the back of your goddamn <laughs> pickup truck is fucking cool. Like, 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 and I think that you're just white trash. I never had them, but I briefly thought they were amusing. They're amusing, sure. <laughs> they would be better, though, if they were big and separate, and when you, like, maneuver in a certain way, they clap together. And you remember that old childhood toy where you pop the two things together mm -hmm. and they go pop, pop. Oh, yeah, That's yeah, That's what yeah. they should be doing. Every time you, like, hit up, those balls should be hitting each other and making sparks and popping. I, um, I, I get a kick out of the meta ones where they have, like, a chain and two very large hex nuts. You know? Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's kind of funny. See, now that's okay. No, actual nuts, hex nuts. That's a bit of a play on words. That's a little bit cerebral. I gotta think for <laughs> half a second to get your little joke. You put actual fleshy-looking bull testicles that look like they're cut off of the the the, the bottom of a all too realistic dildo, and I think you're a fucking asshole. Like I think you have a, some sort of complex. Like although like, I, yeah. I say you're going hard on the truck nuts, and I have a bigger problem with the music. I feel like you're messing up everyone else's world more with the audio yeah, with the, with uh, yeah the audio, I, I don't definitely. like the it, it depends if they abuse it or not like if i'm on the interstate and i hear you go by and it's doom 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 i don't mind but if there are guys and and here's the worst variety of this you think the guys in their low rider with their like four like 212s in the back are annoying where do you meet, meet motorcycle music jamboree cock sucker the guy on the big motorcycle with the built-in sound system that's just blaring it out to the whole fucking world with no enclosure he's just like welcome to my rolling disco faggots <laughs> hope you guys like 90s punk rock oh yeah don't worry i'll be playing along with my harley <laughs> it's gonna be 80s on eight the whole way down. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, the bigger douchebag doesn't exist. Dude, that I should a... do that. Except it'd be all pink and Madonna. <laughs> do it on your fucking... Um, Spice on your... Girls. No, do it on your... Hey, we're <laughs> talking about the propaganda plane. Yeah, turn the, turn the paramotor into a propaganda plane. Get yourself... <laughs> like you're flying over people here. Attention, everyone. You're all faggots. Repeat. <laughs> a bullhorn. Right so I, I want to get I... a story of like, you know, North Carolina man found dropping fake news from his paraglider. <laughs> <laughs> Propaganda leaflets? No, Propaganda leaflets. <laughs> <laughs> Saying Donald Trump was coming for you and your children. Mm. More at eight. You know, <laughs> it shows a picture of you just... Scary, Donald. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, On kids and bars. <laughs> so this, this little stupid accessory, you mentioned Beats by Dre, and, mm. and it, it reminded me of this thing. I'm considering oh, adding this to my little collection because I think it would be cool for VR. It is a wearable sound system that is pumping the bass directly into your body. So it's like a <laughs> masturbating vest. No, no. So you're wearing the vest. And so like, like imagine being in VR, right? Gunshot happens. You feel it. You feel the concussion of like a real explosion like you would in real life. Oh, that's pretty it's, cool. Yeah. You're wearing subwoofers on your body. It's a backpack. It's not $400. Yeah. It goes all the way around, though. Well, the front of it is just kind of a chest strap. Yeah, the front of it's just a strap. You can it's just see a the girl picture. Do you see her? Yeah, yeah, I see. We, it's Do you got, see? I guess yeah. It's not pumping you in the stomach, huh? But well, it's in the back. Okay. The subwoofers are in the back. What there. an obnoxious thing to wear. Because like, think of the actual sure. purpose of this. What could the? What conceivably could this be for? VR. Um, VR is 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 the coolest Sleeping? thing for me. Yeah, this guy says he sleeps with it on sometimes. He he said it's comfortable enough to do so. Um, my biggest thing would be VR. Um, I think maybe if you had it really turned down low, it'd be cool for listening to music. And especially if you're a music engineer, 
Um, I, th- I think maybe it might add some uh, some help there. But really, it's just a fun little gadget. Re- but why right? would you want music delivered to your like the back of your rib cage? Like it seems yeah. like the people who made headphones really had it figured out. <laughs> you <laughs> think that? You think that? <laughs> you have felt the difference of the back. Um, like like if this were first, and someone came along and said, "I've got an idea. What if we put it on their ears?" We'd all be like, "That's incredible! Oh, yeah, good idea." They can hear it. <laughs> yeah, I think this would be a really cool VR accessory. Three fifty is a little steep for it, uh, but but the reviews are promising. Nobody's like, "This is a piece of shit. Don't buy it." Mine got stars. wet. Yeah, everybody seems to like it, you know, in, in the reviews. And uh, I just found it today. I don't know. I, I'm just I'm interested in it. If that price comes down, I'm gonna buy it though. Like, I'd probably yeah, buy it's, it. It's pretty novel. That's like a neat novel thing. I just that's, that's all it is, and, and that's what the vibe is too. It's just it's just some fanciful, ridiculous toy. So. I might add that to the mix. I wouldn't say fanciful. Fanciful would be conquering the world post-World War II, Kyle. Sometimes I do that while I'm in there. <laughs> if you're feeling a little fancy. Uh, yeah, that, that's a pretty neat thing. Like, I, I'd like to try it, but I, I don't ever want to see someone in public wearing that, vibrating as I'm trying to just walk through Macy's. Like, <laughs> that would just be kind of in so, poor taste. New question? Sure, what's up? What is your best Christmas story? Oh, my best Christmas story. Be- There's one I told before where we got winter coats, but I have one I haven't told, I think. I, I So my That's parents... That's a very Great Depression kind of thankful Christmas, where it's like, you know, when we were trudging <laughs> to school like every day, we got we finally got our winter coats. No more burlap sacks for this <laughs> no. chap. <you> know? <laughs> the, the story in Fast Forward is this. We were allowed to open one present on Christmas Eve, and we, my parents would not put all the... Christmas presents so that the next day, like the the big whopper, like the, the prize thing would. Those be are there. Santa's presents. Presents you get your parents' gifts on Christmas Eve, and then Santa Claus brings you the good shit the next morning. This went on even after that distinction was done. But uh, um, what do so you they mean? They would put out like the <laughs> the class B and C presents uh, on Christmas Eve, and usually you'd have something to help us get through the night. And uh, we went down there, and my brother and I both saw these big boxes. They were like as big as that remote control car box I showed earlier tonight. And uh, we dove for it. Like, we, we, we saw it. We locked on like a missile, flew through the air, grabbed it, tore at the packaging. And uh, it was so disappointing. They were winter coats. It was like, like this is a fake present. Like, this is a... like. The fuck? Yeah. (laughs) I have one of these. Like, and it was, I don't, like, I couldn't think of anything less exciting to me than a winter coat. Like, if only there was some toothpaste here, too. Yeah. Oh, Oh my God. Where are my undershirts, Mom? (laughs) (laughs) To their credit, they they got a a good kick out of it and then let us open a second thing. That was the only Christmas Eve where we opened two things because we got a non-present. But the, there was another one. I remember... My mom would hide the Christmas presents, you know, weeks before Christmas. And my brother and I would go digging around, hunting for, like, where the Christmas presents were. And we found them, like, in the back, underneath things, in my parents' master bedroom closet. My brother and I were looking through, and and we, we, like, saw some of the stuff. But the one thing in particular that I loved was this large, like, foam airplane. Like, it was, a, it was a glider. You threw it. It went a little bit. But it was big. It was, like, you know, three, four feet wide. Yeah. And um, we saw it, and then we put it all back, like, as carefully as we could so that my parents wouldn't know that we had discovered the loot. And yeah. we go downstairs, and my brother, who's two years older and smarter than me, 
Dick just didn't say anything. Like he played it cool and started watching TV. But I had a better plan. My plan to make them think that I didn't know what she had. I was like, you know what I really want for Christmas? What would be a good idea? If you got me a large styrofoam airplane, like a foam thing in a plastic bag with red on the side, and in my stupid head, I'm thinking, she thinks I don't know that she, I don't know that she just got this, right? By, by telling her how much I, I think she should get this, she thinks that I don't know she already got it. This will cover the whole thing. I'm on. When he was ah. 17 that Christmas, 17 yeah. years old. <laughs> yeah, no, I went on and on. Yeah, if you got us like a three foot by three foot styrofoam plane that we could throw in the backyard and it would soar on its own, you know, practice some assembly required, that would be a good idea. This and my brother's just like. 2006. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those, uh, I was like, this wasn't like a great thing with Christmas, but I used to do this to my younger brother, who's a couple years younger than me, all for many years, because he would get very upset if he perceived that I received more presents than him, to the point that my grandma and parents would be like, we need to make sure that even if they're different presents, that if Taylor has a certain number, you know, his brother has the same number of presents, so that nothing can be done. And so what I would do is on Christmas Eve, Christmas morning, whenever we're opening it, he would just tear in, just foo, 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 oh, this, foo, 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 oh, that. And I would tactically, at like age six and seven, just being <laughs> a dick, like just open my presents so slowly to make sure that when all of his presents were gone, I'd only opened like two. And then he <laughs> had to look at me and watch me open all my presents. And because he was young, he's like, he Taylor got more presents than me. It's like, <laughs> it's like no, no, Taylor just opened his presents slower. He's just not opened them as quick as you. He's, no, he has more than me. And <laughs> also do this thing where <laughs> I just, I just fucked with my younger brother just to fuck with him. Um, we, we would go out to my grandparents' house. My grandma, her first thing would be like, "You guys want to go to Toys R Us?" And we'd be like, "Uh, uh I don't know, Grandma. Yes." And then <laughs> take us to Toys R Us. My mom would always say, "I don't want you to spoil them. I want you to make sure that they only get one toy each." And so we'd go in there, and the whole time, my grandma did not play by my mom's rules because she was the mother of my mom, a much higher rank. Mm -hmm. And so she would be like, you can get as much as you want, boys. And I would say, no, we're only allowed one present. <laughs> my brother would come over with, like, a couple presents and be like, we can get a couple presents, right, grandma? And I'd be like, nope. One present, oh, just one dick. toy, and I would I would relegate myself to one toy because so it brought me so much joy to watch how upset he was and not get a toy. You're a horrible I person. I, I don't know why. I don't know why. It was really gave me a kick, but uh, I don't. I guess that wasn't a great Christmas story. Kind of indictive. Yeah, got <laughs> mean. I don't know um, if I have any good Christmas stories. All my all my Christmases were kind of just you know the same. I guess I always I always got more or less what I wanted. One of the one of the big differences between my Christmases and my sister's Christmases is I very early on um, realized that toys are garbage and that they're going to be gone by this time next year. I'm like, wait a minute, where is Kerplunk at? Because that's what I got last year. <laughs> where's, that, where's that fucking train set that I had that I wanted so badly? Like, that shit's gone too. I should get some shit that'll be here next year. And so I started asking for guns and knives and and custom made things and vehicles and ATVs and and that maybe that meant that I only got one big thing and then like five you know silly little things that might be stocking stuffers but it meant that I ha I would have my thing next year and the year after and my sister never caught on and she would bitch and moan well well he got a thousand dollar this and mom's like but that's all he got you got 
20, you know, $50 things. Look at your pile of shit. And she's like, well, well, that rifle nice with a scope. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thanks. I'm impressed. Uh, you know, <laughs> and, but, but, you know, I'd get like a Remington 700 for Christmas and she'd get like a big pile of fucking children's toys. And my Remington 700 that I got for Christmas <clears throat> is right fucking there right now. That's it. That is my Remington 700 seven millimeter Magnum. I've still got it. I'll always still have it. Then Barbie's you is gone. Pass it on to someone. I, sure. Uh, you know what my parents that did that, like, to their credit? <laughs> you know, like, Taylor was talking about how even they were and Kyle was too. Maybe it's being raised by an accountant or my mom or what. One person would get a cash makeup. It'd be like, here are Pat's presents, <laughs> here are Woody's presents, and here is $9.27 just to even it up. Yeah, they were even as fuck. Like, that wasn't are you just... sure you're not a Jew? Like, like this sounds like a Hanukkah to me. <laughs> no, I'm not. The, the, like, but gathered, like everything. No, 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 no. We were Christian. We gathered around the big silly candlestick, right? And we all got out our personal calculators and we made it right. <laughs> like, remember we got uh, TVs as a kid. We got TVs for our room. and uh, Which, by the way, is a parenting mistake. But whatever. And um, uh, we had different TVs, but they were they had to be even and as we pick them out like they'd be like no 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 like you can't have that one while he has that one you need to ask for a better tv because his is like much better and, and mine was really tiny in color and his was bigger black and white and had a game system in it and they were somehow fair like even though they weren't the same they through the whole yeah like my whole childhood they just here pat would had a better bedroom a and then when we switched houses i got the better bedroom you know what would have been a great scenario, and, and maybe you didn't have the camaraderie or the brotherly love to make this happen, would it be like, you know what, man? We could get one big color TV if we just combined our forces here. You get it Monday through, you know, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays, and, uh, you know, I'll take the rest of the days or something. like. Was there ever any of that where the two of you were like, look, we got to put our heads together here. Maybe we'll get a big thing. I want to ask a divorcee if that's a better idea. <laughs> like, you know, is joint custody better than, like, two TVs? I, I feel like they would know. That depends if he's abusive or not. Hmm. I... I don't have any great Christmas stories, though. I, I, I'm having to think of, like, they were all good Christmases. I never had a bad Christmas. I'll definitely say that. Um, I've been I'm very fortunate in that. I'm sure there are people who have horror stories of um, uh, Taylor's uh, had an interesting Christmas one year, I know. But um, it, it's it, all of my Christmases have been have been happy Christmases. Uh, I always got, uh, you know, enough gifts to, to make myself feel like I was, uh, you know, <clears throat> made me happy, I guess. You know, everybody around me got gifts. Uh, this year, I'm buying my dad a bunch of stuff. I decided that I should I should do like a 12 days of Christmas for him. So every time I go over there, I bring him something different. I, uh, I brought him a wallet the other day and then I brought him some uh, some socks, which may sound like a shitty gift, but it's a perfect gift for him. I got they're They're like. $28 a pair, these merino wool um, size fi 11 to 15 wool socks. And uh, and I took him over there. He's like, ah, I can't really wear socks. He's like, they're always too tight. I'm like, yeah, you're getting 8 to 11, eight to eight, size 8 to 12. These are 13 to 15. And he's like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and then today I got him a, uh, a really nice, uh, like uh, it's like a button-up flannel shirt, but on the inside it's like fleece. It's like a hundred dollar shirt, oh, yeah. and uh, he immediately put it on. and Was like, "Oh yeah, there's a nice too." Uh, so. <laughs> one year we got my father pajamas, and it seemed like year after year after year we were picking out what we thought he would want, and then finally mm. we got him something that he wanted. Loved it. Loved their stupid pajamas. Like they weren't anything nice, or like you describing things of of great quality. Hundred dollar shirts. No, no, no. These were like fourteen dollar pajamas, but they were just what he wanted, and yeah. it he was really happy with them. 
Yeah, he uh, he, he 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 has no uh, interest in spending any money at all on clothing. So he's always in. He's always, he always looks cold. Mm. You know, it's cold over there, and and he's uh he's got like bronchitis right now. Uh, so I, I was like. This fucking coat on now, Jesus Christ! You look look terrible over here. Uh, that little dog we rescued is looking much better. Wearing a card heart? That's great. Nah, he's not. Uh, no, he's got. I don't know what kind of jacket he's got, but it's not a car heart or anything. He's not into that. He's definitely not like into that redneck cowboy boot kind of mentality of like we have our working man's uniform with like Dickies and Carhartt and uh, Georgia boots or anything. He just kind of picks up what he sees on the shelf. Carhartt's just pretty high quality. Yeah, I feel it like I quality. dust it off is. my Carhartt and I look kind of put together. I mean, not dressed. It out. depends. They got a bunch of different cuts. I'm thinking about yeah. one specific that I always see. Like I don't know, working guys wear. I'm not shitting on Carhartt or anything. Yeah, it's I don't definitely know if I have that one or pants. not. But I will say Brand. that, a, I, in my eyes anyway, a dusted-off card heart, you know, doesn't look so bad. But then sure, it, they're very warm, and they're tough and hardy. Uh, it's good yeah. stuff. Yeah, my, I, mm-hmm. I, I think I've said this before, but it, we have one that currently fits both my son and my wife, and they wear it when they ca- carry in firewood. And there's just something abrasion-resistant about it that's perfect oh, yeah. for that it's task. Tough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah for Woody really and nice. Taylor primarily, <clears throat> who will you guys be picking to win the Stanley Cup this year? Um, oh, I don't get to answer about my black feet. They're gonna no. This is this is uh, Kyle gets to answer as well. Yeah, and the you black the black feet. Yeah, the black feet gonna go up against the uh, the Penguins. Um, and uh, th- there's your Stanley Cup. Black feet win in overtime. Don't worry. That is a thing that could actually happen. Of course it is. <laughs> Except yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. That's what's gonna happen. You heard it here first. I said before the season started, black feet are gonna win their division. And now I'm going a step further. They're going to win the Stanley Cup, beating the the, the Penguins in uh, seven games, because that's possible, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, that yeah, would be as okay. long as it could go. Here's seven. what I'm going to call, as so long as we're doing long shots. I think the Flyers are going to go deep into the playoffs, and I bet they do it with call-ups from the AHL that currently aren't playing. The Eastern Conference Finals mm-hmm. is deep, you think, or second round? Eastern Conference Finals. Okay, that, that is a bold prediction. Um, I think, I think Tampa Bay is going to have a good end to the season. They've got Steve St- Steven Stamkos, one of the best players in the NHL, injured right now, but he's. I think he's on IR, the which means that, or no, I guess they can't. They might not be able to do the bullshit that the Blackhawks did a few years ago, where Patrick Kane got hurt. They put him on IR, which took his salary off their books, and they were able to add more people, and then he came back in the playoffs, and they basically cheated their way into a Stanley Cup in 2015. But I think uh, – I'm saying that to be salty, basically. But it's also uh, – they're changing rules because they they did something where they're like, hey, that's not fair. They're like, no, Dixie's backsies, and then they, <laughs> they finished the season. I think Tampa Bay or Pittsburgh in the East, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh just because Crosby's having – in an incredible season. So I think Pittsburgh is going to win the Stanley Cup. Is he winning a to be the first diving, team. Maybe? No, just uh, more goals per game than anyone in the NHL right now. But, he's um, a pussy. And he's he can't a grow a beard. You can, I would, I'll tell you what. I would take Sidney you Crosby over Crosby players. in a beard growing contest. I would take that too. As far <laughs> as like an NHL hockey player, Crosby definitely wins in that one. <laughs> yeah, I think you pick and choose your battles. I think Penguins are going to be the first team to repeat a Stanley Cup victory in the cap era. Mm-hmm. And that hasn't been done yet. I know the and Penguins so, repeated. Were they, were they the last team to repeat? They repeated in like the 90s. They might be because they re- I think they repeated when they had Lemieux and Yager. 
Am I crazy? Right? Did, the, did the Blackhawks just repeat recently? Or no, Blackhawks. There was a year no separated, team. right? Yeah, there were years. There was in one case two years separating, and another case one year separating. So no team in the cap era has won back-to-back Stanley Cups. But I think that Pittsburgh really has a good shot at it. So you know I'd why they won't? They went into because the they will have to get past the Flyers, and the Flyers beat up Pittsburgh like they were their bitch historically. Historically, um, I don't know. I don't know. I uh, in the playoffs historically, I'm pretty sure Pittsburgh really, really gives it to the Flyers, don't they? I don't follow the Eastern Conference as much, so I, I that's not a fact. I I think the actual truth is this. I have to look it up. I think that historically the Flyers like beat the fuck out of Pittsburgh for a long time, and they know regular season. And they've yeah. kind of turned that franchise around. Um, that's that's yeah. where I think it is, but I'm not sure. I think Kyle's got a good guess with the black feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they in if there is it, they're my pick from the West right now. Really? If when they like I think, third in that division? No, they're in first in the division. Chicago. They? They're they're doing way better this season than I thought they would, and so they're looking great. And but I don't. They're not better than Pittsburgh. They're just not. Like their Pittsburgh has more talent than any team in the league. I'm convinced. Like they've got That's Sydney. Why Cross, it goes to Game Seven? If, they're gonna have a lot of injuries. Um, the fact that they got Phil Kessel. From Toronto, yeah, which Phil's gonna get hurt. Like a gift, Phil Castle is the guy who looks like he works or he manages an Arby's, mm-hmm. but he makes seven million dollars a year or whatever. Yeah, he's gonna um, get concussed early in the uh, in in the conference finals. You think so? Yeah, he won't have what uh, he won't he won't be all there for the Stanley Cup. You'll see. He won't have the grit. And no. determination. Well, he'll be there. He'll be, but but he won't be uh, he won't be <laughs> lucid enough to to really. Uh, uh, stop all, um, you know, hit all those pucks the way he needs to. He won't be able to hit all those homers out of the out of the rink. <laughs> he won't be able to get it out of the rink at all. <laughs> what gives meaning to your life? There's another AMA question. Uh, life has no meaning. Just mm-hmm. so you know, there's there's no meaning to life. It's it's just a, it's a big fucking joke. Um, no matter how hard you, you no, no matter what the strife or the struggle that you in, endure through, no matter how hard you work. Um, you know, you'll be forgotten in a fairly short amount of time, and, and, and you'll mean nothing. My grandfathers mean nothing to me. My great-grandfathers mean nothing to any of us here, most likely. Not mine, but our own. Uh, those guys don't matter. They they gave us life, but that's it. We don't fucking care about them. And if you go one more generation, we don't even know their names, right? So none yeah. of that matters. You don't matter. Um, I, I would just try to focus on, um, you know, doing kind things to other people, uh, for other people. Don't do them yeah. to other people. They might not want it. No. Yeah, they have yeah. to uh, consent to those kind things first. <laughs> yeah, other, other, otherwise it's just rape, I found. Yeah. Rape's never kind. At least that's what the DA said. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I think it's kind of refreshing. to like. It would be nice if there, if I felt or I believed there was a meeting because it gives you like some closure of like, all right, well, Christianity is the way to go. That's what I believe. Yeah. If I do this, that, and the other. It'd be you wonderful know, to even believe. On, yeah, even on death's door, I'll, I'll be comforted. And, you know, that's something I'm jealous of. Like, I wish... You could face that, death with a smile if I yeah. thought that after this I'm going to paradise. Like, like I'm, I'm just like, oh, well, I'd love to go fight in a crusade for, for Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, so let's go. People blow themselves up for it every yeah. day. Like, it's a very compelling thing. We blow ourselves up, too. You know, we shit on that, but we blow ourselves up, too, if it came down to it. We'd do it. We would. 
I, I wouldn't. Would. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, you would. All it would. They they kill your family. They 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 rape your wife. They burn your house to the ground. They they uh, they run over your beliefs. They disrespect your country. They uh, they they do this and that. You you have no way of recourse. You have no way to fight back. The bombs are coming from the air every day. You're just madder and madder. And every day they take one more loved one away till life has no meaning anymore. Till there's nothing but the imam in your ear telling you about paradise, telling you that the enemy is the devil. You're, eventually, you're like, yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna go blow the devil up and go he see God. He paints a detailed picture. Like, in, in, if that's the way my life was going, Kyle might be right. Boom. Yeah, it could be. Like, if, but still, it, the prerequisite is a promise of something to come. Like, you couldn't convince some, or maybe you could. I don't know. Maybe, but you probably have a tougher time convincing some hard atheists to go blow themselves up or something because i'll be like no like life's meaningless maybe i accomplished something but then i'm out i'm snuffed like a candle no more for yeah. me like i don't like but it, like i was saying like that's kind of also a little bit freeing you know to know that there's not some or to believe that there's not some overarching power out there analyzing every little thing you do all your thoughts and emotions and like you know really putting that under a microscope it's kind of nice to know like you know this is this is just the world like, 100 years from now, I'm not really much more important than the rabbit I saw walking in today. Like, it doesn't really matter. We'll both be dead. My my great-grandchildren or whatever, they, if anything, I will be a picture that they ask a quick question about on Thanksgiving. And they go, hey, who's this? And they'll go, oh, that's your jackass great-great-grandpa. He was one of the first idiots to storm the internet and make an ass of himself in public. <laughs> you know? he's, the, he's the reason why we have to special order your helmet. Yes, he gave us. Oh God! It took me a while to figure that out. He passed the big-headed gene. See, all right, I was coming at this from a different place. Uh, What gives meaning to your life? The, I guess my life is about the relationships with the people in it. Like that's that's what I'm about, and uh, um, you know that's my wife, that's my kids, that's guys like you. That that's that's um, I, I guess that's my meaning. You know, maintaining and valuing the the relationships from the people that i know that's 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 a very uh very altruistic very very nice way of looking at it it's not just altruistic though like it's yeah it's there's a selfish nature to it and there should be to all charity i suppose and all acts of goodwill uh it feels good to do good it feels good to give someone a thing that they need or to 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 be thoughtful about them and like if i don't maybe we've all been in this circumstance where someone was thinking about you you know, they had their own stuff going on. I saw a real a thing on 4chan the other day, and the guy was, um, his dad's dead, and he was going back and, and looking through his dad's things, and he found these gaming magazines from when he was a kid. And what had been going on is, while his dad was working two, uh, two jobs, he was really trying to connect with his son because there had been a divorce, and his dad, while at work, had been going through these gaming magazines, circling the games and writing notes. Billy would like this one. He would love this. He mentioned he liked this and that. Should I buy this one or that one or work more hours and buy both question mark? And he's just crying as he like reads through his dead dad stuff to see that his dad was thoughtful thinking about him while he was off, you know, trying to earn a living and stuff that he was was always in the back of his head. Like when someone does that for you, it feels so nice. Uh, Just like just like the smallest compliment that you pay someone especially if it's a, a worthwhile compliment. It's, a, it's really a thing that they do well or that you see that, that they're striving to be good at. When you mm-hmm. tell someone they're good at something like that, they really take it to heart and it means a lot to them. I know every time I've received that compliment, it mean, meant a lot to me. I remember hanging out with uh, Paolo, who does the editing for Funker Tactical, and being like, 
you're an amazing editor. You can, you know, because we were talking through this thing, and I've kind of got a flowing storyboard in my hand in my head when it comes to to editing things. I know how they should fit together and how it should flow. And I'm I'm like, you've got that too. You're very good at this. I really like your work. You do good work. I don't have to stand behind you. I was like, you've already done what I had in my head. This is brilliant. And I, I remember that meant a lot to him. But there's been little things like that that I have gotten from people that meant a lot to me about things that mean a lot to me that I do. And it feels really good. So I think that that's the best way to live a happy life and be a good person is to is to be thoughtful and to be looking at other people and what they're doing and get inside their heads and try to make them feel good. If you were to ask me, great advice. like what's your current really state? Is. Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you proud? Are you whatever? So much of that is wrapped up into my relationship with the people in my life at the time. You know, like it, if I'm not doing well right now, it's probably because Jackie fussed at me. You know, if I'm not doing right now, it's probably because some, you know, disagreement I had with Hope. Like that's those are the like the core things that impact where I am. And so, you know, you said it was altruistic and that's a kind view of it. But it's not just that. It's that I don't know my even my personal side, how at peace I am with how things are going has a lot to do with how things are going with the people in my life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that makes a lot of sense because yeah, you, all, you all live together. You know, you're one cohesive unit there in the cave, as it were. It's it's a it's a tight band of people. And I don't really have that. I've got a lot. Mine's a little more extended out, I guess. I've got my dad, who I'm you know ultimately mm-hmm. close to. But, uh, you know, outside that, there's just a, a, a bunch of close friends that I feel like. And, and there's not that many people that, you know, I trust. Uh, because if, if anyone who's... who's older than fucking 25 knows that you can trust about one in a million fucking people. So if you find someone that you can trust, you know, you can you just hand them your wallet or you can leave them alone with your things and you can trust them to, to be on your team even if it's not in their best interest. That's a, that's a real valuable and worthwhile thing to hang on to. Um, I was talking on PKN the other day about how it turned out that Josh and his little brother were stealing from us. You know, they were stealing everything from uh, an air horn of mine that, that was sitting in the shop. And the purpose of that air horn is, it's my air horn. I know it's there. I remember fucking purchasing it. It's there for when we're downrange shooting the cannon, and you need to signal back up top to let them you know, know whether it's safe or whether the thing's about to fire or whatever. It's a real safety measure. They stole it. Um, you know, Dad would, they stole the change out of Dad's truck, you know, maybe $10 worth yeah. of quarters. Mm-hmm. They stole, stole cash, cash. you. So cash from me, I'm almost 100% positive because my dad described a scenario in which um, they had basically stolen the, 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 the cash he keeps above his visor in his truck. He'll break a $20 bill for, say, a $13 purchase, and there's 7 bucks now that he just keeps above that visor for whatever, he's, you know, later. And they would, they would pilfer that. Um, there was a, a dollar bill in his shop refrigerator where a friend had paid for a Coca-Cola as they, you know, they took a drink, left the, left the bill to be polite. And, uh, and that gave my dad the idea of, Let's add a dollar a day and see how many dollars it takes before these guys will steal from me. Three dollars. Took three dollars. And then, of course, they came over to my house to cut the grass. I think I was paying him 70, 80 bucks to do it. A real quick job anyway. And that's what I paid a pro beforehand. So seemed fair enough. And uh, I had the money in my car. And then it just wasn't there when it was pay time. I now know that they stole that money out of my car. I'm almost 100,000% sure. And then I'm like, huh. My money's missing. I kind of remarked about it, and they just didn't say anything. And I was like, "Well, I'll go to the ATM and get some more money." And uh, and the last straw, of course, the one that broke the camel's back, was that they took my dad's uh, UTV, his Kubota UTV. It's like a four-wheel drive, off-roading, diesel-powered uh, farm vehicle. And they took it out mud bogging in the middle of his pond, and uh, and, and without his permission. 
Oh, Kyle just dropped. Oh, we lost him. Yeah, they oh, took it mud bog. They took it mud bogging out on his pond without permission or anything like that, and then took his John Deere tractor out there to try to get it out. And so, long story short, they've been cursed out and banished from uh, from our realm. But uh, I think Dad was a lot more polite than I. I'm going to be if I see them again. I'm gonna fucking cuss them the hell out. Um, and I hope he says something. I'd like to slap him. Uh, he's fucking asshole, man. I hate a thief. And 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 we've helped them so much, so much, so much. Like. Char- he's a real charity case. The guy's borderline illiterate. He's got no edu- no high school education. Neither one of them do. They have no you know job outlook. They have no You're cash. Him busy work. That makes it we gave so much it- worse, right? Like, yeah. like oh, I- his vehicle. We got him his vehicle. You know, we're the re- we're how you know when you first get a vehicle as a young man or woman, there's a there's a couple hurdles. You got to you got to get your insurance. You got to get uh, you know the car roadworthy. You got to get the car. You know, there's a lot of money that, that you need up front, maybe a couple thousand dollars at least. If, 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 I, we were there for them with all of that. You know, like, oh, yeah, you do need a vehicle. Let's get you on the road, buddy. Really taking care of this guy like he was a member of the family or something and just fucking thieving from us in a way that's unforgivable. Yeah, I don't blame you. Fuck that guy. Like, he ruined a great thing of going over to you getting an easy 80 bucks for doing some quick labor and you were fine with it because you felt good and you're helping somebody out yeah. and you know obviously like oh i feel, it feels good him. to do stuff like that yeah you you're know. overpaying him because you're like this 20 dollars to me isn't that much but i imagine exactly this extra 20 dollars to him is going to be a really big deal this will make his evening to get this 20 dollars that's exactly what happened time and time again i'd be like you know maybe maybe i owe them uh 70 but i've got 80 well here take 80 dollars. you know i bet that 10 bucks is going to go a lot longer in your pocket than it would in mine like, you go ahead take it you know oh you need a little more work well I'll give you 15 bucks to take all those cardboard boxes and flatten them out and throw them in the bin. You know, just just really nice to those guys in a way that it's it's hard to come by uh, in, in the world because everybody's looking out for themselves, and, and that's just unforgivable for me. Real yeah. scummy, uh, white trash is, is what I, that is. I, I am that is a very so white trash. I've got people like that in my history, too. I would love to tell the story, but... I think our viewers would figure out like who people are. Sure, yeah, you know how that is. These but, guys, another little thing on, on how shitty they are, um, stole he stole chainsaws from his own father and then blamed a third-party individual who was then banished from his father's place. Turned out, of course, the boys had stolen from their own father. But, yeah, when, <laughs> when someone's bad to you, like if, if a stranger robs you, that's one thing. But a guy who you've been treating so much better than they've treated you for the last, whatever, six months, couple of years, and, and, then it, and then they, like, just turn the screws a little harder and fuck you good. You're just like, ah, oh, like, how could you? How could you? I've been so much better to you than you've ever returned, and, and just get the fuck out of my life. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's hard to find people, like I said, that are trustworthy, that, that are going to be interested in a fucking symbiotic relationship. Everybody wants to be a fucking parasite. You know, it's, uh, it, it's, it, but it is the world we live in. Yeah. 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 There are yeah, a lot why, of people. That's, that's why being a good judge of character is such a valuable skill that you, that you almost wish you had a little team of advisors around with you all the time. You know, <laughs> it's, it's like, well, did you see him do anything? Yeah. I saw his cheek move a little when he, when he, when he offered you that money. I think he's lying. Like, like you, just, you can't fucking like, trust me. Like that ridiculous show would... lie to me. Where oh, you're like, oh, oh, oh his, his, his eye twitched, so so me and my brilliance, I know he's lying. Like, no, are you sure he just doesn't, he didn't get a little nervous? Imagine doing that on me. I, I'd oh, be like a constant liar. That right? son of a bitch has been <laughs> lying to me for 12 hours straight. 
says his name is Matt Woodworth from New Jersey. We'll get to the bottom of this. You know? <laughs> For six years, it's been nothing but lies as that fucker twitches all night long. You <laughs> look a lot like Albanian terrorist. <laughs> All yeah. right, me, Gore. Give me one more time. You know, <laughs> for the bombing of the loose lawns. <laughs> Kyle phrased that, that so well. There are so many people who, who, when presented with a symbiotic relationship, will see like, ah, oh, so this is an even good relationship that's a win-win. How can I turn this more in my favor? You know, how can I switch from symbiosis to parasitic? And Yeah. 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 You, you switch from symbiosis to parasitic. You killed the goose, you cocksucker. Yeah, mm-hmm. you kill the goose when you the change the person. Or any other idioms you want to throw in there. Fuck you, yeah. fat, illiterate piece of shit. I'm glad you broke your hand. Yeah, I'm glad you're fat. Yeah, I'm glad of that. both. That's genetic, yeah. <laughs> fat for teeth. both. Sticky yes. fingers. If and this uh, were yeah, Saudi yeah. Arabia, they'd cut off that broken hand of yours. I'd like to cut it off myself. If it were Saudi Arabia, he'd have been dead you know, the second that that $3 disappeared out of the Coke fridge. Like, yeah. he, not, not a lot of forgiveness there, you know? It's That's like in the uh, the episode of Parks and Rec when the Venezuelan, you know, embassy guys come over the sister city to Pawnee, and obviously there it was a socialist country, and so they're all part of the government, so they're all fucking loaded, talking about their estates and, like, how it's run, and they're saying, like, you know, well, how do you run it in Venezuela? He's like, you know... Uh, government run everything. You you disobey government, jail. You start your own business, jail. You don't start your own business, also jail. You know, <laughs> that's why Venezuela has the best citizens in the world. And the best jails. And the best jail. <laughs> it's just funny because it's like, yeah, they just, you know, they just do what they want. It fucking works out for them. Like same kind of thing. I hate that fucking guy. I keep yeah. getting that vibe. Mm. I don't like that at all. I, can't I don't even care. Share for my stories. I'd love very to kind to in. him. Yeah, I give I, him gifts and shit. Like they come over, I'd give him a drone or something. I'm like, yeah, I got thirty of these drones. Have a drone. I give him a bunch of stuff. You know, I just like give them things. I've got lots of extras and like duplicate items of like ex- gun accessories and all kinds of like freebies I've got. There, and I just give them. There are a stuff. lot of people who think it's okay to steal from someone, provided that they have a good bit more than you. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I don't care for that either. I often fall the victim victim to that <laughs> one. I think. Um, you know, I, I think people see people in my life will see me get like some free pair of ballistic glasses. I know Jeremy has stolen stuff from me, but I don't mind because he stole little stuff that like I didn't really want anyway. Like he stole some ballistic glasses from me one time, sunglasses that can withstand a 22 caliber impact. Eh, those things look lame. They look like old school Oakleys. I'm never going to wear those fu- things. Fucking take them if you think those look cool. Mm hmm. Yeah, but, he was doing a little bit of spring cleaning for you, really. Honestly, yeah, more or less. I wasn't going to wear them, and he probably knew that. I, I wouldn't but, be you know. shocked if someday Jeremy does something that crosses the line for you. And, he and, has before, you know, that time that he was speaking <clears throat> ill of me to the, uh, the, the, the guy at EA. Uh, you know, that, that, was a, that was a couple steps too far. That was his far. biggest offense, I think. Yeah, he got corrected that time. That fucking... <laughs> We're talking about some like like first of all it was my fucking idea like I dream I dreamed the thing up I was like yeah we should have fucking you know explosives on planes flying in the air and then I'll just shoot them down they'll explode it'll be cool and uh, honestly that's not a challenge for me at all I can do it one fucking handed and I'll hit it mo- almost every single time I really can left handed right handed whatever I'll shoot the shotgun like a pistol I've done it 
Kyle's good and, at shooting all guns, but he's very good with shotguns. Lots of practice, lots of repetition. It's it, I've got it down. It's 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 just not not that hard as long as it's not like a skeet that's falling away from you and going 60 miles an hour and doing something nuts. So shooting a big styrofoam airplane loaded with explosives is child's play. And he's t- and and he's there with somebody else and uh, like talking to the some high up guy at EA who's over at our place and he's like, oh, oh, I don't know if Kyle can hit that. Oh, he might not be able to do it. And this guy's like, really? You, you don't think he can do it? Like, take it, Jeremy, seriously. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> and then I hear about this after the fact, and I'm just like, motherfucker, I can do that shit blindfolded, first of all. And if I can't, it sure as hell isn't his place to be telling the guy signing the big fat fucking check that I can't. Like, fucking dumb. I feel like, like what he criticized you about is almost as important as the circumstances, right? Yes, if, if he was. I don't know. I can't think of something. If he, he was like, I don't true. know if Kyle can tie a tie. Like, this might go wrong. You'd he knows able... I can't. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but, but let's say you could. It's not something that you have any sense of self-worth wrapped up in, you know? But, uh, but shooting a shotgun, like, what do you mean I can't shoot a shotgun? I put so much effort into being good at this. Don't throw stones at that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like that at all. And, and the main thing was that, like, it was a shitload of money we were making from this thing. And it was like, why are you telling this 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 guy, this money fountain that, that seems to really like me and the business that we're doing together that I'm not good at the job that he's paying me to do? Like, like, do you have any idea of the gravity of this situation? Yeah. You no, he does it? not. You know, you're, you're actively sabotaging me is what you're doing. I don't like think you could point, explain right? gravity either. No, <laughs> no, I, I cussed him out. I cussed him out big time and threatened him real good. And, and, uh, and that was the end of that. But, but he definitely, he capitulated, you know, he was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I don't understand. And that's what I'm looking for. That was the reaction I wanted because, because like you just went to a step too far here. You, you can't fucking do that. That's, that's not appropriate, especially when he's working for me. Right? Like I sign your paycheck. He signs mine. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> if you want this stream to keep coming through, this uh, this to keep trickling down, <laughs> you better shut the fuck up. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now that uh, they say trickle down economics doesn't work, but Jeremy is a prime example of this succeeding. You know. No. Uh, trickle down economics is a failure. What you need <laughs> is for the government to get all the money, and then the government sprinkles it down. As ah. redistribution, it's sprinkle down. down economics. That's that's the solution. Basic income. Um, Basic income. Oh, coming. you know what? So these guys cut through my front yard. Like I, I, we, I was in my front yard. I'm flying remote controlled airplanes, right? So they're buzzing around, whatever. And I'm clearly like there in my yard, and it's my place. And three kids cut through the front yard, not by a little, like acres into it. And uh, I'm like, hey. And they're like, it's okay. Like, they, they get to decide that. And I was mad. And, and, like, I didn't know how to handle it. I really didn't. I was like, what the fuck? You know, like, where's my gun? I think I might have said that. And uh, it turns out that was inappropriate. <laughs> Zero to 60. <laughs> because they were black. Like, that apparently made that less appropriate. I didn't even know that was a thing. But uh, uh, the guy I was with assured me that because they were black, I shouldn't have said that. I don't know. Woody, you have to treat people differently based on the color of their skin. You should now know I this. Know. Okay. So they matter. So Well, that makes <laughs> me almost as mad as Jeremy now. <laughs> as Josh now. I'm like, well, fuck those cocksuckers. Yeah, the, they the big come problem. Back, they're getting pepper balls. They were just yeah. like, yeah. They, they, they didn't capitulate, right? <laughs> if they had started to sort of jog to get out of the way a little quicker, or they were like, eh, like just some indication that they got caught, 
But they were walking like they own the place. Yeah. And I own the place. Yeah. You know, and and uh, I I really didn't do anything. Like, what was I supposed to do? They were like fourteen. Like, oh, I I'd have been like, this is private property. We don't like trespassers here. If I see you again, we're calling the police. It just fucking boom. Yeah. It's just, it's just, there's no like, hey boys, how you doing? And they're across the way. I, like by the time I caught oh, them, they'd I'm be at the, the street. I'm on the fucking vehicle. We're going to get them. Yeah, that's the th- th- that that crossed my mind because I had the golf cart. But I'm like, how big an asshole do I look to like hop in my golf cart and tell people to stay off my I'd estate? Not an asshole no, at all. I'd it's really golf cart. no. I'd have hopped You're in the golf cart. I'd have hopped in the golf cart with a shotgun, and it would have been sitting next to me when I spoke to them. Like, look, this is private property. This is where my family lives. Uh, you know, I I don't like people being out here. You boys don't need to come out on this property again. Oh, don't call them boys. Or the police. <laughs> You know, like, like it would have been as simple as that. What do you mean, boy? Well, you're a child. Fuck you. you know? <laughs> but uh, it would have been like that. I, I don't want anyone trespassing on my property or getting the idea that, uh, you know, it's casual to be out there. Because what happens the next time you see them snooping around somewhere, going to steal something maybe, you know. If, if I'm walking across your property, I might see two or three things I might want to pick up and take with me. Yeah, that, that's not unreasonable at all. You've got a lot of expensive stuff sitting around. They're probably not just ignoring the fact that there are cool toys and buildings and shit. Wait, what are you doing out here? (laughs) Yeah, you should uh, drive up to him. Nicknaming him Trayvon would have been hilarious. But, yeah, maybe next time. Um, You know, this is private property. We're going to call the police if we see you again. Have a great day. And then drive away. Yeah, I... Yeah. I I just didn't like him cutting across. I, 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 I... I didn't even think about the thievery angle of it. I was really about just an invasion of space. Like, yeah, don't like it. I, My place. I worked you know hard for do. a lifetime to yeah. own a buffer around me, and they just cut through it. There were cool. acres into your yard? Yeah. You should have driven up and stopped with your, your shotgun there and just been like... Well, it wasn't available, but go on. Yep. Like, Always. how long do you think it would take you guys to run to the end of my yard? <laughs> I don't know, but probably this one. Well, you got 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to wait from here. I'll be following you real close. Worst part is, <laughs> worst part is I started counting before I pulled up. Yeah. <laughs> so you're at 22. You best get to stepping, you know, because Johnny Laws are coming. You know? <laughs> I don't even know how the castle right, doctrine works. Like, can you, can you literally you. shoot trespassers? You um, can. They'll probably get upset. Well, you got to get them all, so there's only one story to tell, but yeah. I, uh, and don't get this twisted, audience. I'm not, like, planning out my next steps or anything. I, I just wondered, like, hypothetically, like, I didn't have a gun with me or anything. I, um, I, mean, I, I actually did have a gun with me, but I didn't have any, you know, showpiece with me. And uh, I just, like, yeah, I know you can shoot people who are in your house, and I think you can shoot people who are on your property, but if they're literally like 14-year-old kids obviously taking a shortcut across yeah. the corner, that can't be legal, can it? Like, how far does this castle doctrine nah, go? Don't sh- well, you don't shoot them on sight, for sure. Um, <laughs> I think the best bet would be to do what we said. Just just give them a yeah. Just be like, hey, don't come here. And then see what happens next. Hey, you don't come here. And then we see what they say. That, that's and the biggest we- issue. The biggest issue I had was there was no capitulation. It was like, yeah... I hear you, you know, like, like, like they belong there. Like they own the yeah. place. If, if there was any kind of like, like, you know, dude, if I'm crossing the street and there's a car obviously waiting on me, I put a little hustle on it. You know, sure. like, I, I recognize that. That's I what good little, people do. 
Yeah. Your hustly walk. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, like I can Darn. see that that you've decided your to let me go and sort of stay out of my way. So I'm going to try and get out of your way too. You know, yeah. um, that's all I wanted. A little like you know, I'm moving. But they were like, you know, don't worry about it. No, I get to choose that. Yeah. And that. And were they taking their sweet time sauntering across? I bet. I, neither fast nor slow. They were completely yeah, come out indifferent. like Mad Max on one of those go karts. <laughs> they com- start, start doing circles around really fast. <laughs> Witness me. Me in one, Colin in the other. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> you throw one of those spinny things and loop it around his foot and start. Well, don't start dragging him. Then we got another hate crime. Uh, it, there's so many rules about what you can't do, to black people, when they trespass. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Give us a crack a white man. Nobody's say a fucking word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know where they were going or where they were coming from. I was gonna say they were coming home to school because they had backpacks on, but um, that doesn't make sense. Those bags. They wouldn't. Gold goods. They were coming from like a different subdivision. If people see enough aerial views in my house, there's like a subdivision on either side of us. And then where I live is this like little oasis of space that I own. They were going from one subdivision to the other. There's no way a school bus would not take them closer to their house. Yeah. So. I like the way your house is very assault ready. There's (laughs) a lot of visibility from the home you're not sneaking up we need an observatory with like a no, telescope need, or those are parapet. Cool. you need like a, a, a middle, middle medieval style parapet like one of those you know big areas where the archers stand basically and mm. shoot off with the, the with blocks the of stone crunch, right. you know yeah. Yeah, crunch, a, you a douche up there i think that's what it's called a douche kyle D- dishka dishka very close Dushka shoots a <laughs> shoots shoots a, it's just a big water hose. Clean <laughs> <Dushka. laughs> uh, You can take down a helicopter with a dishka. That's a, that's a serious piece. I, I think it's a twenty millimeter. I think it is. They're often mounted on the back of a Tacoma, which is which is really appropriate for my situation. And uh, but yeah, we should have like a, a parapet with a dishka, and then I can handle business uh, until they shoot back. Which you point have sprinklers. I, which Good point I realize it's just like standing in a window at Call of Duty. Turn turn your sprinklers on if you can. Do you have a sprinkler system in the I yard? Don't. That would be like an irrigation system. It would be uh, a lot of sprinkler. Yeah, yours. That you know. Yeah, sprinkler system is not not a great idea when you're ah, a third although, of the state. It's a twelve point seven millimeter. Okay. Mm. Although it's an, an irrigation system would do the job that much better, right? Imagine one <laughs> of those things that shoots like an acre. <laughs> 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 they used to be in the farms and rural areas, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I used to fly over the farms, you know, like on my way to California and stuff, and you'd see circular crops, and I'm like, what's that all about? And then I realized, ah, oh, there's irrigation in the middle, and it's just how they water. Makes sense. Well, is that a wrap? Um, yeah, I think so. Um, uh, again, we want to remind everyone, uh, check out our sponsors down below. Uh, once again, we wait to the very end of the show to tell you about the PKA poster, but uh, there's a link down there, gumroad.com slash PKA. You can pick up the PKA poster with all of us featured and lots of little uh, inside jokes Easter and uh, items, placed, Easter eggs placed around in it. Christmas eggs, we'll call them. And uh, uh, it's very nice. So check, check it out. Link below. All of our sponsors, of course, Josh Olin. Uh, with his uh, Danish video game that he was promoting. Check that out, the side-scroller. Yep. Uh, and sign up for Patreon. 